Painkiller Ready, episode 536 with our guest Cecil from Good Bad Flicks. Taylor? This episode of PKA is brought to you by Blue Chew and Smart Mouth. A couple of wonderful sponsors. We'll hear more about them later. Kyle was ecstatic when Chiz announced we were going to have Cecil on because he's like, really? I've seen, and I'm not exaggerating here, literally every single one of his videos. And so yeah. you've got a million questions to I'm to a add. huge fan. I, I love your channel so much. Like, like just the intro, the good, bad, flakes. <laughs> like when I hear that, like I have an emotional reaction to it because it has been there for me through so many ups and downs in my life. Like, like when I, whenever I was, I got in a little legal trouble a couple of years ago and like, I just sat mm -hmm. down and watched 15 hours or something of your videos or something like that. Just drunk as fuck. Just, just like, <laughs> at least I have this, you know? And, and I, so I, I love every, every one of those videos. I really like what you do. Um, you, it, jump in here anytime but it seems to me that you like you, you find like some hidden gems these good bad flicks you know these movies that maybe didn't get the appreciation they deserved uh maybe they were a little before their time or or whatever and, but but there's a little something there to be uh to be enjoyed and a lot of them i'm like yeah yeah i remember that why did no one else like that movie and i and i i, I love it i love it Thank you, man. Yeah, uh, that was really what I kind of intended to do. Like originally when I started, um, it was right around uh, like late 2009. Or actually, yeah, late 2009 when everybody was into the whole reviewerverse thing where it was take um, whatever popular movie and just crap all over it. And that was the popular thing to do. And I was talking to some friends of mine who I have friends like all over the country. And uh, I was like, hey, if... Uh, I started doing a video series where I talked about movies that I liked. Would you guys be interested? And they were like, yeah. So I started putting them together and I am kind of um, meticulous when it comes to like my, the way that I do things. So I originally wanted to have my video out. My first video was going to be out in December and it was going to be a Christmas movie. It was um, uh, like uh, don't open till Christmas and because of the fact that I couldn't decide what to name the channel, what, you know, all the, the different details of it, I didn't, I ended up not getting that video out until March. So everybody who has seen the first video, they're like, wait, why was your first video a Christmas movie that came out in March? And I'm like, well, I kind of, <laughs> I'm a little slow going with some things. I really like to kind of make, make sure that it's as good as it could possibly be at the time. And uh, I've kind of ruled a lot of my videos like that. Uh, I've tried to do something different. I've tried to present things in a different way. I've had so many people that ask me, you know, oh, why don't you do a video on like the room? And I'm like, well, there's there's nothing really I can bring to the table that hasn't already been said. Mm -hmm. But a video for something like Species, um, I was able to kind of not necessarily uncover, but there was the whole angle with that, with uh, the H.R. Giger, um, skull train the nightmare train that he had and everything that i had seen like nobody was really ever talking about how much the studio screwed him over on that so i was like well there's a really good angle to throw in there and that's kind of the thing that i do whenever i look at certain movies to cover uh, i always want to see if there's something else that i can bring something unique something that will keep people engaged and interested and not just tell me oh i've heard that a million times I'm not an mm H.R. -hmm. Giger expert or anything. I'm, I'm certainly aware of the work that he did for uh, Alien, you know, designing the, the creature 
the sort of biomechanical fetish that he seems to have as a designer. Um, the, uh, the, and, and I would describe it as a fetish because a lot of his, I, I don't know what he is. I, I, I would describe it as artwork. Uh, I would describe him as an artist. Uh, but I don't know what he did before his work started getting uh, used as inspiration and designs for film. What what what's his background? Um, he's a, he's an artist. He's a very unique artist. I mean, he he delves into a lot of different things. He'll paint. He'll airbrush. He'll sculpt. Um, as far as his background, I don't know too much of it beyond basically uh where he started with uh um i mean he's done stuff before the biomechanical thing but i think that was really kind of his landmark that was the thing where oh this is his style this is the thing that he does and that was really the thing that got him the most attention uh the thing with species that really was sad was that um he had designed so many things with Sill, with the alien version of Sill, where um, every day he would draw something and fax it over because he was still um, over in his home country while they were designing, you know, they were working on the film in, in America because he didn't want to leave the side of his sick mother who she was dying at the time. So um, he was faxing them all these drawings and all this artwork and so many things like uh, you can see in the video where um, he had written on there, do not copy alien, do not copy <laughs> Ridley Scott's alien, do not make this like alien. And it seemed that the director took that as, oh, OK, let's make this just like alien. Yeah. So a lot of the things that they changed were to make it more like alien. And it like was kind that. of a shame. I didn't like yeah. that that they went in that direction. I I don't fault the the makers of that movie for steering a little bit away from Giger's design because it's like okay, you're you're a brilliant artist. You have a unique way of doing things. Your mind is something special. But we're on a budget here. We're making something for general <laughs> audiences and you want to make some sort of a woman who glows a little brighter every time she mutates more and gets angrier and by the end she's just a glowing piece of metal that's bioluminescent and semi-transparent and you want to see her baby growing inside of her while she's running around murdering people Sounds oh expensive. i see and, and, and <laughs> what will the vagina look like sir i understand you have many sketches of the vagina no, we're saving money there <laughs> <isn't any. laughs> yeah, like like he like first of all, I, I love what Giger does. And anytime I, I think you were right in your video that the studio really wanted his name attached just for just so they could be like, oh, an HR Giger designed creature. Cause like at me as a viewer, if I see that, I'm like, all right, let's see what he fucking came up with this time. But I wouldn't want to hang out with that guy. That guy seems creepy. I bet that guy is into some weird shit. Like oh, he oh absolutely. Weird. He seemed like like his artwork is all this like really like yeah it's it's like women and it, it's it, it's almost all female and it's almost all semi-sexualized but it's also like this this they're like half women half machine half demon and they're in like all sorts of weird positions and like it's it's some it's really weird to to look at um and it's it's beautiful he's incredibly talented but uh but yeah i i, I don't fault him for not going right oh, I, along with everything he came up with but i didn't like that like the i mean the the poster for that movie for example like you pointed out it's like come on this is just a complete ripoff it, there's even like green glowing light on it come on 
Yeah, they they changed a lot of this stuff. I mean, I don't entirely blame them. Like you said, there's a lot of ideas that he was throwing out there and they were pretty crazy. So I don't fault them for trying to steer the ship away from that. But he had a lot of really cool ideas and things that would have definitely helped to set it apart. Like I love the movie too. I wouldn't have done a you know, 40 minute video about it if I didn't love it. But I think that um, it would have kind of transcended just oh, naked woman runs around killing people, and it might have been something a little bit special. Maybe not on the the level of the original Alien, but Mm. I think it would have been something a little bit more special, and it would have been a little bit more memorable if they would have listened to him and taken some of his ideas, because he did have some cool things where he was showing them they were like, oh, we can't do that. And then he would do it and show and had them over to his house and be like, no, here's how we're going to do it. You can do it practically. You know, you don't need to do the CG to, to do this. And yeah. they were like, oh, but then they still didn't do it. So yeah. uh, I, I don't entirely fault them. I mean, that's the whole thing with with production and with going back and forth with producers. Sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Uh, for example, George Lucas wanted Han Solo to be a giant talking fish. And the producers were like, okay, look, we we said you could have a giant talking dog, Chewbacca, but we're not going to have two. We're not going to have a giant talking fish with a giant talking dog. So, like, you have to have some humans in here. So then they ended up, you know, letting him make Han Solo be Harrison Ford. And the rest is is geek history. So I think that's kind of along the lines of this. It's like you have to have a little bit of back and forth with the producers or you're either going to go too crazy or not crazy enough. Yes. We always hear about the downsides of studio meddling and how how it can ruin films. And I, I do. You see it a lot. But I'm sure there's been plenty of examples of studio meddling that like reigned in a director who was out of his fucking mind. And I think you just nailed it right there. Like the idea of I'm picturing that movie like with Han Solo's voice coming out of a fish, but he's got, he's like a little bubbly every time he says something like, like, like he hears like some water bubbles or something. And like, like I, I just don't, I just don't think that works. No, it would have probably, I don't know if it necessarily would have ruined the movie, but I think that Han Solo would not be the beloved character that he is today. Sure. If, uh, if he was a giant fish. So yeah, it, it, there are a lot of stories where uh, I've, I've talked to a lot of people in the industry and I've been lucky enough to hear a lot of stories. Um, I've also been lucky enough to hear stories that they're like, okay, I'm going to tell you this. You can't put it in the video, but I'm going to tell you this, you know, because uh, a lot of people are still working in the industry. And they're like, if you say this, they're going to know that it was me that told you and it's going to hurt future jobs. And that's kind of a bummer. But so but it's cool that I have all this like insider information where this director was an asshole or uh, this this husband and wife couple were filming and they were just arguing and they basically got divorced while they were making the movie like that kind of thing. It's always funny to hear. And uh, I I do appreciate hearing that. And I like when I can just have a director or somebody who uh is out of the industry like i talked with a guy who he's been out of the industry for about 15 years and he's just like oh yeah i'm gonna tell you all this dirt and i'm just gonna crap all over everybody (laughs) and it's great because you're getting that unfiltered um like not you know not distanced hollywood answer you're getting like the real story as opposed to the story that you might have heard are there any details you heard about someone who perhaps has now died and you can say it or are they all they're all still living these got to keep it under wraps uh as of currently they're all alive 
So I don't really have anything. Um, I'm trying to think if there's, uh, if there is something I can throw out there. Um, not, not, yet, not okay, right. Yeah. Not right. Yeah. Not right now, but pretty right. much everybody is still alive. I have, um, I mean, one, one guy who it, it's, I, I'll tell, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I'm working on a video on, um, this, a sound of thunder, which, uh, was a monumental bomb, but I had a feeling that the story behind it was really interesting. So I had been trying and digging and that movie had like 12 producers and 11 of which did not want to talk about the movie. And I finally found one guy who was, you know, he wanted to talk about it. He wanted to tell the story. But the problem is um, he only produced all the way up to them filming. So he has an amazing story all the way up to the filming. And then another company came in to finish it and he left. So I have to f try to find somebody else to tell me all through the filming of it. If I can get the rest of that, it's going to be brilliant because the story behind that movie, as far as I know, no one has ever dug it up. And I have like half it. of the story. Oh God. It's a, yeah, it is an absolute disaster. What um, is it called again? I've never even heard a, of it. A sound of thunder. Sound of thunder. Yeah. It was a big, big movie that, um, I mean, it was, um, Ed, uh, what's his name? Um, Oh God, the brothers McMullen, Edward. Um, there's a lot of people in it that you would recognize. Oh, very and, bad reviews. <laughs> oh God, yeah, it's it's an absolute mess. They went. Um, they were At having they major eighty million dollars on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff about how um, they they just were doing the CGI for it, and they had to redo the CGI for it, and the company was going bankrupt at the time. And oh, so many problems they had. What are your um, thoughts on like, CGI versus practical? Um, I, I've said in a lot of videos before how much I hate CGI because not because I hate it as a whole, but I think that um, originally when it blew up with like the abyss and with Jurassic Park and all that, it was being used as another tool. Mm -hmm. And now it it used to be just kind of the scalpel and now it's the hatchet it's where yeah. it's everything. And it's frustrating because um, you have a studio that will come along and they'll be like, okay, this movie is going to be out on, and they announce the release date before they've even started filming. So they do the movie and then they hand it off to the CGI artists and then they're like, okay, um, well, you, you know, you've only got this much time to finish. And they're like, well, we can't finish this in this much time. And, and they're like, well, we don't care. And they rush it. And that's why so much um, of it looks like garbage is because they'll rush it out the door. They won't get it finished. They'll send um, the footage to like 10 different studios. So that's why when you're watching a movie, some of the effects look really good. And some of the mm. other effects look really bad. It's because this studio had a year to work on it. And this other studio had like three months to work on this other scene. And yeah. it's the uh, abyss is a, is a good example of, of that scalpel, you know, like, like, Oh Yeah. Um, I don't know. Was that ILM or somebody? Um, the uh, the 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 sort of the creature comes in and it's it's water. It's 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 not the actual creature. It's like a it's like their probe, but it's like water in the shape mm -hmm. of like a, a tentacle at first, and then it forms the face of Mary Elizabeth. I can't pronounce her last name. Ma Mastromino. Master Antonio. 
what an awful last yeah, name. I know. <laughs> change that for Hollywood. Um, and then well, she uh, made it more com- she made it more complicated. She got married, oh. and I believe it was Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio Foxtrot. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a military fallout. There's like a 90 minute documentary about that movie that I love where they, they, they show the the making of it and all the behind the scenes. And it's absurd. They did all of that in a giant water tank. And like when Ed Harris is, uh, you see like the, the, the liquid going in his helmet, I'm pretty sure they're just filling his helmet up with liquid. He almost drowned Could like twice. Put a little lens in front of it. You know, like the sippy cups kids have with liquid. They wanted the bubbles on his skin or something like that. Like, well, like, and it. and then there's um, there's uh, the scene where uh, Mary Elizabeth can't pronounce her name is uh, like drowned and she's lying uh, topless on the ground and uh, Ed Harris is like performing CPR and he's like live, damn it, live, and he's slapping her in the face like full on slapping her and uh, and it's I I remember like there's a part where it's like. She just couldn't handle it after a while. And she just got up and <laughs> ran out of the room crying. And I'm like, yeah, you've got yeah, her I'm naked on, her on side. the <laughs> Yeah, she's, she's naked on the floor with Ed Harris slapping the piss out of her left and right. It looks great on camera, but still it's like, God, she didn't damn. care for it. We moved on. I from, hope they paid her well. From uh, yeah. CGI yeah. without a break. But it, no one talks about Wolf of Wall Street. Have you ever seen the before and after CGI on that movie? I don't. That's one I don't think I have. Seen. Oh. I think the the whole thing with with that. Actually, I have a buddy of mine who, my buddy Yoshi, who uh, he worked for ILM. He worked on the last Star Wars movie. Uh, I mean, he's worked on a ton of different movies, and he we we've got into many discussions about CG. Where he's like, you don't know. He's like, because the thing with CG is when it's good, you have no idea, and that's the problem. Is that uh, good CGI? you don't know bad cgi sticks out like a sore thumb yeah so that's why so many people don't like it so he's i'm actually doing a video with him that's going to be out sometime hopefully over the summer where i'm talking about uh we're, we're taking some of the worst cgi in the past few years and dissecting them and pointing out well this is what they did wrong this was what happened and this is why it looks so bad are you going to go all the way back and, to the hobbit to, to start that does that count as the last few years no, we're doing uh, we're doing like the Renezme baby from uh, the Twilight movies. Uh, we're doing uh, what else are we doing? We're doing the monkeys in uh, Indiana Jones four. Oh, those are awful. Um, oh, they're so bad. Uh, what else were we doing? I would we suggest uh, the remake of the thing. Um, the remake of the oh. thing because that's such a really good example. Because what they did first was all practical, just like the original John Carpenter's version. Mm-hmm. And then the studio looks at it and goes. Let's paint over all your hard work with CGI. That's the ticket. Oh, and no. so that's yeah. what they did. So, so like, I would imagine that somewhere there's a version with quasi finished practical effects. Like, like, you know, like, like the tentacles and the heads with, uh, with like yeah. spider legs and shit and, and all of that. effects are overrated as fuck. No, I'm they're so not. tired of people oh. ripping on CGI. It, it, practical effects are always this bullshit of like <laughs> models and puppets <laughs> and fucking cotton spider webs. And everyone's like, look how yeah. great this practical is. Dude, it looks like a fucking puppet. Yoda looks like bullshit. Baby Yoda is is sucks. Baby Yoda should be CGI. He clearly looks like a children's toy. It's it's ridiculously bad. Wolf of Wall Street, on the other hand, you need to see the before and after pictures. 
like that scene where they're playing tennis at the end of the federal prison looks nothing like that. Now, I'll grant you, it seems like unnecessary CGI. If you've watched it, like, this is what the marina looked like before, and this is what the marina looked like in the movie. Nothing like each other. You didn't like Gremlins either? Different and about the same, but... I like Gremlins, yeah. You know, Gremlins is bullshit too. It's just a bunch of puppets bouncing around in microwaves, and, like, it's like a children, like, variety of making a movie, right? They just take shit from around their romper room and, and tear their little cotton guts out of it, and they're like, look at our fantastic practical effects. It's overrated. It's overrated. And they, they say, oh, look at Mad Max. See, practical effects done right. Dude, if you watch the pre-CGI version of Mad Max, it is underwhelming, boring bullshit. And then they CGI it into something wonderful. And guys say, look, look at this. Now, now this is what practical effects are. No, no. Practical effects are like 10% of what you're liking there. Uh, I, I disagree with the... Like, I feel like you're taking the absolute worst example, like Gremlins or Baby Yoda, when like the real example should be all of like the human sized actors in every film where like really Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit are two excellent examples of it, where The Hobbit, your uncanny valley alarm is going off the entire time because the every single person on sta- on screen looks fake except for Gandalf. There's a breakdown of Sir Ian McKellen on the, uh, the set of The Hobbit. Where he's like, this isn't acting. He was like, this isn't acting. This isn't why I got into acting. And it like showed him on the set of The Hobbit. And he has to pretend everything. He's just one guy standing there. Every single dwarf, every character, even the ones that are portrayed by real actors are added later. So he's not even near anyone. So it gets you worse performances out of really good actors like Sir Ian McKellen. And also like when you're comparing the practical effects of like Lord of the Rings, they're building the armor, even Harry Potter, they're building the armor. The outfits look really good. You're not getting that tinge in your head of that's not real. That's not real. That's distracting. Like it's just better. When they do it right, it's just better. I see like, you know, gremlins that was like supposed to be silly, right? It was supposed to be over the top and like these little kind of puppet looking things. In Lord of the Rings, when there are the massive scenes, you know, two towers, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Battle of Helm's Deep, for example. Is there not a bunch of CGI people rushing it? When there is only, yeah, Mm -hmm. only top down and see, I think that's a good use of it. And, and, uh, initially Lord of the Rings was so early on that they have trouble with it because all the CGI people would run away. And so they only had like real people run for it, but they fixed that. So all the, and, but it was like all top down. You just see hordes of, you know, the men and elves running at Sauron's forces in the very beginning of Fellowship of the Ring. That's a great use of CGI because you just can't equip that many guys. Yeah. Now you want to see a great use of practical effects. Watch uh, the, uh, the battle of Pelennor Fields where Theoden and his men all up on the hill there with the horses. Hundreds of those guys are real. And so it like the thunder, it, like of the horses and everything, the intensity, it all. Or Battle of the real. Bastards, right? Battle where where Bastards, so many of those exactly. horses were real. Like you just, there's scene. something that you can't. That's see a terrible. You didn't like Battle of the Bastards? Oh my oh, god, it was great. It was just like the same thing for twenty. It was how many dr- Emmys did that win? Like, I, it was I, drawn <laughs> out and it was uh, confusing uh, to follow. And the plot armor. You're on hard John to please, Snow. my friend. <laughs> no, I like please. lots of things. I just don't like that. I, I John Snow narrowly escape what they shoot like 5,000 arrows in his general direction and they land all around him like he's that fucking dude on the spinning wheel with a circus that they throw knives at it yeah, was not like Marvel movies <laughs> Marvel movies are not we've read them on a different scale <laughs> I like Marvel movies <laughs> Iron Man deserved to live like, like I don't know like like back to the practical effects thing like 
The Void. It's probably a movie you've never seen yes. before. I've seen. The Void. I love The Void. I think it's brilliant. Sa- Sam Neil. It, it's not Sam Neil, is it? No. Well, no. Somebody Sam Neil was um was Prince of Dark. Well, not uh, what do you call it? Mouth of Madness. Mouth of Madness. Yeah, that that's why I'm getting confused. It's it's the connection there. The but, Void but, was the one that was more recent. It was a couple years ago yes. mm-hmm. with the with the triangles and all the guys outside wearing the hoods and everything, mm-hmm. and a lot of practical effects monsters um like 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 tentacles and and nasty nasty body horror stuff um it looks excellent and it's low budget um i i love the void for what it is like like it's you know like like every movie isn't like on the same level i you know when when we recommend things sometimes people like oh well this wasn't quite as good as avengers endgame it's like well this movie cost twelve million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Avengers Endgame was a quarter of a billion dollars, yeah. and it's the biggest movie ever, ever, ever made. But different, does, different does scales. Mandalorian here. have the best budget of any TV show going on right now. I'm not sure, but it seems like it's going to be super high. It's Disney. It's Star Wars. It's 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 pretty high. Probably. It's pretty high. I think it's maybe ten or fifteen an episode. And <laughs> Baby Yoda looks ridiculous. I I find Baby Yoda to be very cute, endearing. And I, I don't ever go, I don't ever have an issue with the way he looks. Now I'll admit, I don't think he looks like, like, like if you were to like put him on like a nature documentary, <laughs> he wouldn't fit in with the penguins. I'd be like, Hey, wait a minute. That little green fucker doesn't look real. <laughs> like, like I, I admit that fully, but I think he looks fine for like a star Wars universe creature. Like, I think he looks just as real as that frog woman who was carrying her eggs, you know, in that one episode or, uh, or the devil man, you know, with the horns that was hanging out with Bill Burr, you know, I, I don't look at the devil man and go, his horns aren't real. Mm-hmm. I on. did have a problem with, um, who was the Jedi that had that? The, they're not. Horns. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, we, we, we had that discussion, whether that it's hair is or tentacles. Hair? I, I, yeah. It's either hair or tentacles. I'm not exactly sure what's what going it is, is about 99 cents worth of foam. And I can't tell what they're even going for. CGI it, make it. You saw Clone Wars. Uh, I did, but it's been a while. Oh, okay. Well, you know that 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 she looks perfect as far as like if you're trying to I draw see the from Clone Wars. In the foam, like it is clearly made of ninety nine cents worth. Of, it looks terrible. They should CGI a, it. Spider Man's costume looks amazing. You don't even know it's not real. It's incredible, and it's more than you can even do in real life. You know, you, you can't get Spider Man to blink and use eye based facial expressions via costume. That has to be CGI, and then. We've got this woman, and I'm like, what is this hat? It was an arts and crafts day at school, and they just fucking stuck it in the Mandalorian? It's awful. All right, we spent $14,999,996, and we forgot about the lady with the hair. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it looked okay. I saw the crease you're talking about, and I was like, come on, why is there a crease in her hair tentacle thing? I'll I'll admit that. I'm I'm sorry, my... Here. Now you got to my, my son. There. My son dropped in. Yeah, Here, say hi. <laughs> but, hi. Hey okay. there, little buddy. Go to bed. Go to bed, bud. I love you. Go to so, bed. Yeah. I, look, when when practical effects are done poorly, though, it's not as bad as when CGI is done poorly. Like when CGI is bad, and you're watching like it looks like the cutscene from an Xbox OG game. You know, yeah. when when you're just like. When is this gonna be over? Like, like in that movie Species that that we were talking about to begin mm-hmm. with, everything looks pretty good. You know, there's a lot of practical effects where like 
um, you know, her, there's like spikes bursting out of her back and she comes out of a cocoon at one point and they do it all for real in camera with, you know, lots of, um, um, sex lube and trash bags and stuff. And like, it looks like a person coming out of a fucking cocoon. You're it, you're not, yeah. you know, there's not a real person coming out of a cocoon, but it looks like it. Mm-hmm. But then there's a part where like the full CGI alien is now like widescreen flat right there. She is. And she's jumping around like spider-man or something in a cave and it's like this looks like shit is this, this, this looks, is the movie cocoon we're talking about this is species oh, um, species. Oh, this okay. is species the 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 the, the alien movie um How aliens bi- hmm. oh 95 shit. i was gonna say 96 okay. i was gonna say i i suspected that it, i will say that practical effects that are underwhelming don't tend to look super bad 15 years later cgi stuff that i thought was good 15 years later, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I, you know, like it, it looked better that's to me a good point. upon first viewing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good point because, like, even I think the CG, I think the best CGI we have an example of right now, as far as like full blown everything CGI is, is Endgame, right? From Marvel. It looks like, you know, they spent like $300 million or something. They made that shit look as good as it can look, especially Thanos um, and uh, the yeah. Hulk. You know, the, the way they meld the Hulk with uh, Mark Ruffalo's face and they've got Ruffa Hulk. Um, it's good stuff. 25 years from now, we might look at that and we might have this. We might feel the same way we feel now when we watch Lord of the Rings and like the green ghost army is running up and there or, or that scene where and this is actually practical where the 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 ints break down the break the dam free the river <laughs> yeah. and there's it's a miniature with water flowing and that is something that you cannot do well with practical cgi water is the best water they mastered that with the perfect storm two decades ago titanic titan the perfect storm is even better mm-hmm. than titanic the perfect storm is outrageous those big waves in the darkness with the lightning flashing and you're, you're like all right, that's that looks real. That looks 100% real. That will always look 100% real. They've just nailed it. But then when you watch them break the dam and the water um, rushes over Isengard and down into the cracks where the Urukai are like doing their evil underground, it's like, oh, Upon know. first viewing, I hated that scene. I was like, this yeah. is the worst. This looks terrible. It's clearly a model. It's Arts and Crafts Day at middle school. Luckily, I liked it because I thought Treebeard was cool. Treebeard is cool. And I was 11. If they ever decide to, if they ever decide to remaster that thing for, let's say 8k, you know, when 8k becomes the standard, if I'd be okay, if Peter Jackson was like, look, um, we didn't have the technology back then, but let's go ahead and slip a a 50 million. uh, It wouldn't cost that much. So $10 million, whatever it costs to like make it 50 and then add the scourge of the Shire at the end, a little bonus. content. Oh, come on. You know, that doesn't work as far as storytelling. The scourge of the Shire can't fit. No, it wouldn't have made sense any other time, but just add it in now. Well, I I read when I read the books last year, I was like, and I got to the scourge of the Shire. I was like, but the story's over. It's, it's, it's like, it's like when you're having sex, you have your (laughs) orgasm and then like, you know, sometimes in porn, like there'll be a, there'll be like a dominatrix, and she'd be like, "Oh, it's not over. Yeah, how do you like this?" And the guy's like, "Oh, stop! It's too much. Stop! No, no." That's what the scourge of the Shire is. It's like it's it's like this should feel good, but 
I, I, I'm so I, done. Yeah. I'm so done. Like, like we're already finished. <laughs> I, I was done with this 15 minutes ago, and oh god, it's just painful now. Why are there? <laughs> That's such oh, a great. Comparison. The hobbits are dying. Because <laughs> all it does is it like it leaves you off. Even watching the movie the first time in theaters, I remember like it fading away after like you know Sam after like the Eagles pick up Sam and Frodo mm -hmm. from the rock, and it like fades out, and I'm like, wow, what a good ending! Like. And then it fades in and he's hanging out in Rivendell. And I'm like, okay. And then they have like fan service reintroduction of characters, which did happen in the in the fucking books. And, and then Bilbo's in the carriage. And all Bilbo's over there. And I have that terrible. old ring of mine. I'd love to touch it. I wish Frodo had been like, motherfucker, don't you know? Don't you? I wish, but he, but he's cool about it. He's like, oh, I'm afraid I lost your ring. Like, in, instead of just being like, are you fucking kidding me? You're, you, you're not. You're not that fucking old. You know what happened. You don't know about the fucking battle and the armies, and you don't know about this. You don't know about this motherfucker. <laughs> that, that's what happened when, like, he's like eating his like elf steak or whatever in the morning. His elf steak and egg breakfast. Like Frodo's back, Master Bilbo, and he's like, okay. Oh, oh, hello, who are you? Everybody's gonna be so mad at me because like, really, it's pretty clear. You know, five hundred years of, or you know. A hundred years of, of this getting delayed is because of me. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. a perfect example. They just, he just, that was clearly J.R.R. Tolkien being so obsessed with his world that he didn't want to let it go. And so he just kept adding more stuff. Pippin and Mary leading the charge against Sau uh, Saruman and Grima coming back to the, sh the Shire. It's just, it's like, now the stakes are so low. So low. Where it's like, uh, uh, hey, send a fucking messenger to, to Aragorn. What is, what's he gonna do? Oh, he'll if if this is still going, uh, he'll just send an army from Gondor and, and conquer anything. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's it, nothing at stake. You've won. There's nothing at stake. It's it's just I, I remember reading it and being like, God damn, there's like 80 more pages left. Of this? <laughs> what the fuck? How can that even be? Uh, you know, yeah, I, I got through it. And, and the was, reunion feast was grand. They had, and it's like, oh, get it ready. feels like it feels <laughs> like in like the early. In the early 2000s, you could get like the director's cut or like the DVDs that would have all these bonus features and you'd watch them because you love the movie. But you'd be like, ah, I'm glad they didn't include that. Let's watch yeah. the next scene. <sighs> glad they didn't include that. It's just like this is just filler. This was rightfully cut. And then like every now and then there's a little gem or a different ending that's the better ending, like uh, the Will Smith movie. Um, that's the copy of Omega Man. Um the it's it's the one where the with yeah. the zombies i am, legend. The last. I am legend. legend yeah omega man was the charlton heston version and there's an even earlier version before that uh, omega man is great i like charlton heston but in any case um the the alternate version of that's better uh than the theatrical version of that you know the ending the ending is just it's just better and um, then there's the um the asylum knockoff i am omega i haven't seen that. <laughs> that's so bad with a uh, Mark Dacascos, it's it basically think think Sharknado only the Omega Man. <laughs> okay. Well, Sharknado must be doing pretty well because they made nine of them or something. Like yeah, it became a meme movie. It became it a meme. It became like a so bad it's look so bad it's good is people use that too much. Like there is a such thing as so bad it's good. It's frankly kind of the point of uh, Cecil's channel. It's just like it's mm -hmm. it's a lot of movies that are so bad they're good or or at least. Yeah, this is bad, but it's got redeeming qualities. You don't even know. Like, look at the backstory of this. Like, there's a lot of that. But Sharknado is like silliness for the sake of silliness. And it, it, it's mm -hmm. it's almost like a parody movie at this. Speaking uh, of like the way you yeah. said that, where it's like so bad, it's good. 
Uh, Cecil, what would you do? You have any just off the top of your head, like the top few, like so bad it's good, like that you like, you personally recommend? Because I love movies. That's my genre. So bad it's good, especially horror. Oh yeah. Well, the um, initially, like it's funny. Had I thought about it, this is just going to be a quick tangent. Um, When I was originally coming up with the name for the channel, I wasn't thinking like so bad it's good movies. I was thinking like movies that, uh, you know, talking about the good and the bad, as well as movies that are perceived as bad, but really are good. And right. John Carter of Mars. Well, actually just John Carter, because that's how they released it. But I think if they would have put it John Carter of Mars, it might have done better. It's another one I want to do a video on. But um, uh. I think that there's a lot of uh, people out there that they'll see the name of the channel. I've actually gotten a lot of people who they're like, I've, I've avoided your stuff for so long because of the name. And then I see it and that's not really what you're talking about. You're not, uh, you know, they assume that I'm doing something where I'm just trashing a movie where it's like, no, I'm, I'm kind of talking about like the love of these movies, Mm -hmm. but um, some really uh, so bad. It's good movies. I'd, uh, I just recently saw one I'd never heard of before, and I saw it, and I thought it was hysterical. Uh, it was a movie called Dirty O'Neill. It was a movie from the 70s where it was this cop in a small town, and every woman just wants to have sex with him. And, like, <laughs> nice. it's it's, like, ludicrous. Like, he'll see a girl hitchhiking, and he'll pick her up, and she's just like, hey, and then they're having sex. And <laughs> then uh, there's a girl who is... Um, She's she's holding a uh, she's jumping out of a cake for like a bachelor party and all the guys are so horned up. They all chase her around the hotel and the cop happened to be there and he sees her and she's like, save me. And they go into like a supply closet. And then while they're in the supply closet, they're like, what are we going to do in here? Oh, let's have sex. And then it like about an hour into the movie, there's a brutal rape and it's like, oh, Oh, it kind of like it hits you, and then all of a sudden it retur- it turns into yeah. like this revenge movie. Where Not the everybody wanted to go after, him, apparently. Right, well, that well he well that was the thing. He didn't. It was these these gang members who oh. came into town. It wasn't it wasn't uh, Dirty O'Neill. Dirty O'Neill was the the hero throughout all this, and then uh, he, so he has to go out and get revenge on the guys. It's it's a crazy movie. Uh, that one's really good. I'm trying to think of horror movies that are uh, that are bad. There's um. Uh, Scared Stiff, which is one I did a video on a while ago. That one is pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, that one's a lot of fun. It's all about just evil pigeons. And like, <laughs> <laughs> is it the, what's, uh, the 1953 or the 1987? There's a uh, the 1987 movie. one. Okay. There's a movie called a horror movie called like The Hole or The Hole in the Ground or something like that, where the little boy is going to the hole in the woods and there's like a creature down there or something. Oh, uh, the pit. The pit. the pit yeah where it was actually um the book that it was adapted from it was all about uh this kid who was just like mentally disturbed and when the director who got the job basically got the job because he was the only one at the studio at the time they called up and they were like hey uh you're a director and i was like yeah you want to do a movie uh sure And so, like, they gave him this movie to do, and he ended up changing the whole thing and made it all about this. uh, There was actually these little demons, and and it's a that that one's a lot of fun. That one is another one that's yeah. He's uh, like he's like luring people to the hole or the pit, and like 
either tricking them into like he's like go long like you know or, or and then they'll fall in the pit and basically feeding people to the the demon creatures that are down in the hole that <laughs> one's kind of a so bad it's good for me um things like the ghoulies uh which is kind of a gremlins knockoff puppet master movies uh, mm-hmm. in the mouth of madness uh to some extent like it's it's pretty ridiculous um i, I but but i like all that stuff i i, I like horror um I like horror for what it is. I can I can watch a bad horror movie and and see sort of like ah okay I see what they're going for. All right, like, mm-hmm. this isn't supposed to be scary. This is supposed to be ridiculous. We uh we talked about this one a while ago. I don't remember if you saw just the end scene or if you actually watched it, Kyle. The sleepaway camp, the eighties horror movie. Oh yeah, where the girl turns out to not be a girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Where it's just uh, have you seen that one, Cecil? I think everyone. Oh, yeah, has. yeah. I did a I did a video on it a while ago with um. It's it's crazy. That one is um, the movie where a lot of people, they don't remember it, but they're like, what was that movie where it was a horror movie and it was a girl? And then at the end, uh, and it's like, oh, my God, it was, you know, that's a that's a yeah. dick. And then at the end, it's like, oh, she grew a dick and a foot taller. Same face, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the guy, I may have heard it in your video. Like, like they just hired some guy. To, to like put on a mask of the girl and just stand there like with his dick out and he was like really embarrassed and nervous about it so he got drunk before so he's just like standing there like with his dick out on in this movie and maybe even they don't they still don't know who it was like like my, that might have been part of like the mythology of this he was, movie he was nervous for the easiest acting gig in history yeah but his dick's out and, stand there and like and you know he, to be fair he's not like a super well hung guy you know and and this is a feature film you know it's gonna be was this big i mean it, it's not like a blockbuster but like it's gonna be it's shown across it, the country you know it played it's, the you know it played the grindhouse theaters it played uh, the drive-ins and stuff and uh yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it wasn't, um, I don't think it really took off until like VHS, mm. um, when, when word of mouth started spreading about it. I mean, that's when I saw it, I saw it, I think sometime in the night, in the early nineties. And, um, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a kid. He was a, uh, a college student and that was really all the information that they had about him was that, uh, he was a college student. He needed some money and they were like, Hey, uh, come here, wear this mask and uh, just stand there naked holding a, a severed head. And yeah, he got real nervous and he got drunk. And so I, I'm sure somewhere on the books they have who did it, but uh, they don't want to say probably because nobody Cause, knows who it is. And he probably has a family now. He doesn't want to, oh yeah, there's me naked. Yeah, what if the woman's head on? What if he's a famous actor now? That's Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> it was George Clooney, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then like Event Horizon is one of my all-time favorites. Like when people ask for people That's ask the Sam for Neil movie, one, right? It is the Sam Neill one That's and um, and Lawrence Fishburne. Um, when people ask for like movie recommendations and and, and they've seen like, I don't know, the the canon. You know, mm-hmm. they, you're not gonna be like, have you seen The Godfather? You know, it, it, they, they've seen the Godfather. They, they've seen the sh- they've seen the Shining. The, you, you, you can't you can't just go with like your top mm-hmm. 25, top 100. Even it's like, have you seen Event Horizon? It's like like that's one of my favorite, like kind of fell between the cracks. It's not a fucking masterpiece, but it's a good movie and it's fun. Yeah. And it scared the shit out of me as a kid. It holds your attention the whole time. And I, I need to rewatch Event Horizon again. But I actually, that's one of the videos I watched of yours uh, before we had you on. Is uh, it was focused on Pandorum, 
that you were talking about all like the comparisons between Pandorum and Event Horizon. And like, mm-hmm. I don't like, I, I'm, I'm probably just so impressionable. I was watching you talk about it. You're like, and a lot of people remember not liking Pandorum. And I'm like, yeah, I don't remember liking it that much. And then he's like, but they're wrong. It was actually pretty good. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I love Pandora. That's and they are sister Cecil's films. A Jedi. They they're so much like I love. Like I'm not. It, it's 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 one of those movies with a like Shyamalan like twist at the end, right? Like like mm-hmm. that twist at the end catches you so off guard. And I guess if you really pay attention, like maybe you pick up the pieces along the way. But you're still not gonna get the full twist, no matter how attentive uh, attentive you are, like like going through the film. Um, great twist at the end, great acting um, by uh, by everybody involved. I I, I I'm, mm-hmm. I'm spacing out on the the actor's Dennis name. Quaid is the star. Dennis Quaid, Ben Foster, Ben and, Foster, uh, Kim Gagande. I'm a big Ben Foster fan. Um, I like him in everything he's done. I thought he was excellent in Thirty Days of Night. Um, he reminds yes. me of like. A lesser-known Walter Goggins that that he's just this character actor that when when he shows up he does a great he was in Three Ten to Yuma he's excellent in that too uh, I like him a lot it, I've never seen him do a poor, uh, a bad job at, dude at, him in Hell or High Water holy man he was just amazing in that ever, I, you ever see I've that been one meaning to see that that's got um, Chris Pine in it right yeah it's Chris Pine um, uh, Jeff Bridges really terrific film. Yeah, I, it, I just, I think maybe I had some stuff going on when that came out, and uh, and I wasn't watching anything. There's a few like 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 my life is like split into these like periods of time where it's like, oh no, I didn't see anything between 2010 and 2012. Like I have no idea what was happening during those years, and then like three years ago, it's like, yeah, I didn't really catch anything. Uh, I was I wasn't around. Um, but I think that felt that falls into one of those cracks one way or another, but I, I've been meaning to watch it. I've seen previews and I've seen like a few like teasers of it and little clips of it on YouTube. Like there's a scene at a gas station, maybe where they get into a fight or an argument or something. That's really good. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I haven't seen it. So like but, uh, we were talking about Pandorum, like I think it probably was good, but I, I don't really hate any actors or actresses, but there is something about Dennis Quaid. I hate huh. Dennis Quaid. I think oh, he's terrible. Really? I've never seen there is as long as I can remember. Like if I am scrolling past something and I'm reading the description of a movie and it seems interesting and then it says starring Dennis Quaid, <laughs> I, he is the one name in all of Hollywood where I'm like, you know, I think I'm going to go watch a Nick Cage movie because I I actually <laughs> like Nick Cage. He it's funny how how like not good he is at a lot of his acting roles, but you know I I like him. I can't help but like Nick Cage. There's something about him. Dennis Quaid just. I don't know what it is. He never did anything to me. It must be some movie I watched when I was a kid. And I'm like, this guy fucking sucks. I hate him. Are there any actors like that for you guys where like you'll see the name of the man or woman and you're like, you know, maybe maybe another day. If I see Jack Black, I'm like, nope, not doing it. <laughs> the only every- Jack Black, like I can't watch Jack Black actually try. I've got to watch him in something like Pick of Destiny. Um, where where he's just like sort of playing himself and his own like thing like like but when it, I, I can't watch something like School of Rock. Oh, I like, thought School yeah. of Rock was good. I thought I like, School of Rock was good, and I think he played himself in School of Rock. So I'm not following really. Like to I, me, well, that, he just got the one character really. For, for he plays Jack there. Black in every yeah. movie. <laughs> he plays yeah. Jack Black in every movie. With I, the, I will say, I watched um, the the uh, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. And oh, yeah. I enjoyed that way more than I expected. 
And he was kind of not Jack. That's one of the few movies where he was not Jack Black. But every other movie, he's always, oh, I'm crazy guy. I'm going to raise my eyebrow. Ooh, aren't I funny? And I'm just like, no, you're not funny. (laughs) That's what Will Ferrell did to me. I love Will Ferrell. I thought he was the greatest thing. And then second movie, it's like, yeah, still like him. Third movie, I'm like, so so this is the whole range, huh? He's just going to be Will Ferrell in every movie. Okay. Yeah. Oh, are you surprised that this situation you're in is awkward, huh? Yeah. That's how I feel about I was Jim Carrey. On my, like, my couch the other day, speaking of Will Ferrell, and I was just sitting there on my laptop, and I was like, you know, not paying full attention, not, not even half attention, but I'm like scrolling on Netflix or something, and I see like a movie, it's got Will Ferrell and Lou, Julia Louise Dreyfus, so Elaine from Seinfeld, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I new. like Elaine a lot, and I like Will Ferrell all right, from what I remember. Let's put this on. Oh, it's a, a movie about, and it, like, it was description was like, a wacky adventure on a ski trip, you know, brings up roarious laughter. And I'm like, okay. Ooh. And like, as I'm sitting down, like working, like it's maybe like 20 minutes in, like I'm, I'm glancing up and it's like, huh, no laughs yet. No laughs yet. And then mm. like, they're all sitting out, like having the, you know, they're married and then they have their two kids there. And they're like on their ski vacation and they're sitting out on like, you know, if you've ever been skiing, they have those little like mountainside diners where you can stop in and get like hot cocoa or a beer or a pizza. And they're sitting there on the outside and they see an avalanche start to come down and they're like panicking. And then it gets to the point where they know the avalanche is going to actually hit that building. And so they go, everybody's freaking out. And Will Ferrell just stands up, grabs his phone and runs inside and leaves his family out there. And like, I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And but apparently that wasn't the joke at all. The entire rest of the movie is like couples counseling of, of <laughs> Julia Louis Dreyfus like going around like trying to have fun and her being like, You abandoned us and our children. How am I supposed to ever trust you? And I'm like, this is Ooh. this is like stressing me out because yeah. I'm just watching people in a bad relationship. The kids are stressed out. They don't they don't respect the dad anymore, but they're also resenting the mom for driving them apart. And it's like not only am I not getting as much done as I should, but this I'm not enjoying this. Yeah, I I like some Will Ferrell stuff. Um, I really like Step Brothers. I honestly like Ricky Bobby. Um, yeah, I, 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 and um, Talladega Nights. Yeah, yeah. Elf is good. I think everybody likes Elf. You know, it's one of those mm-hmm. cr- classic Christmas movies at this point. And uh, the one I like when actors like him and Jim Carrey do serious stuff. And his borderline serious movie that I saw that I enjoyed was Stranger Than Fiction. Yes, um, where he's got the inner monologue going, and uh, and and it's like he doesn't understand like what's going on. It's like narrating his life, and he's going a little batshit crazy from it. Uh, that's interesting. And then with Jim Carrey, um, the number twenty three is pretty good. Um, the Truman Show, he kind of plays it straight. You know, it's more of a drama. Yeah, uh, I would that say was a very really much plays movie. it straight. Yeah, and then the uh, Man Show on the Moon, Man on the Moon, the um, the. Um, what's the the real person's name who was Andy on Kaufman SNL. the Andy Kaufman story oh. that's his finest performance like like him as Andy Kaufman I think some people will be turned off because it's so wacky but what you've got to keep in mind is it's a fifth as wacky as Andy Kaufman actually <laughs> fucking <was>. oh yeah <laughs> he played Andy Kaufman in the movie I want to watch that man on the moon dude Andy Kaufman was hilarious you know his like shtick where he used to get up there and he'll be like I will out wrestle any woman in the audience that's a huge part of the movie like, <laughs> yeah. like him and Jerry the King Lawler like that's a huge part of man on the moon the movie and it tells like his real life story um, you know he and he was on that TV show was it called taxi or taxi yeah, something or another taxi. with, with um, Danny DeVito and a, and a few other uh, people who went on and did big stuff. 
Uh, Kaufman was, I don't know. It, it just, he's, if you don't know who Andy Kaufman is, just watch some clips. He was a u- very unique kind of comic comedian. I don't know. He, he's his own kind of man. Very yeah, unique human a, being. A showman. You either love him or you'll hate him. I'll, I'll say that. Um, there's parts of the parts of it. I'm just like, God, I would hate to be in the same room as this human being. I would, whip, I would have to kick this guy's ass at some point, right? Like, yeah. like you can't. Like, You're not a woman. He didn't challenge you. He's one of those people who like takes the joke way too far, and it's just like, dude, are are you still kidding, or are you being a cunt right now? Like, am I gonna have to whip your ass? That's like, and, Norm Macdonald. Oh, I love Norm Macdonald. He's so I funny. love Norm. He does oh, this Norm, thing. Norm is a piss. Uh-huh. He takes a joke that should be short to medium and makes it extra, extra long until everyone is like frustrated and unhappy yeah, that this joke is super. Dude, it's one joke. He just keeps doing it again and again. And I'm like, bro, like, all right. Like the first time I heard it, maybe kind of funny. I kind of admire how you don't seem to feel pressure to advance your story. But at some point, this is just bad comedy. I, I love him. I love when he was on Weekend Update, and and he's got that one yes. bit. I, there's the bit about women or whatever, and and and, and uh, I, I don't remember the whole thing, but there's this one part where like it's it's this real sexist bit, and the audience kind of boos a little bit, and he's, he's like, oh, and just so you know, that joke was written by a woman, and the audience is like, oh, <laughs> okay, we get it now. That was kind of funny after all. And he's like, yeah, how do you feel now? And he's like, just kidding. We don't hire women here. They're not funny. <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, boo again, boo again. And it's just like. That's well played. He, he, like, yeah, he takes them up mm-hmm. and then down and then up and then I down. I loved him on Weekend Update. I like almost everyone on Weekend Update. I don't watch it anymore, but uh, it seems well, like it's a lot of careers peaked on Weekend Update. He was Maybe. merciless with OJ when when like people didn't. The, I don't remember what the, the case was, but there was some sort of bullshit where like, Someone at NBC was like an OJ supporter or something like that. One of the higher ups at NBC, and they were putting the pressure on like uh, on the makers of SNL. They were like, "Hey, tell that Norm Macdonald guy to lay the fuck off OJ. All right, he's he's national treasure. All right, we, he probably didn't cut those people's heads off. Like, get tell him to lay off because every week Norm is just." Ah, uh, turns out O.J. Simpson cuts people's fucking head off. Heads off. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> and, and 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 just every week. And they fired him because of that. Because he was like, no, fuck you. O.J. Simpson cuts people's fucking heads off. I'm going to I'm gonna pick on him on my show. And they, they fired him. They mm-hmm. fired him for that? Yeah. I didn't know that's it, why he left. He was, he was unrelenting with his O.J. bits. He was <laughs> <laughs> unrelenting. Wow. It, it, it seems like such a weird line to draw. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You wouldn't think like that would be the hill that he dies on. Not that it's a bad hill to die on. It, it I don't know. Like, you know what? I'm going to take a stand. I'm against violent rapists and pedophiles. How brave of me, right? You know, oh, you'll get right. banned on Reddit for that kind of attitude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I want to talk about that. Maybe not now. But. Yeah, we'll, we'll shift to that in a little bit. Anybody who wants to see the uh, see see that, it's uh, just skip to click this link right here. <laughs> right here. So I wonder if nothing there. there. <laughs> There's nothing there. We're not that. We're not that hands you on. might okay. overestimate the production quality of the show. <laughs> We're going to bed after this. So, uh, so something that we mentioned previous to the show, and I wanted to save for it, was... Uh, Cecil, you were like, Spielberg sucks. 
Like Spielberg, oh, that was so me. I said that. You said Spielberg sucks. And then I right. think, Cecil, I don't want to put words in your mouth. You said, oh, he, he is really overrated. Something to that effect. I was interested in your, your take really? on, on him. Well, it, it's not so much that, that he's overrated. I think he made some amazing films, but he achieved a point where I really feel like he, I, I don't know necessarily if he doesn't care anymore, but I think that um, the Spielberg that we got in the 70s and 80s that made some incredible films is just not there anymore. Like after I saw uh, Ready Player One, which uh, I had said was the, because every year I do a, a best worst of the year. Mm. And I had said that was the worst film of uh, what, 2018, I think, um, or 2019, whatever. And I had basically poured it down to that movie was, Everything that's currently wrong with Hollywood in one movie. There was just way too much CGI. It Everything looked fake. Everything was just hyped up to 11. Uh, it was references, which I understand was what the book was, but it was just everything was a reference and it was just tiresome. And I was just irritated that I'm like, I know that this guy can make really amazing films, why isn't he making, you know, why isn't he still making amazing he films? Hasn't made why a good he making movie in a garbage? He hasn't made a good he hasn't movie hasn't made in a, a good, I can't even remember the last good movie that he made. I've actually I got to, his like, filmography. Look it up. I've got his filmography pulled up because I, I wanted to be fair with this. And as I look over it, I'm going to draw back a little bit with what I said before. So, so my biggest problem with him is it seems like he's so obsessed with the childhood aspect of, of, what's going on in a story like like uh, so many of his stories seem to be told from the viewpoint of a child or mm. i don't know he just sort of like he fucking pushes children into the fucking story but i've got i've got a few of his move his entire filmography here so jaws obviously 1975 i'm a huge fan it's it's in my Brilliant top 25 movie. all time it's it's amazing close encounters of the third kind it's very slow but i love it it's 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 right. a childhood favorite of mine um raiders I love it as well Right, I, I like all the Indiana Jones movies. I they hold say up. Say what well. you want. I've seen them recently. They still enjoy them. They're wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, and like lots of good, to be fair, practical effects when they're on those tanks and stuff. Uh, it it's great. The fight scenes with Indiana when he's like fighting the the big fucking Nazi guy and he like knocks him into the propeller, or when he's got like the stomach flu. So so he he was like, look, Spielberg, I I can't film that in depth fight scene. And Spielberg's like. You know what would be great? What if he just put, what if the guy comes out with the big sword, does this big flourishing thing, goes, ah, and you just pull out your revolver and shoot him right there in the street. And it's like, yes. Oh, that's so brilliant. Like when that yeah. happens, it's such a great moment. Um, love the Indiana Jones films, all, all three of them, because they never made a fourth. It didn't happen. <laughs> um, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. I was a, it came out in 82. I was born in 86. By the time I was old enough to watch it, it was corny to me. At eight, I was like, I don't even like Reese's Pieces. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it could um, be that it just landed on the right age for me personally. I think the yeah, Back I'm to the sure. Futures it, it were did. incredible. That's where I was headed. The Back to the Future, I'm like, why isn't Kyle? Back to the Future, that's like his number one. But it might just be I was the right age for it. Mm -hmm. When did those come out? Eight, 85. Like first one. 85. Okay. Um, the Color Purple. Uh, is a fucking masterpiece. Mm -hmm. um, What's that about? It sounds familiar. That's the uh, the like the one with Whoopi Goldberg and Danny Glover. The like the, it's it's I haven't seen I've only seen it once. It's but a slave I just racism remember. 
thing. Yeah, right? I was yeah. blown away. It's 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 like Whoopi Goldberg living this horrible horrible life at the hands of Danny Glover. That was a good one. It's rough. Um, Empire of the Sun is a perfect example of what I was saying. Where like, I don't care about this little kid in Japan. Like 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 I want. I, there's an oh, there's a bigger world out here with the there's a World War II drama to be had, and and you're focusing on the kid. I didn't care. It's like a it's like a it's like a British boy in like uh, Japan during World War II or something like that. Um, I've only seen it the once and I didn't care for it because of everything I just said. Honestly, Hook. I, I, again, I've got the I've got all these movies pulled up I, here. Hook was great when I was a kid. I like Hook a lot. I rewatched Hook was great that when I was a kid. Times. Hook Love that is shit. Robin Williams. The worst movie he's ever made, according to <laughs> according yeah, to Rotten Tomatoes. I, oh, okay. I mean, I was, one time I oh, agree with fair. Rotten Tomatoes. I don't like it either. <laughs> Then he made Schindler's List and Jurassic Park in 1993. That was a big year for him. All right, that that, 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 that was a big was year. Huge. I mean, I, I wasn't watching Schindler's List in the 90s. I was watching the Jurassic Park. The of 90s. course, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, then Amistad in '97, and then of course in 1988, he comes up. He makes one of the greatest films ever made, Saving Private Ryan. Probably the best war movie that's ever been made. Um, it, it, just a perfectly cast perfectly filmed perfectly written drama it's and that's incredible. my favorite movie he's ever made of you what know? i've seen i haven't seen all the ones you've listed the good thing ryan. about save it private ryan is even though that movie took like a a lot of sort of twists and turns like it wasn't all just about one thing it wasn't about this beach it wasn't about the like a particular battle that they built up to they, they were winding around and it all fit they didn't do inglorious bastards where Ooh. like sudden like dude this was an amazing super duper movie and then there was like a movie theater burning thing Au revoir, Shoshana. yeah and then we just <laughs> the plot entirely and then like, for some happened? reason this woman is part of the movie now I, I look i've said it before i'll say it again that's his worst movie that's that's tarantino's worst movie inglorious mm. bastards i hate the Shoshana storyline i wanted to watch a movie about imagine this the Inglorious Bastards, the titular Amer Inglorious Bastards. I, every like scene, the scene when he's going with the bat and he's like, "Oh, the bear Jew," and he's gonna fuck up. I'm like, "Man, this movie's gonna be awesome." And they should have had a little disclaimer that's like, "This is the last time you'll see anyone doing this." Walk out of the theater. You're gonna, <laughs> uh, in about in about 45 minutes, there will be a cool scene in a tavern, and then leave. So go take a long shit now. I'll be back in 45 the minutes. The Bowie knife scene at the very leave. end is a good payoff. But you're right. There's just a huge... Uh, it's extra content. They could have shortened that movie and made it better, which is something I don't usually say. But uh, Save a Private Ryan, every second of that movie made it better. Agreed, 100%. Yeah. And then, like, the next... In 2001, he, he has two more that are, like... A little different for him, right? He well, did uh, AI before that one. Uh, Cecil, you had something on uh, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, actually, I was just going to say, um, did any of you ever see the inspiration for Inglorious Bastards, uh, 1978's The Inglorious Bastards? No, never seen that one. No, never heard of it. it. Is, um, well, it's uh, yeah, it's better because <laughs> I, I think I, I look, I like Tarantino a lot, but I do agree with a lot of the, the things that you said that, um, is Inglorious Bastards. Uh, it went on longer than it needed to, and there was a lot of unnecessary subplots and stuff. But uh, the Inglorious Bastards is just a fantastic um, Enzo uh, G. Castellari uh, just war exploitation film uh, with uh, with Fred Williamson and Bo Svensson. Uh, it, it's it's out on Blu-ray now. 
Uh, it is a really, really just cool movie yeah. that uh, Tarantino like openly admitted that he kind of cribbed um, equal the name and then uh, various ideas from that one and important. He draws from book. a lot of sources and he often, oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's his thing. And, and I'm perfectly fine with it because he almost always, it, I feel like he's the guy who's like making a mixed drink and he's using Coca-Cola and it's like, yeah, he didn't invent Coca-Cola. And it's like, he made a nice fucking drink here. All right. Are we going to shit on him for, for using Coca-Cola? You wanted to make his own cola first. It's just like, like, like <laughs> right. he, he takes Coca-Cola and some orange juice and some rum and he creates his own fucking thing. That's beautiful. Most of the time, look at Jang. I, he, he did a couple of films that are, the, that are sort of like this reimagining of history with a bit of revenge. Right. And, and Django, it was African-Americans getting sort of their revenge against slave owners. It's that, that's the whole story, right? It's, it's, it's a slave getting his freedom. Mm-hmm. And then gunning down a, a, a whole plantation of uh, racist slave owners, and Inglorious Bastards was almost the same thing. It's it's Jews getting revenge against Nazis. But then for some reason, there's that whole subplot with Shoshana. And 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 to be fair, she that's still Jews getting revenge against Nazis. But God, when when the A side is um, um, Brad Pitt. And um, and Eli Roth and uh, and whoever is playing Hugo Stiglitz, like 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 all those guys. And then the B side is Shoshana, who is a fine actress, whatever her real name is. But like, but that's not why we're here. That B side pales in comparison to to the other thing. Like like if they had just stuck with the Inglorious Bastards and given me like, show me the whole ambush right that leads up to the bear Jew cracking the uh, the German with the with the bat. Let me let me have a couple battle scenes. If you pay attention, we never get to see the Inglorious Bastards do anything. No, they, they sold a us a, uh, an action movie in the previews. I remember seeing the previews and being like, oh, it's going to be like a World War II action movie. And it's, you know, mostly dialogue. And not that the dialogue is necessarily bad, just that it's like, oh, well, this isn't at all what I was, what I bought a ticket for. And those scenes with Winston Churchill and Mike Myers and, um, um, oh, whatever that guy's name, who's like the British spy who's coming in and he, he holds up the wrong three, you know, yeah. at, at one point. Um, that's a beautiful fucking scene. I love that. It's not that I, I'm like, come on, Brad Pitt's not on the screen. What the fuck? It's just that whenever Shoshana's on screen, except for that first part where, when, when you've got the Jew hunter and uh, that guy that looks just like you, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, have, having that whole conversation. Monsieur Lapidite. <laughs> Uh, you have many. Be- you have uh, your daughters are beautiful, Mashulapiti. You are harboring enemies of the state under the floorboards, are you not? Like- yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. They under- you're hiding them under the floorboards. <laughs> he just he, yeah. he drinks that poor man's all of his delicious milk. <laughs> just- I love that. Like like Christoph Waltz is great. Yeah. Anything he's in, like like I was so sad that they couldn't get Christoph Waltz for the Hateful Eight. Um, it, 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 it's clear that that role was written for him. The mustachioed guy with the hat who's played by, um, um, Kurt Russell or something. No, 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 no. I, it, it doesn't matter. I can't think of his name right now, but in any case, it's clear that that part was written for him. Christoph Waltz is fucking amazing. And I love him and everything he does, but yeah, I, I don't know that no, that movie Kurt was a, a big letdown. Uh, well, I mean, Kurt Russell was in it, but it, that's not the role that, oh, that I thought you were talking about it, that guy. 
he's one of the bad guys, um, like English Bob or English Mike or something like that. He's he's one of the 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 gang. It, yeah, it doesn't Carl matter. Plays a bad guy really well. Yeah, but but yeah, getting back to the Spielberg like filmography, um, you know, Minority Report. I I like that a lot. As I go through here, I'm like, wait a minute, I I guess he is pretty <laughs> fucking good. I, he, uh, I liked AI, artificial intelligence, that little Haley Joel Osment movie, Ooh. like like. That was I like and, and then movie. catch me if you can. He made the same year as Minority Report. That's a fucking killer with Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. Uh, I didn't like War of the Worlds. Um, War of the Worlds I, was so bad. Yeah, like, it was, the, they the the kid made it like through all of like the uh, just when at the end he comes up over. The, I'm like, oh f- no, and he made it there before them. No, I'm not buying this. Yeah, mm. like 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 come on, kill some kids, Steven Spielberg. Like 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 we. I don't know. I, his kid thing annoys me. It's it's always about a kid. Even in Minority Report, like it's all about a kid. It's all about Tom Cruise, like and and like how fucked up he is because his his kid has been murdered and everything like that. It's it's always about kids. Well, he, Jurassic he Park ET. was almost ruined by those kids. No, he, he changed mm. ET with the you know they they had shotguns and all that. And they changed it to walkie talkies and everything because you can't have guns around children. Do what it comes down to a little too here. upset over that. Spielberg's too soft. Yeah, me. that's e. what it really was the comes same down to. movie with within out the guns. Like that didn't bug me. The Han Solo shooting first, like that was actually a character development issue for me. Like, is this guy the sort that who, you know, does this or that? Like, uh, at the end of the a recent Superman, I don't, I get their names mixed up, but he killed General Zar. Zod. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So he yeah. killed General Zod, and people are like, "Oh my gosh." Superman murdered him. And it's like, yeah, he did. If they changed it to where he didn't, that'd be a substantial change in this guy that we're watching. He'd be a different person. Han Solo shooting first or not, we're meant to learn that this guy has flexible morality. Can you fill me in? What does that mean, Han Solo shooting first? All right, oh, so there's so a there's... scene where Han Solo is sitting in a in a space bar, and this guy comes up, and, an alien, and sits down with him, and they're having a little discussion. And I don't remember the particulars, but it's something like Han owes this guy's guy some money. Hmm. There's some kind of a disagreement business-wise, and it's it's going to come to blows or worse. It's escalating. And Han is going to lean back all casual. And he kind of does this thing where he just shoots the guy under the table and kills him right there. And, and he shoots first. And it's, it's become a meme because they went back and edit re-edited it so that the alien pulls his gun out and shoots misses. And then Han responds, Uh, you know, it's one of those things like, like I might have the good guy draws second. I think I'm right. He misses. Han Solo dodges a laser. Right. Pause on that. And then, of course, he accurately shoots the other guy and kills him. Because like Kyle said, good guy shoots second. And it's like, oh, no, no. That matters. That matters because we're establishing whether he is flexibility with his morality. You know, we're, we're, yeah. we're establishing that Han Solo is a smuggler. He's kind of a bad guy, but he's our bad guy with a heart of gold, yeah. whatever. Like that's we're learning. So that mattered. On the other hand, E.T., when they put walkie talkies in the Secret Service's hand. Yeah. I don't care. I, I, I'm with you 95% of the way there. Yeah. It's important for Han Solo, Solo's growth as a character. You know that that he he starts off. He's this dastardly guy who's on the fringe of le, of legality and morality, and at the end, 
of the of the trilogy he's got to make this decision where it's like you know what i could run i could i could profit i could escape and live but nope i'm coming back with a millennium falcon i'm gonna fucking ride right in there with and and you know help my friends i'm willing to risk my life for my friends and that's that's han solo's journey it's his growth as a character mm-hmm. it's important that he starts kind of if he starts off as fucking white hat wearing you know, hero type who shoots second. Where does he have to go What's the from arc here? here? What's yeah. the arc? Yeah. There's ah, a um, there's there's a funny thing with um, Greedo was the character that that uh, was going to shoot Han Solo, and when they changed it to where Greedo shot first, and then Han Solo, you know, reacted and shot him. They actually changed. Um, in here's my nerd hat going on uh in the star wars rpg uh if you wanted to make a rhodian character um they had a negative whenever you were shooting at point blank range so (laughs) it was kind of funny where it was like okay this guy um essentially they explained it away that uh he sucks at point blank range which is why he completely misses han solo because if you watch the um the the whatever remastered edition of star wars he misses him by like it looks so awful like he's yeah. holding his gun and, and the bullet just, or the the laser just goes just way like, in the other direction it looks so fake it, i think that's one of the biggest problems with it is that it just doesn't even look like doesn't look right if you don't know this scene at all to the viewers uh picture two guys at a bar sitting at a table the size you might play poker at you know like a western type bar table mm-hmm. you don't miss from there you don't miss from across the three table. feet you can touch mm-hmm. him with the gun. He could have yes. touched him with the gun. Well, he's yeah, not very it's, good it's, at point blank range, Taylor. You know how challenging that can be. Yeah, well, you don't <laughs> understand. This species has segmented eyes, and at close range, you have to understand, he's seeing 18 different Han Solos. He hit the one he was looking at. <laughs> they should have redone it and made it a, if this is a word, cycloptic creature. And then be like, oh, it's shitty one eye and it's depth percent. At least then you got something, right? Ugh, it's just bad. It's just bad. Yeah, it's just stupid. And also, like, if, if I'm understanding your guys' point, like, you want him to fire first. Like, yeah, see, see the, to overcome. the anti-hero, we, it, it, it's easy wow, he to... he started as a hero and he made it all the way to hero. The Whoa. anti-hero is a relatively new thing. And I think it began with Tony Soprano. I think it began with Tony Soprano, um, you know, in that scene in the fourth episode i think called college when he kills that rat Mm -hmm. and he he strangles that rat to death with with a wire while his daughter's at college and murders him like like it's cold-blooded murder like like the guy's even like like giving him plenty of good reasons to like spare him he's like you know i i'm sorry for what i did i could have killed you last night but i didn't and that was a lie he didn't shoot because there were witnesses mm-hmm. you know but you were with your daughter and i and i i said this guy's with his daughter there's no reason to do this but it's a believable lie and tony's like fuck you you rat and he strangles him to death right there and fucking kills him with his bare hands and it like for that time period you know in 1999 it's like whoa our hero our protagonist just murdered a guy in cold blood with his bare hands without that you don't get a walter white you don't get a uh the guy from mad men you don't get any of these great anti-heroes that we have that we all love now like like even characters like don draper thank you yeah just real piece of shit real morally corrupt terrible human being um (laughs) and, and even like something like um um What's the superhero movie where um, what's his name is just a total shitbag? Um, 
Deadpool? Deadpool. You know, I don't even think you get a Deadpool if, if if you haven't already set this scene that like, yeah, people love this shit. People like a bad guy who who does bad things and is still likable. Tony Soprano started all of that. He was the first anti-hero that was like mainstream right there and 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 beloved. And that's a great like scene you're talking about where when he's driving back and Meadows like why do you have mud on your shoes? Why do you ah. have like why is your why is your hand bleeding? He's like, there are puddles. Stop it with all the all the <laughs> questions, Meadow. I'm not. I work in waste management. <laughs> in the mafia. He's just driving, you know, just looking forward, knowing the question's been asked. And then uh, like they have to figure out like AJ is like, man, everybody thinks I'm awesome at school because <laughs> because they won't fight me in the in the baseball yard. And everybody's like, what are you, what are you, retarded? Yeah. It's because you're, you're your dad's son. He's like, my dad collects trash. And they're like, you're an idiot. And he's <laughs> like, do you know any other garbage men who live in houses like yeah. this? <laughs> he's like, Uncle Jackie? Yeah, and why do we call him our uncle when he's not even related to us? It's because he's part of dad's other family. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't get it. AJ's just so retarded. Me- Meadows off like an NYU and going to like, like scholarship. I like that Meadow was smart. I love that Meadow I, was smart. Yeah, I, it, AJ it, sucked. AJ's <laughs> very. I wish AJ had been killed in the show. I think that would have been a cool like, like because by the end it's like, oh my god, he's got that stupid goatee and he's got that Dominican girlfriend. That's AJ just a piece should of have shit. been the varsity athlete his father never was, and like played through that. he didn't have the makings of a varsity athlete that's a lie I, 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 so, so i watched a whole 45 minute video today about about the the hypocrisy of junior saying that they're like in reality junior soprano is the one who never had the makings of a varsity athlete all the he's the older brother but he's always second fiddle to his brother johnny johnny excelled at this at that he had the hot he had the most beautiful woman Junior was described as a creep hanging outside her apartment, fawning over her, telling Johnny's wife on him for cheating on her. Junior is the one who like is surpassed by his his younger brother and then by his nephew. He's the one who's physically weak. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Tony is the big hulking guy who used to be able to lift 300 pounds over his head. The guy who was a varsity athlete in football. And Junior's like, you Special didn't play teams. college ball. Mm-hmm. It's just like teams. Yeah. those guys at Seton Hall were seven feet. Some of them. <laughs> you thought I was going to be a varsity college athlete? Like, what are you talking about? Like, and that gets under his skin so much. He's like, oh yeah, Melfi about it. Says it on the mic. He's a varsity athlete. Where the fuck does he get off? <laughs> <laughs> it's very hurtful to me as a kid. He said to all to all my girl cousins. Dude, every time <laughs> I put on my CPAP, fucking asshole Tony Soprano. I'm like, yes, I'm a MIG pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Tony. I, I need this to sleep. It's a medical device. Why are you making fun of me? It's not my fault. Fuck you, Tony. You're not even alive, and your character's not real. <laughs> I think, Kyle, I think you told me this, that like, like he was a weirdo. Uh, the actor, Gandolfini, like mm-hmm. himself, wasn't he a, like a strange guy? No, I think he's he's a very beloved human being. Like like everyone no, talks not about that he how wasn't one just like an eccentric guy. Um, right? as far he took the role very very seriously, and he was very self conscious. He didn't think he was a great actor himself, and he and it made him really try hard. But I think he's a wonderful actor. Um, oh, he and is. I think 
and but but no, I, I haven't ever heard anything except for like praise for Gandolfini, like like really beloved by cast and crew. Um, fa- his family loved him. Um, I, I, and and all meaning, his interviews, he's really genuine, down to earth. I was meaning more like like Daniel Day Lewis. Like everybody knows, he's kind of a weirdo on set. And yeah, like, method actor. But he's very good. Like I didn't know if Gandolfini was the same. Like walking around, like pretending to be Tony the whole. Time. I don't think I don't think Gandolfini was a method actor. Um, I I haven't heard anything uh, like that. I, you know, when I normally hear about people who do that, um, I'm a little annoyed by it. It's like, come on. But when you see Daniel Day Lewis and you hear that, you're like, whatever gets you there. Yeah, whatever, whatever gets you there <laughs> like like it, it for example in my left foot where he plays a guy with i think cerebral palsy uh a, a real life story of a, a man who only had the use of his left foot and became an artist and a writer like literally operating a typewriter and and using a, a paintbrush with his fucking left foot and very talented very sad uh story and th- he would make people carry him around the set he wouldn't walk. He would stay in a wheelchair and only use his left foot. And it's just like, if anybody else had done that, I'd really be rolling my eyes right now. And it'd be very frustrating and be like, come the fuck on. Like, like Matthew McConaughey did that. He'd be like, dude, I, I saw you in a Lincoln commercial last night. You're not that big of a deal. But when Daniel Day Lewis does it and you watch the movie, you're like, whatever gets you there. Cause you just, you're incredible. Cecil. Daniel Day-Lewis is one of the actors that he could be in anything. And I think Kyle would have an interest and want to see that. Who are the actors that do that for you? If you just see a guy's made a movie, you got to see it. Um, Peter Weller. I, I think Peter Weller is completely underused. Because uh, he, is, he is my favorite actor. I will watch him in anything. I've seen movies where uh, he is... Absolutely giving 100%, and the movie is maybe 10%. So uh, I love him, and Lance Henriksen is another one where complete class act, uh, always is just amazing. Even if the production is just well below him, he still shows up and does a great job. Um, so those are two that I will Peter Weller was really good in anything. Sons of Anarchy. I, I liked I liked him in, in, in there. I thought he was well cast in that. He's... I, I I like Peter Weller too. Um, I, I thought he was really yeah. good. I, I'm looking at the films. I don't know what they've made. Yeah, most people when they think Peter Weller, they think RoboCop, and rightfully yeah. so. RoboCop is is just amazing. But um, I mean, the dude has so much more range than just RoboCop. What, what's the movie um, he was in? Um, it's not The Abyss. It was um, like the sister film of The Abyss. Maybe it's it's where they're underwater. Oh, Leviathan. Leviathan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like yeah. Leviathan. Leviathan that, is really cool. I like Leviathan. The monster's awful, but everything else <laughs> is good. Well, did I mean I'm gonna get into the the, the story of the monster was um, the production designers and the artists and everything they were coming up with designs for the monster. So they were doing all these different designs and they showed it to the to the director and the director said yes and they're like well which ones do you like and he's like no yes I like all of them. So he, they were like well what do you want us to do. Well, combine all of these monsters into one monster. And that's why at the end, when the monster shows up, it's just this thing with, with like it, it because there was no real central design. And it's, it's just like everything thrown into one monster. <laughs> and it's, it's absolutely got, ludicrous. At the end of Leviathan, there's this 
there's this part where, if I remember correctly, I, I haven't seen it in years, but it's like Peter Weller, the girl, you know, like, like, like the pretty girl, and Ernie Hudson, you know, the black guy from Ghostbusters, all make it to the surface. And there's this moment of like, whew, we made it. And then the monster comes up and eats Ernie Hudson. <laughs> and it's like, fuck, why? I like Ernie Hudson. Why do you, why do you have to? And I, I, if I remember correctly, even Ernie Hudson was like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ernie Hudson was having a disagreement with uh, George P. Uh, Cosmatos. Uh, he was saying, you know, he's like, okay, really? My he's like, I'll do, I'll do the job if I have to. He's like, but... I really don't think that the that the monster should kill me here. He's like, I went through all this. I should be able to live. And uh, Cosmatos was like, no, no, you have to die. And he's like, all right. <laughs> it so, would be like at the end of Jurassic Park when they're all on the helicopter and they're like flying away. And it's like, you know, it's the old guy, Hammond, who ran the park and Sam Neill. And, and you've got that like final moment of him like embracing the two children. He's come full circle and he's got Nellie with him, you know, the girl. And it would be like if a pterodactyl just came along and like grabbed Nelly and like ate her right there. And you were just like, fuck. And then it, then the helicopter like did a loop de loop and like killed it with the blades. And everybody's just sitting in the helicopter like, oh, I thought it was over. Like it just it the, the climax has happened. It, it's that example yeah. earlier of like the, the, the orgasm that, that, that that's already happened and we're still fucking jerking it for some reason and, and they and they eat Ernie Hudson and it's like God damn it, <laughs> Ernie Hudson had the best line of the movie when uh he, when they're on the like the cam phone with um with the the evil uh, Meg Foster and she's like I can't imagine what you have gone through and gone through bitch we still here <laughs> like such a great line. And yeah, like I absolutely wanted him to live. Everybody wanted him to live. And uh, he's even said, I met him at a, at a convention a while ago. And he had said, uh, when most people come up and they're like, you know, hey, we loved you. You should have lived in Leviathan. He's like, I know I should have lived. He still looks so, good. Uh, he's like, mad like, that he died in the, in the movie. I know. He's mad. Don't get me started. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, Meg I should have lived. Meg Foster, by the way, has one of the most interesting looks of any actress of all time. Her eyes are so piercingly blue. They're mm. unnaturally blue. Like they should have had her cast in Dune. The old Frank Herbert's Dune. Like, like oh my God, yeah. So blue. They're so it wouldn't blue. have had to do the contacts. Yeah, you don't even need the CGI contacts or whatever, whatever they did to like map blue onto everybody's eyes or whatever. Uh, it, it looks kind of bad. It does look bad. I I, I got I got a soft spot for Dune. I'm looking forward to the remake, but um, she was I in Masters of the Universe. Your recommendation, and it was just absurd. Look, when I recommend <laughs> Dune, I I make sure people know like this is known as one of the worst disasters of a movie of all time. This is the, like the director doesn't even like people to know that he directed it like, <laughs> literally like he's just like no that didn't happen what are you talking about that was my my twin yeah that's some other guy um but i like it i i like it and, and i can't explain why i like it i guess i just like the story and maybe i fill in the blanks of badness you know like like i like sting in it wearing his fucking like like, like all ripped and like 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 oiled up wearing that like cod piece or whatever he's wearing that space mankini 
Like I like the the knife fight. I like Patrick Stewart. Um, I mean, that's I like, one with the guy who like has all the he like floats around. Yeah, the pus face. Baron von Gross guy. I can't yeah. recall exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I hate when he's on screen. He's so gross. He's just so nasty. Like he's he's like spitting in like his underling's mouth, and they're like, "Oh, he's got like a master." Yeah, he's got like that twink boy slave with like the heart plug that he yeah. pulls out. You know, like like just a real nasty group of people. It's uh, yeah, and then his like, son. It was like it was too reminiscent of the Willy Wonka scene when that lady or that girl like does all the bubble the the blueberry stuff and she's oh. floating. Or whatever. Yeah. You're absolutely right. When he's like puffed up and he's levitating around, like it's just like the blueberry girl scene from Willy Wonka. Yeah. I never considered it's, it's, that. It's sinister. You like this is not an original take at all, but I'm sure you guys agreed when you were kids watching Willy Wonka. That tunnel scene scared the shit out of me. I remember knowing, knowing that it was coming up and I would look away when I was a little kid. And then once like, you know, what what's the song they're playing with like the 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 disjointed graphics and everything and it gets faster and faster and yeah it's very unsettling um that's a that's a bizarre movie um mm-hmm. it's it, gene wilder is a fucking treasure is he, i think he might still be alive or maybe he just died a couple years ago he died not too long ago yeah um love well, gene wilder my favorite gene wilder movie is um what's the western god damn it the Western directed by who? It's um fuck. I'm I'm gonna I can't blank in here words. too. It's uh Blazing Saddles. Blazing he rode a blazing saddle. Oh, oh god, he yeah. wore a shining star. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's so fucking good. Everyone should watch the- Blazing Saddles. Yeah, the old uh, you can't make that kind of movie these days. You absolutely would not be able to make Blazing Saddles these days. No, not even close. I love the scene where he's like, it's like walking down the street to the there's like an old lady. He goes, howdy, ma'am. How's your day going? He goes, up yours. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just like, fuck. Holy (laughs) shit. It's just so over the top and aggressive. It's just just so bad. Like, like, like he's riding into town and like the whole town has this welcome wagon literally to like welcome the new sheriff. And you've got the old prospector up on the tower with the with the the eyepiece. And and uh, they're, they're like, can you see him? Can it, the sheriff's are coming. What's he look like? And like the sheriff's. Are, and he's saying the N word, but a bell's ringing so they can't hear <laughs> like every time he says it. And then he rides up and they see he's a black guy and they're just all just not having it. it there's a part where he holds himself at gunpoint. Yeah. <laughs> that was a funny scene. Like it, it's just it's just silly. It is silly. It's like uh, that's from like the seventies. That's a real yeah. Mel Brooks. Movie. Yeah, it's great. Is he still alive, Mel Brooks? Mel Brooks Shit. is still kicking. Yeah. Jesus Christ, he must be like a hundred. Well, he came out recently uh, just talking about how nice. uh, a lot of his movies just they're you know i mean not not even being egotistical but just talking about that style of comedy just doesn't exist anymore you can't and uh and it's 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 brutal because you go back and you watch them and yeah they're they're still like genuinely funny i mean i love blazing saddles but i don't know i i think um i know i'm probably in the minority on this but i've always been partial to history of the world part one i just uh, that was my first mel brooks movie i like and it. I, I really think that it's funny because it's just it spans so much different uh, time periods. 
and it's just such a unique and bizarre film and really really just funny yeah i like all sorts of humor I, I i'm a big fan of monty python um i like british humor i like dry humor i like uh i like all that i like the uh like like the um that like Norwegian style of humor that's really dry and weird. Um, things like uh, that that TV show that we liked about the Vikings. Um, oh, it's not Norseman, is it? It's Norseman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like like it's a, it's a, it's a real weird kind of humor that they, that they have. It's it's very dark and uh, and uh, it's dark and dry. It's it, but it's good. I I, I like it. Um, and, and I like I like different kinds of humor for sure. And Mel Brooks is has his own fucking flavor. It's uh, mm -hmm. it's it's outrageous. It's there, there's racial elements. There's is Mel Brooks of... behind Norseman? No, no. Oh, we were oh. just talking about Blazing Saddles a, a few moments ago. <clears throat> okay, my bad. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I like uh, bizarre humor. I like all kinds of humor. Like if if something is funny, it's like funny. Um, I don't like the uh, the like the, there was a every like a while ago. Uh, the Hangover was really popular, and I thought The Hangover was one of the most overrated comedies ever because everything was set up, set up joke, set up, set up joke. You saw everything coming a mile away, and they went with the rule of which is we were talking about earlier where you take something that's not funny and you keep doing it and eventually it becomes funny. And yeah. that really only works if you're very talented or a K or a lot of times it works in British comedy where it's just, they'll do something and it's just, Oh, that's uncomfortable. And then it becomes funny. But when they try to do it here, I think it just fails miserably and I, I can't stand it and I don't laugh at all. And I get angry. I was okay with the first one, but the sequels were so derivative of the first one. It's just like, like at least like, like I like national lampoons vacation, for example, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I watch it every Christmas. It's, it's, it's a childhood favorite of mine. My dad mm -hmm. loves it. My mom always, my mom always thought my dad looked a little bit like Chevy Chase. We have a big laugh about him being kind of like Chevy Chase in that movie, kind of ridiculous. And, um, and then Vegas Vacation isn't all that derivative of it. It, it does a different thing. And then some people like European Vacation. I'm one of them, I guess. Mm -hmm. I, I like it. There's tits in it, um, which which is which <laughs> is different than the rest of them. So so I appreciate that. Always a plus. Uh, always well, a plus. In, in, uh, in the first one. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo, uh, she oh, could make it because they did Beverly the, you know, where they were doing the goof on psycho Yeah, and he was like, Oh, can I wash your back? And she's like, I already washed my back. He's like, can I wash your front? Are we sure? That's that, um... right. I forgot in national lampoons vacation, Beverly D'Angelo, who has some of the best boobs ever, the incredible body, uh, is topless mm. in it. I had completely forgotten about that. Yeah, How did you forget right. I don't know. I like that <laughs> she has a great body and she doesn't play someone with a great body in the film, if that makes any sense. You know, yeah. you're like, holy. You dress her very frumpy. Yeah. Now, Christy Brinkley was in that. She wasn't. You did, did we not see her nude? Or was no, it just No, Christy Brinkley doesn't get no. nude. Okay. She's, just, she's very leggy. She's in her like Ferrari or whatever. And she's just, and the music's playing, and, and she's like looking at Clark, and he's just like. Her nudity's implied. I think she takes her top off and throws it away in the pool. I just don't know if it's uh, filmed. Yeah, 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 but you, you don't, don't see it. You don't see anything. No. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I love the scene where like Clark is trying to eat a sandwich sexy 
while like, like looking at Christy <laughs> Brinkley. And in the background, Beverly D'Angelo's like, I think the dog peed on the sandwiches. And Clark's just like. <laughs> <laughs> there was a great yeah. callback bit. I think it was in Vegas Vacation where uh, Clark is driving the car and Christy Brinkley pulls up next to him in the uh, in the Ferrari and they're playing the sexy music and all that. And you're like, oh, whoa, it's her again. And she still looks dynamite. And then the car pulls a little bit forward and behind her is like the baby seat with the kid in it. And it's like, oh, <laughs> and Clark mouths. Clark goes, my baby. And she goes, Meh. And like speeds away. <laughs> and it's like, did Clark fuck Christy Brinkley in the first movie? I missed it. <laughs> yeah, those are good. I, I, I like Chevy Chase. Now, you were talking about like people who are notorious for being douchebags behind the mm. scenes. Chevy Chase is notorious Oof. for being a horrible human being yeah. in like, real life. Like nobody wants to work with either of them? Nobody. Um, yeah. Uh, Norton. Um, Ed Norton and Chevy Chase are two peas in a pod. Like, like nobody wants to work with them. They're just awful human beings. Well, Chevy Chase is also really old now, so he he might not even be acting anymore anyway. Like, I wish I could remember what the oh well, Chevy was in Community recently. Um, I can't remember what the actor was. Whenever I was working on that stupid movie um, uh, a couple years ago, my my like assistant or whatever that would drive me around and stuff and get me food like. He was telling me that he had, I can't remember what actor he had worked with, but like he, they wanted apples and he had like gone, they're they like, go to this store and get me these apples. And he had gone and gotten them apples. And they're like, eat, they like take a bite of the apple and look at him and like, are these organic apples? And he's like, ah, I'm not really sure. And they're like, like spit the apple out and uh. like start screaming at him about organic apples and toxins in the skin. He's just like, Man, I don't know. I thought apples was apples. <laughs> I was like, well, man, if you ever bring me apples, I'm going to be happy no matter what. I appreciate you driving me in and out, by the way. This is this is, this is a good burger. He like, fucked like, up by not just saying, yeah, they're organic. You've been like, yeah, I oh, saw man. a thing on Reddit today about Orlando Bloom where um, apparently oh, no. is, he, is he shitty? Well, I'll, he did this. He told the assistant that he wanted Starbucks, but he wanted Starbucks from a Starbucks one hour away because it was the best Starbucks in, in the city. And so the assistant would, <laughs> so the assistants would go to like the next door, the next door Starbucks, sit, play on his laptop for 45 minutes, then order the coffee and take it back to Orlando Bloom. And he would have no fucking idea. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Maybe, the, maybe Orlando Bloom just thought this assistant was the most annoying guy ever. You just, uh, I want the one, I want a bagel, but I want it from the Einsteins in Manhattan. Book of flight. <laughs> <laughs> My old Manhattan favorite, Einstein bagels. <laughs> On one hand, that's douchey, and I can get how, like, you, you don't like the guy who asks for that. On the other hand, if you're rich and you've accomplished, if, if you've reached Orlando Bloom's stage in life, then you don't have it. And you gotta say, like, you know what? Like, I, I like that Starbucks. I know it's an hour drive, but we'll pay you the whole time. I, I'm okay with that. What I don't like is people who are rude to people. I don't like the rudeness that 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 guy was describing to me. From I wish I remembered the celebrity. I used to know. I, I, I've told the story before, and I probably mentioned the celebrity's name the first time I told it. Hmm. Whatever that is, that's who it was. I don't remember. It ah, maybe Tom. Ah, probably not Tom. I don't know who it was. I don't remember. But uh, but I just remember thinking like, wow, there are human beings like that that like spit apples at other people. Like over them not being organic or, or whatever the fuck. 
So yeah, spitting food at people, very rude. Not Incredibly exactly. rude. Yeah. Spitting there's anything a, at people. There's a lot of uh, stories of uh, Chevy Chase just being a complete horse's ass. Like uh, on, uh, on Nothing But Trouble, uh, he was constantly wow. berating uh, Dan Aykroyd. Because Dan Aykroyd... He wrote, directed, produced, was you know Starting. playing two roles in the film, and was getting paid. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I think I think he was getting paid two million dollars, and Chevy Chase was being paid like six million dollars or something. And he constantly was just like, "Oh yeah, well they're paying me this much, and they're only paying you this much," and was constantly <laughs> throwing his face in front of the crew, and to the point of where one of the crew members was like, "Look." I'll drop a brick on his head and make it look like an accident. <laughs> it was just because they loved. Then do I uh, get Dan Aykroyd? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but trouble is a great movie. That's uh, that's another one of those childhood favorites of mine. Um, I don't know how many um, what how many roles John Candy plays. Obviously, he plays the cop just as John Candy, and he plays and the sister. The sister isn't he one of those gross like mutant twins that are out in the jungle? No. Too? Um, okay. No, Dan Aykroyd was was um, little little Debo, and he was one of them. And then they hired okay. another actor to do because basically what happened was uh, when they were casting for that, they could only find one person that was willing to do it. So Dan Aykroyd was like, "All right, I, I guess I'll do it too," you know. And uh, he signed on to do that. So he did that. He did uh, the he did the the judge, judge. and uh, you know he just really threw himself all in on this and at the time they were filming um bonfire of the vanities and that was going to be warner brothers's big movie for the year and that was having all kinds of problems so the studio was paying attention to that and just let uh dan Aykroyd go nuts and he was going into the producer's office literally giddy and laughing saying you know we need $35,000 to build a model train set and they were like all right here's the money you know just, there, there's no one here to say no so mm -hmm. they just kept you know kept giving him money and uh, i think the end result it's a shame we never saw the full director's cut because um when the studio finally did see the movie uh they panicked and they just took a hatchet to it to uh, bring it down to it's a, bizarre. Uh, like like that. Yeah. I, how did Dan Aykroyd's penis nose make it into the final cut? <laughs> like <laughs> he's what? got this prosthetic nose on, and it's literally a cock. Because it's only in the one scene. You only see it like like it's it's there, but in the one close up when he's eating the hot dog, it is when it looks like a penis, and then it cuts back and it doesn't look like a penis anymore. And so to I call think it that's a hot probably... dog is very kind of you because. It's it looks like a horse penis in a bun that he's eating. It's like a boiled like Polish hot dog from the 16th century or something. It's gray. It's clearly wrapped in some sort of intestine. It's he's all shaky when he's well, eating one of, it. One of the things that got cut from the movie was showing that uh, the people that they killed, they made into the hot dogs. Oh. So that was one of the many things that got cut. So that's, you know, on top of it being disgusting looking, it's they were also disgusting because it was a person. And yeah. just so much got chopped Demi out of Moore that movie. Demi Moore is so hot in that movie. I'm a big Demi Moore fan. Um, yeah. She's beautiful. Beautiful in that movie. Chevy Chase was was complaining because uh, he said that she was... He was complaining to, like, the... the um, uh, 
the the clothing designer uh, saying that she was dressed too sexy and how dare they uh, they do this to her. And meanwhile, Demi Moore's like, no, I I kind of like this. I look really good. Like, why, why are you t don't don't white knight on my behalf? Like, yeah, she's, she's wearing like this white blazer skirt combo, if I remember correctly. And she's got the short hair like like she often did. And she is just a 10 out of 10. Just beautiful woman. So hot. So, so, so fucking hot. <laughs> so, so fucking hot. So fucking hot. Maybe more. It's a good movie. Good movie. It's a, it's a weird, wacky, wacky is the word comedy. Yeah. It's well, absolutely. It's, 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 it's absurd. What was the movie where Demi Moore fuck Robert Redford? That a decent is, proposal. Yes. yes. With Woody Harrelson. I haven't seen that one. You haven't? That, that one gives Woody PTSD. I don't like that one. Would that be Woody's greatest fear in life is that a billionaire is going to going to offer him a hundred million dollars for a night with Jackie. Oh, I don't get to fuck him in this scenario. <laughs> no, no. Oh, oh, a billionaire offers a offers a offers ten billion ten million dollars for a night with Woody. <laughs> yeah, hundred million. Go for it, uh, Jackie. Can he's like no. <laughs> With you, and you're like, well, now we have to that would be a fun one to ask Jackie. Like, like, what if, what if an eccentric billionaire wanted to spend a night with me for ten million dollars? She would not be down. I feel, I think we asked her that on the show once. I texted her, and uh, yeah, she just there's no amount of money that makes it worth it to her. Yeah, I don't feel like she's thought it through. <laughs> there's a lot of money yeah. at stake in these hypothetical scenarios. I'm down. Right? I would think that you could you get that offer. Mention me. Tell them I'm, <laughs> Tell them you're so very you live. Could, <laughs> you could hire a hypnotist to just remove that memory. Like, no, that didn't really happen. <laughs> I, I won the lottery. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it would work. It seems like you could gaslight somebody, right? If you worked at it. You'll need to hire a team of hypnotists. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can afford it after $10 million. Look, I'll fuck Robert Redford for free just for the story. <laughs> yeah be gentle he's old yeah he oh. might be dead yeah he's how is he 80 he seemed that was old a handsome man at one, that, that was one of the best looking men ever at one point i agree robert redford yeah good looking Are guy you, i can't picture looking this. dude uh he is 84 84 oh. i could fuck him to death knocking on death <laughs> yeah you could fuck him to death you could absolutely fuck him to death yeah. Just what? get his rate up so high that it just pops in his old chest. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like you're going overboard with it. You, you're like, this is like when Taylor took Accutane for one pimple. Like, you could snuggle him to death. You could smush mm. him to death with just a good hug. Yeah, Dude, 84, you're getting pretty frail. You, you, you edge him for a little bit, Kyle, with your <laughs> He's done. And he'll, he'll have like one of those. With my smooth, non calloused hands. Non calloused mm. hands, and he'll, like, it'll be like a. Who is that guy? David Carradine. It's like as as Redford is busting and coming, he'll just die. It'll be too much. Poor to David Carradine. Wait, did he? Unbelievably soft. Autoerotic asphyxiation, and he passed out and hung himself to death while masturbating. That much I knew, but Taylor implied that he masturbated to completeness. Oh, well, you I would hope so. I don't think he made it to completeness. Oh, I hope he did for his sake. At least, you know, go out with a bang. He has, there's a few <laughs> movies of his 
Now everybody knows kung fu, and well, everybody knows and uh, kill Bill. Orgasm. Yeah. that would be an upgrade. Go ahead. And but but he made like thirty other shit tier movies where he's just blasted drunk. Really? Like like like, like <laughs> I can't remember the one, but it's like him and his son are like fighting crime or something together, and they're like like they're like there's this whole quick draw thing and spinning the pistol and everything. And like the son doesn't know that he's David Carradine's son. He thinks they're just like partners in, in, in this job they're doing or whatever. And David Carradine is visibly drunk throughout the production. He's just like, yeah, he's what, um, what are we going to do tonight? And he's just it's like, David Carradine is just drunk on screen. He's not acting. His, his character isn't supposed to be drunk right now. <laughs> he's, he's just drunk. I thought you were like, oh yeah, he was like, oh, Daniel Day-Lewis was supposed to play an alcoholic, so he became physically dependent on alcohol. And it's like, and it's like this guy is like, oh no, you're supposed to be like an accountant. He's like, what kind of accountant? And <laughs> <laughs> it kind of strings down my gullet. Mm. That happens. So, so that doesn't work well. Like actors who like are supposed to be portraying a drunk person actually getting drunk like rarely yeah. does that actually work like robert shaw and jaws is a perfect example of that when he's doing the whole uh uss indianapolis speech you know they're down below decks it's like the second night of their journey out to get the shark and uh and, and he's like uh they're showing off scars him and um um what's his name from um close encounters of the third kind yeah, the yeah, Jewish yeah. fella um <laughs> He, they're, they're showing off scars. He's like, yeah, stingray off the coast of Malta. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, uh, this is a thresher shark, you know, this and that. And they're showing it. And he's like, what about that one? And he gets all quiet. And he starts telling the story of the USS Indianapolis. And it's probably the best scene in the whole movie. The first day they filmed that, he got shithouse drunk because the characters, they're drinking. Mm -hmm. He got shithouse drunk. And it's awful. And Spielberg's just like, <sighs> that didn't work that didn't yeah. work at all so well, like they came back the next day he did it sober killed it killed it it's a wonderful performance be, you wouldn't want to be shitty drunk if you're playing a drunk person but i feel like having a couple drinks few drinks before might make it easier like you're like oh yeah i'm feeling the alcohol in me i'm supposed to be acting drunk like amp it up but i Maybe. guess a professional act and but yeah like straight up like like if Nick Cage was blackout drunk for every scene and leaving Las Vegas, it's like, yeah, of course that wouldn't have worked. I'm pretty sure Nick Cage was drunk for that scene in Mandy. When he's guzzling that bottle of vodka, like you can tell from the camera work in that scene, they don't know what he's going to do. Really? Like, 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 <laughs> yeah. You can tell by the way it's shot that they're, because like they'll zoom in and they'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa hang on, zoom back out. What's he going to do now? Because he's just getting so wild. Like, they don't know he's improving. He's clearly improving because like the cameraman doesn't know what and when to zoom in on. Like like he's he, he's every now and then he just gets a little wild and starts screaming and guzzling the vodka and pouring it on his wounds and just ah! just and then they got that commercial when he goes outside that's just so juxtaposed with what just happened with that like mm -hmm. puke monster with the macaroni and cheese. Mandy is another one of those movies that I is just instant classic for me yeah i liked um, it a lot i loved everything about it i one thing that, that that i've got a real soft spot for in in movies is um that 80s synth stuff um it's one of the things that, that that i like a lot about john carpenter and the music that he made for his films that 80s synth music really uh like does something for me and i, I liked that in mandy i like the the scenes of animation they threw in there um and and i i like a i like a good revenge story like, like, it's like, so like, trippy all the lights the, the the weird lighting that's kind of 
unnerving. I liked that. Yeah. Yeah. I I I, I really dug Mandy. It's, that was one it, of the best trip. movies. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that to, that and like Leaving Las Vegas, I think, are the two movies I've seen for him. Are like, yeah, he was he was actually really good in that. He was. Have you seen The Color of Purple? No. Or The Color Purple. It's one of the others. He made it right after Mandy, and I was like, is this the resurgence of Nicolas Cage? Has he like found his genre? These wackadoo sci-fi picks, mm-hmm. like, like like not that Mandy was exactly sci-fi, but it had a vibe to it. You know, those those bikers were almost supernatural and with with their vibe about them the color it's either the color of purple or the color purple i don't recall the, exactly the color out of space oh is that it color out yeah oh, I, I may have seen that yeah the uh the, purple the one because based, there was so much purple yeah there was a lot of purple yeah that that's was, it. oh and just, just a quick <laughs> aside um the guy who directed uh to kind of tie this back to what we we're talking about earlier uh, Panos Cosmatos or Cosmatos is the son of George P. Cos- uh, Cosmatos, who directed Leviathan. So, kind of continuing with the uh, the director's thing. Interesting. Yeah, Color Out of Space is this weird thing where, like, Nicolas Cage and his family are in like this farmhouse. They've moved out of the big city. Uh, the wife has been recovering from cancer, and uh, they've just kind of gotten away from it all. And then, like interdimensional aliens come into play and all of a sudden there's a lot of practical creature body horror effects with like cows turning into tentacle monsters and mm-hmm. or maybe it's sheep or something like that I, i've only seen it once and then like i'm, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who might want to watch it it's worth watching you didn't like it i liked it oh, i liked okay. it I, I it wasn't as good as mandy it, mm. but but like uh woody hates mandy but i don't know it, why mandy was good i when we rec- we, re- we recommended Mandy to Woody and uh, he watched it and he said that like a quarter of the way, a third of the way through it, Lord. he thought we had played a trick a trick on him. <laughs> <laughs> they found the worst, shittiest movie they could, built it up like it was good, so I'd go watch it. Now here I am wasting my time. Those fucks. Those fucks. <laughs> I, I did, and then when I told you about that, you're like, what? No, we really like it. We had that conversation twice and I still wasn't sure. I've come around. <laughs> To think that you actually like that movie, although I can't relate to like. Not only movie. do I like it, but I watched it with like a group of eight guys. And at the end, we had an hour long discussion where we're all just creaming over it. We're just like, and can you believe the colors? Oh, the color skips, mm-hmm. the way they change with his emotions. And 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 when he when he finally does that acid, the way the music changes and it gets super surreal. And then there's that scene with the black guy from Predator where he's going to get his his like crossbow or whatever. And he's like crazy fucking Jesus freaks. They fucking killed her. And he's just like, his acting performance is actually good. Mm-hmm. Man has an, man has an Oscar. That's what I always have to say. Like, yes, he does. He does. Like, was it he's got an Oscar. All right. All right. He's got an Oscar. I, I'm interested in the um, Mandy since it's a little split here. Kyle and I like it. Woody doesn't. Did you see Mandy Cecil? I'm sure you did. Yeah. yeah. I saw it. I, I, I liked it. Cause it, it was just really weird. I think it was, um, one of those rare occasions where I do agree where they just kind of turned the cameras on and said, all right, Nicholas Cage go. And he went. And, uh, I think that, uh, it's, a, it's a unique movie. It's a very colorful movie. It's a, not like anything else. And it's a movie where I can absolutely understand both sides of it. I can understand if you really love it and I can understand if you really hate it. Um, some movies I'm kind of like, 
how can people not like this or how can people like this? But this is one where I absolutely understand because it is so bizarre. Mm -hmm. It's one of those movies where they knew while they were making it that this was going to be a cult film, that this was going to be a yeah. film that was love it or hate it. There's really oh, yeah. nobody like understand liked. why Woody doesn't like it. Um, it, but, but it just really appeals to me. Like, like I like the chainsaw fight. Like, like there's a scene where like they have a chainsaw fight. Nicholas Cage is like, I've got a chainsaw. And the other guy's like, I have the biggest chainsaw you've yeah. ever <laughs> even heard of. Like the blade is literally six feet long or something like that. And they have like a chainsaw fight, chainsaw V chainsaw. Every action scene in that movie is the cinematic equivalent of children on the kitchen floor banging pots and pans. <laughs> I thought it was good. Just chaos and I give disorder. it a 90 out of 100 on the Kyle <laughs> scale. It is, uh, it's probably, it, I don't know. I would say it's in my top 250 or something like that. Like, like it's a, it's in a, my top 250. <laughs> I, like, 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 yeah. Same. Yeah. Because I've tried to do a top 100 before and it's like, I've run out of, in I've fairness, of it's room. in my top quarter million. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I've watched far, far too many movies. Um, and, uh, if you can't, if such a thing is possible and, it's a it's a good film. It's it, I feel like everyone should watch it. it there, I think there's a lot of artistic value there. Um, and if you like Nicolas Cage, you got to see it. Like like if, if you like Nicolas Cage even a little bit. And Nick Cage has made some movies that are that are good, and then he's made some that are atrocious. You know, like like mm -hmm. I like Con Air, for example. I I just like it. I think it's funny. I I, I think it's like uh, you know I, I like the love story. I, he's this sort of damaged fucking. You know, he, he the whole reason he's in prison is like defending his wife in a bar fight and everything. And he just seems like a nice guy. He is a nice guy. And then you got Steve Buscemi as like the lovable child murderer, <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> and it, it's, it's fucking you got Danny Trejo in there is like Johnny 27 or something like that because he's raped 27 women. You know, like like just a real despicable piece of shit. You got John Malkovich as like, I think Cyrus the virus might be his like prison name and he's somehow the second most evil guy on the airplane cyrus the virus you know because danny trejo is like just abominable just, just a professional awful. rapist they've got the one like female guard and, and danny trejo is just like all about like getting becoming johnny 28 or whatever <laughs> the fuck and, and 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 even cyrus the virus is gonna like, be johnny 100 yeah and and, and john malkovich is like jesus look Easy with the rape. Let's get free first. Like, 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 like you can do all the raping you want when we get out of here. Let's just concentrate on getting free. It's uh it's a good Not one. Even. Okay. That's I like it. So before we jump to the next thing, we're gonna hear from a couple of wonderful sponsors, starting with Blue Chew. This episode of PKA is sponsored by Blue Chew. Say it with us, Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer last longer lasting erections. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve harder slash stronger erections to combat all forms of ED, which is erectile dysfunction. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. 
Blue Chew's licensed me medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil ta tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from ex extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more deals and important safety information. we got a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code PKA at checkout. Just pay the $5 in shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code PKA to receive your first month free. Uh, we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. Once again, try it for free. Just pay the $5 in shipping. BlueChew.com, promo code PKA. So check that out. Free is a good price. It's an excellent. It's the best price there. The best price. Hmm. This episode is also brought to you by Smart Mouth. Everyone hates talking to someone with bad breath. That humid, awful smell keeps you from focusing on anything other than finding an excuse to leave. Now just think of all the times you were the gross one and the other person was thinking about getting away. You probably can't think of any examples. That's because we rarely have an accurate read in our own breath odor. In other words, you could be walking around with trash mouth, not even realize you're grossing everybody out. That's why Smart Mouth was invented. Smart Mouth's clinically proven two-liquid formula combines to instantly eliminate bad breath and prevent bad breath from returning all day long. Rinse once in the morning for all-day clean breath and once before bed to prevent morning breath. Just two uses a day, and you'll never have bad breath guaranteed. Whether the boardroom or the bedroom, having confidence in your breath spells success. Go to smartmouth.com slash PKA now for a free coupon. You can find Smart Mouth, product, Smart Mouth products in the oral health aisle at Walgreens, CVS, Target, Rite Aid, Amazon, Walmart, or wherever you shop. Once again, that is smartmouth.com slash PKA. So go check that link out. Smart Mouth and Blue Chew. You're going to need great breath to get your dick wet. And you're going to want a hard dick when it's getting wet. It, it all dovetails. Look, we're setting you boys up for success here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So <laughs> I was going to make another mistake about the ads, but I won't. <laughs> oh, Taylor just saved me a lot of editing work. <laughs> Taylor, I love your background. It took me like 15 minutes to notice. Uh, Cecil, you surely don't know. I moved like four or five years ago, and that is my old office. That's me. Younger me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I bought a green screen and so I was like, what's something that's like kind of distracting but not that distracting? And I was like, I gotta find a high def image of Woody's old thing and I was like, oh fucking easy peasy just kind of <laughs> Yeah, you've really Oh that's hilarious. <laughs> you've got a much nicer space now. I'm it's bigger. You know what? I'm gonna steal that space. <laughs> you gonna get, we're gonna get rid of the pull-up rack for you. Yeah, get rid of the pull-up rack. Uh. Oh the green screen's fun, man. I was having a good time on my stream. The first like 40 minutes of my stream last night was just like switching to different things, like doing impressions and voices. And like we, we spent like 10 minutes just on King of the Hill stuff. It's like it, it's silly, but it's like I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's the kind of silly I like, like put myself. Uh, you are muted, Kyle, just in case you don't know. Um, I know. OK, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, I don't want to loudly shotgun your you know, seltzer water, whatever that is. I'm yeah. just very loudly enjoying this Diet Hanson, Diet Black Cherry Soda. I was just like, ah! Very nice. <laughs> so I like the idea tasty. that someone had on our Hangout who was like, I need to record me, you know, doing things yes. in the room and then like play that as like I'm already sitting down, like have myself bring me a beer. Have myself bring me, and then like, have the beer yeah. just off screen so you can yeah. like, hey, thank you, bro. <laughs> hey, like, get out of here, you know, you fucking loser, <laughs> fat ass. <laughs> Make Dude, fun of you could get on live stream fails for that. I'm sure. I I'm haven't sure. seen it done. Maybe it's been done. 
I got a, I got drug tested yesterday. My, uh, <clears throat> I was out. My probation officer called me. He's like, he's like, Hey Kyle. And I, I didn't have his number saved in my phone. I'm just like, who's this? He's like, it's me, your probation officer. I'm like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? He's like, uh, yeah. Can I, can you meet me at your house? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'll be there in 15 minutes. So I, I meet him and everything. Was he at and, your house? Uh, he wasn't yet. Okay. Um, but you know, 15 minutes went by and he was, mm-hmm. and, uh, we had a good talk. He's a great guy. I, I genuinely like this guy. I think I'd be friends with this guy if, you know, we didn't have a professional okay. relationship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seems like a real nice guy. Um, I honestly, all my probation officers have been like that. Like the one guy, we both shared a passion for cooking and, uh, like he saw my, uh, my fancy kitchen knives and stuff like that. Cause I was, I was like, so I've got these knives, you know, he's like, Oh yeah, that's the Japanese. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, Oh, you've got the German ones too. Yeah. I was like, yeah, the Japanese is kind of for fish and the German ones. Yeah. For meat. Right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great for me. Yeah. And we had this whole great conversation. We like the same cooking channels and stuff, but yeah, this guy I've got right now, we, we, sh- we got some stuff in common too. Cecil and, might uh, think you're a murderer. I don't think we've, I am. That's that's what it is. I'm no. Yeah. Um. No. It's uh. I I I got uh, arrested for possession of marijuana like three or four years ago, and uh, I did a little time in federal prison for it. And, uh, and now I'm now I'm serving the last of my two years of federal probation for uh, marijuana possession. Um. So I get Damn. drug tested somewhat regularly. So someone asked, mm. you know, what the drug test like looks like. So I actually I saved it. I saved my pee cup. Um, and, uh, it looks like this, you know, it's just this little, uh, little jar. It says drug test cup. And it, it's just like, you know, the thing you like check your pool water with, oh, Yeah. Uh-huh. you know, you see all those lines there. Um, it shows up right away. Yeah. Almost instantaneously. Um, I'm going to try to like, yeah, yeah. So like up here, these solid things, the blue, the orange, the things I'm touching are different drugs. Um, and I'll read them off in a moment. Down here, you either get a positive or a negative, just like a birth control test. And this is sort of a guide for that down here. That's what mm-hmm. that is. Uh, if there's two lines, obviously, I don't have it. I, I realize this one is a little faint, but there are two lines there, I promise. Because um, <laughs> I'm here, not in federal prison or, or, or in lockup somewhere. But the the drugs tested are um, amphetamine, um, MDMA, which I, I think is like uh, ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that, uh, benzos, uh, THC, MOP, which I don't know what that is describing. I, I'm, I'm oxy, which I'm guessing is like oxycontinent stuff like that, and uh, and meth, MET, which I'm, I'm pretty sure is like methamphetamines. MOP is morphine. Ah, good call, excellent, I good to know. It. Should be more, M O R. So Who yeah, that. So yeah, that's the deal, you know. It's sometimes written as MOP slash MOR. Yeah, it should be MOR. Oh, we're going to use the, the silent the, the P, the F <laughs> dicks. So yeah, and he also had like a secondary thing. He like dipped in there. I don't ask questions, but um, it, I'm sure it was some sort of one more secondary. Drug. Yeah, one more thing on top is, of is whatever any, this is. I'm sure part of you, like every time you take those and you see all the drugs, you're like, whew, I'm glad I only ever had a thing for pot. And not these like real deal, you know, hardcore ones. Eh, you know, like eh, these all sound good. 
Well, <laughs> I'm sure they're all fun, but like, you know, like, like, like never done any meth. Uh, but as I look down the line, like amphetamines sound great. I loved Adderall. I still have a prescription for Adderall. The only reason I don't take it is because I don't want to have to deal with that. This, you know, mm. I had to be like, oh, just so you know, I'm going to test positive for methamphetamine because I take these. I don't, that would be fine, but I just don't want to add any complications. You know? It yeah. seems MDMA. Like most drugs good don't time. knock you on your ass. Like, so I'm a, not a drug person. Like, I expect them to. You know, Taylor was talking about the first time he ever used marijuana. Uh, and he was like, this is what high is? Like, like mm-hmm. almost like not sure if it works, right? Yeah. Uh, alcohol, that one I, I do know something about. And it again, it's like, uh, like I, in small doses, you're just a little uninhibited. In bigger mm-hmm. doses, of course, you're kind of knocked on your ass. But like, I've read about what cocaine is like. And it's kind of like Adderall. You're just up a little bit. You just sort cocaine of go, is go. weak sauce. Okay. Really? Um, the what's the one that makes every raindrop on the car seem like a thing of heroin? Beauty? So that heroin. would be his oxy test or his morphine test, I guess. Right? Okay. Again, I think when people take it the first time, they're not like, "Oh my god, I am just like in a different mind space." It's more like, "Oh, you know, I uh, I just am feeling pleasant." feeling you know, uplifted and uh it's surprising to me i thought more drugs were more dramatic yeah well i would imagine like you're muted kyle if i were in a place where like all of these were legal um i wouldn't fuck with heroin un- or, or under any circumstances it just seems like it's so good that you'd be like this is better than normal life it seems and, to ruin uh, everybody's life it I, I you've never heard of anyone who was like wasn't for me you know, <laughs> I dabble in heroin abuse. Uh, everyone who's ever I'm done heroin, you know, like, it's like no. Everyone who's ever done it is like, it's Two the best up. thing. It, it's the bee's knees, you know. Like, like so, so I, I wouldn't even want to dabble in something that's so incredibly addictive and apparently so fucking wonderful. But like, if all these were legal, MDMA sounds like a, a, a just a blast, you know. Just stay hydrated. Um, I think I've been prescribed like benzos before. That's fine. Like muscle relaxers. Yeah, yeah. I've been prescribed stuff like that. Very dangerous. Um, I've been prescribed um, 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 the codeine, right? So that's in that's definitely in one of these families, probably in the uh, the oxy family, right? Yeah, or the morphine family. I I I don't I don't really know. I'm not 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 much of an expert on that sort of thing. Um, And then obviously amphetamines. I've I've been prescribed that and. I really, really like those. If you've got shit to do, <laughs> oh my god, they're, they're, they really are wondrous. They really are wondrous. Like, like That's, I, I started taking a new drug, and I, it's hard to give a report to it because I started yesterday. It's so new. What is it called? Modifinol. Now I'm on Taylor's camera. It's freaking me out. Do, do you know the name of this thing? You know, I saw you write it, and it's not something I'm familiar with. Uh, it's for narcolepsy, according to Chiz. Yes. And uh, modifinol or something like that. If I, I, but I'm just going off of like what you wrote and like. I you spelled know, I it right. It modifinol sounds right. Modifinol, M-O-D-A-F-I-N-I-L. Okay. Um. Anyway, apparently it is like a safer version of Adderall. I'm not your doctor out there, listeners. I don't know, but uh, because the government has classified marijuana so incorrectly, I don't know how seriously to take their classifications. But it's classified as like a lower tier than Adderall is. 
Um, but it is a prescription thing, and it's given out to people with sleep apnea a lot. My sleep hygiene has been garbage for the last two or three weeks. And part of it is my fault. Part of it is, like, I should have more disciplined, turned off the screens, gone to bed. Maybe sometimes I'll, like, finish working out, having food or whatever, and around 6 p.m., I'm not busy. And I might nap, and that screws up your sleep schedule. Now I'm going to be up till 3, and, and like, it... So part of it's my fault and I own that. Part of it is I'm just a little screwed. You know, I might not sleep the night because of the sleep apnea thing. Like it, it, it doesn't, I don't, even if I do everything right, I don't fix it in one day like maybe a normal person would. And uh, they gave this to me and oh my gosh, just all day I am fine, like alert and okay. I, uh, I don't know. I, I had a really productive day today. You know, I hit the gym, I fixed three things on my motorcycle, I got some practice in, I like, it. that's a good day for me. <laughs> and, they use these, the military use these, they're called go pills. They you know, replaced like, something else to be the go they pill. They replaced uh, dexafetamine, uh, which is a component of Adderall, uh, with these. Okay. Yeah, so apparently it's like a safer go pill, and uh, I'm digging it. And it's like a low chance of addiction, and I don't know. Does it increase your heart rate? I don't know. It probably does. That's good. It's, good. it's a calorie burner. You're cutting weight. It's good. Nice. I'm always happy to cut weight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, like, think about, you know, if, if you're, if you're resting heart rate 70 and this makes it 77, aren't you burning 10% more calories throughout the day? Like, like if you're, if your maintenance is 2000, isn't it now 2190 or something like that? 2200. Sounds right to me. Heck. Sounds right to me too. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I'm so new on it. I feel like I can't, Tell people what it's like. It's been this is day two, but uh, every day, eh? You take it no, every day. I Good. decided to take it two days in a row, but I decide every day if that makes sense. You know, that's smart. Yeah, I was listening to a guy recently um, do a podcast with uh, Derek from More Plates, More Dates, and he was talking about the most efficacious way to use Adderall, and uh, he's just like three or four days a week. You've got to take, and they were like, so every other day, he's like, no, three or four days in a row. And then three or four days off. Like, like that's the way to like get all of the benefits while like having as few side effects and, and, and like not mess up your dopamine uh, receptors and stuff like that. Like, like, like let's not ruin your brain chemistry while at the same time, let's reap the benefits of this drug. And he described like, um, all the accomplishments that, that, that he, uh, has done, um, you know, from the Adderall. And it's one of those things. It was like, I, 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 I was sending you guys like, um, my lawyers, like acumen, like, like it, like the stuff he's done is like, you know, leader of the blah, blah, blah. And first in the world mm -hmm. to do this and that and Princeton, Harvard, Yale, not la, la, la. And he like, he tacks off a list like that. He's like, I couldn't even sit through math in high school, but I, I was the number one mathematician at NYU. And is this like, wait, you couldn't figure out algebra in high school and you became a mathematician. It was, it was shit like that, you know, from, from, from his Adderall use. But, but yeah, that sounds good. I'm, I'm glad you All got right. something. Is it helping with the sleep or is it too early to say? I would say it's too early to say last night I was dumb and I like powered my way till 3am just researching motorcycle trip stuff. And, uh, I'm like, you're just making bad decisions, Woody. <laughs> but uh, Have you ever used valerian tea? No. I, 
I, maybe you told me about it before. So Valyrian root tea, um, I got this from The Sopranos, but I did some research and it's pretty accurate. Like there's a part where Christopher has this fucking dope addict girlfriend uh, and they're talking about um, taking like a lot of Valerian root tea bags and putting them in a tea. And she's like, it's equal to a volume if you do like eight or 10 of them. Like, and like I had a girlfriend who always took Valerian root before she went to bed. She just took like a supplement. And it always helped her. And I would take them too sometimes. And it always gave me like restful sleep. I don't, it's one of those herbal, like, dude, no side effect, frou-frou, mm-hmm. hippie it, kind of things. Yeah, it's it's to work. not an inability to fall asleep sometimes. Like I, I, I described it as I powered my way to 3 a.m. I wanted to sleep at, on time, which for me is like midnight-ish. But um, I don't know. It's kind of nice when I'm alone, no one wants any piece of my time. This is when I get to do whatever I want. I'm interruption free. It's that like block of time that I wanted, even though I know it's bad for me. And and that's what happened. Yeah. I, I didn't mention I it before I was kind of embarrassed, but on Monday when I was driving home from the COVID shot, for, I don't know, six, five seconds, I fell asleep driving. And uh, I woke up on the, um, you know, the safety strips there on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you've maybe hit them through inattention before, perhaps. So maybe sure. everyone has. Mm-hmm. But I, I was like, too. I was asleep. I was. Asleep. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah. When I was when I was having when I was commuting back and forth from um, uh, Franklin County to Alpharetta, Georgia, that 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 like four hour drive every morning, and then at night, same thing. I was getting like five hours of sleep for like a month straight, and working twelve hour days, and then driving six to eight hours a day and it was just like there is no there's just enough time to shower go to sleep shower go to work and like i did that for like 40 days or something like that and toward the end of it i'd be driving and i'd just be like literally i'd smack myself in the face like like hard like like i'd be like i can't hit myself hard enough anymore like 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 to keep myself awake and i and i would i would fall asleep and it felt so good yeah, so like, <laughs> it felt so good. It felt so good to like let yourself like get like like let your head fall and let your eyes rest for for a moment because you just that drive was just so monotonous. You know, it, it was it was very dangerous. And occasionally, I would just fall asleep. And I and I would I would tell myself, I'm like, wow, if traffic's light, we'll get there 30 minutes early and we can sleep in the parking lot for a little while. But I'd get there and I couldn't, and then I couldn't sleep in the car. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be this is such bullshit. I'm here. I'm it's the doors aren't even open. No, I'm the only one in the parking lot and I can't even fall asleep. Like it it was so awful. I didn't follow it first. I thought circumstances stopped. No, you were just unable to fall asleep, even though you could have easily fallen asleep while you shouldn't have. Oh, Oh, I was just, I I was falling asleep while driving like three or four times at a, during the, you know, commute to work and like, 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 you know, not for like long periods of time, for seconds at a time, for like yeah, one yeah. second or two and a half seconds or something like that. But yeah. I would wake up and my heart would just terror, you know, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh, don't fall asleep, don't fall asleep. And I would consider I even I'm just micro dosing sleep. Yeah. And I would consider pulling over and just <laughs> like, maybe I just call in and say, I'm going to be an hour late. Maybe I, I, maybe I just need to take a, a nap here on the side of the road. And I tried that once, couldn't fall asleep. And it's like, all right, back on the fucking road. And when- it was awful. You know, I was 17, I fell asleep, flipped the car, broke my arm, stuff like that. Yeah. That is exactly how that went down. I pulled over, tried to sleep, 
couldn't sleep. Brilliant 17-year-old me deduced that I wouldn't sleep, right? If I'm trying to sleep and it's not happening, then clearly I'm not going to fall asleep. Uh, and 10 minutes later, I almost died. So Awful. Uh, well, 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 I hope that, I hope that helps. Because um, you certainly don't want to be doing your motorcycle trip and having... Yeah, I don't even know. Is falling asleep while riding a motorcycle a thing? Does that happen to people? I would guess yes. You would hope not. But, I mean, if it, if it ever does happen, you don't know that's the reason why they're dead. True, yeah, because they will not will tell you the you story don't, you afterwards. Don't get, you don't get a second of free time like in a car. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you fall asleep on a bike and you're just you're checking out today. Like, <laughs> sorry. Could so be. Like, Could be. Uh, you're losing yeah. balance and landing on your head. <laughs> that, yeah? Yeah, skidding. All that meat crayon. Oof. Oh, but I asked my probation officer. I was like, uh, you know, like... I know that once I've served half my probation, I can a- appeal to like get out of this thing early. I, I was like, is that something you would support if they asked you? And he's like, oh yeah, absolutely. So that's good news too. So like if they, if they were to ask him his opinion, he's uh, he's hundred percent in favor of releasing me early now that I've done whatever it is, three quarters of my probation. Yeah. It's getting close. How many days? I'm close. Let's check the old timer. 196. And I'm going to say 104. It's way more than 104, I know. Well, so it was 201 when we did. Mm-hmm. Was it? Um, I'm looking for my timer. Where the fuck is it? Ah, here it is. 94. 192. days, 2 hours, 32 minutes, <laughs> 12 seconds. Now, I'm curious about the end date. Is Will it end when you just past a certain time of day on the calendar or does it or after that paperwork needs to be filed and it's someone needs to stamp something and my understanding is it's the former it Mm -hmm. um i i think what i'll do obviously is let's say i have to do the full bit you know i i'll i'll call him you know a week before and i'll and i'll confirm all this like hey the fourth is my last day right and he's like yeah yeah the fourth is the last day is there any paperwork for me to do I'm pretty sure the answer is nope. Um, you know, when on the third, when midnight rolls over, do as you wish. And <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's the deal. And so literally what I'm going to do is like be at the airport. You're going to be like Fred Flintstone leaving work. Fucking bird scream, the steam and everything, just beating feet. I'll be at the airport um at 11 you know 11 p.m you know on the third and uh i'll be i'll be ready to board a flight on the fourth and get the fuck out or i'll be like 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 uh, whatever i decide to do you know maybe i'm in my car with all my shit in a u-haul and everything like like just driving across the country or 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 whatever i'll be leaving the state um the moment i'm allowed to leave there won't be like a day that, that like passes where I'm just like, oh, maybe I'll go tomorrow. No, I'll be yeah, packed up and packed. ready to go. Yeah. Unless I'll, it happens very suddenly. Unless it happens very suddenly, which would be so sick. It'd be so sick. If just, <laughs> oh, you can't. I can't see you going like, around packing your house. And you're like, I'll just buy new stuff. I'll just buy new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could get my bags packed in 20 minutes. I guarantee it. Like I, 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 I would just grab shit, throw it in the bag, grab this whole setup, 
That's not but, true. Your TV is too big to fit in a Camaro. Oh, I don't mean my belongings. I mean just for like a trip. Oh, oh okay, like okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. To like, to like move, move, it, it's going to take at least one full day to get everything because I've got, I got to get, I got a good amount of stuff. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not crazy. Like I don't, I, but, but I've got a th uh, four bedroom here and my guest bedroom is like full of stuff. My other guest bedroom has some stuff in it. This bedroom has stuff in it. I've got a full living room set, um, you know, four TVs or something like that. I'm, yeah. Normal house things. Yeah. yeah. I've got, I've got the things people have in houses. Yeah. You know, I'm all, I've also, uh, I've got furniture. Oh, <laughs> do you have cups and glasses? You guys are such braggers. Spoons, enough for multiple people. Holy shit. Fork you know stuff? what we got today? Yeah, fork stuff. <laughs> Our coffee makers installed. We finally, I, I had, in a way, Jackie's made me two oh. cups since it's been installed. In a way. <laughs> but, uh, a fancy coffee maker? I, I, I'm not aware. It is really not that fancy. Here's the long story. It's, it's plumbed. Right, so it goes into like our reverse mm. osmosis filter. We never have to fill the coffee maker reservoir ever again. That's that's why it's cool. Uh, it's just a Keurig, but uh, so the scoop is Jackie. She's we're forty eight now, not super young, and her hands aged early. That's just what's up. So something about the reservoir, like the weight of it, sort of aligning it with her fingers in an awkward angle it sucked for her and uh it was like all right we're gonna get a coffee maker that doesn't require that so we did mine is uh mine's right next to my sink so i take that little you know the little hose at the sink that just oh know, yeah yeah and I, I use that and you just and i fill it up it with over. that thing we have yeah. to carry ours across the kitchen which you know is not that big a hardship but not as cool as a plumbed coffee maker yeah so, oh i like that a lot i um I've got one of those Brita uh, filters on my faucet. Um, one of the ones where you, you know, it'll, you can just run a the tap like normal, or you can like flick the little switch on the side. You can get purified mm -hmm. water for, if you're, if you're drinking or making tea or something. And it exploded last week. And, <laughs> and I don't use the word exploded lightly. Like I turned on the water and it went <laughs> and fucking shattered and high pressure water went every fucking where and like pieces of it flew across the goddamn room. It was absurd. Like my, my, and I was like dressed to go out too. Like I, I was just like, oh, let me get a little water before I go. And I'm like, I'm dressed up. I've got like a button up shirt. I've got, I've got my slacks on and it just soaks me down the front. And I'm just like. Looks like you. <laughs> we'll be a little late, I guess. All right. Just wow. like It'll dry by the time I get there, probably. <laughs> Sitting in wet pants. Have so, you ever uh, have you ever been like at work or somewhere like that, and like really spilled on yourself, like 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 spaghetti down the front of your dress shirt at work or something? Uh, no, I don't think I've ever had a really bad spill. But I remember once I was working at the rental car place at an air at the airport, and they were like someone needs to go wash cars. And I was always like, or at this point I was like, so over it. I was like, boom, me do. I, I don't want, I can't deal with these fucking people anymore. I'll go wash cars. And, uh, I got down there and I thought it was like, Oh, I'm going to get to wash cars the rest of my like four hour shift. And so I'm like getting real sweaty down there doing it. It's way better than talking to people. I have like earbuds in, not, not dealing with anything. It's great. And then they're like, Hey, we're getting hammered up here. We need you to come back. And I'm like, 
soaked in sweat. I've like taken my my dress shirt off. I'm, I'm no longer dressed like for work. I've got like a T-shirt on. I think I even went out to my my car and put on like uh, sweatpants. And then I had to go back in and like kept doing it. And I didn't switch back because it was like if you know if you need me that there was no like serious manager there. But yeah, no, I've never had a a bad spill. I'm pretty good about eating. Well, not the amounts or the frequency, but <laughs> I'll say this. I, <laughs> I, 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 my mouth and my food, I don't miss. I don't miss. 100% accuracy. I do. <laughs> Every morsel. I bite my lips. I bite my fork. I'm a freaking eating moron. <laughs> I, I, now I have this new thing where I have these braces. So... My teeth are a little different every week, and I have like brackets coming out. They're clear; you can't really see them, but they do exist. And they're just like traps to, you know, clamp down on my gums. I occasionally bite the inside of my mouth mm. so severely that I cry. <laughs> like, 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 I, like I, I've been like eating popcorn or something and bitten it, and like screamed out loud, like fuck. <gasps> and like felt and like yep there's blood there's blood we, we really got ourselves and and so that makes the you know that makes that little part of the inside of your cheeks swell up so then I, i'm like all right the pain has subsided we can go back to eating popcorn and then you bite it again <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. ah. and now it's just in the way now it's a little little, little there's like a little knot in there like, like like it's all swollen up like you've and, yes. and 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 so now i have to eat like super carefully i'm, I'm like eating consomme for like a week to like make sure I don't fuck up again. Dude, I relate to every word of this. <laughs> you done that you with tortilla s- chips? Where you cut yourself? I did that at a restaurant like maybe a month ago. I was like eating the tortilla chips and like like someone who's never had one, I like took a bite and then like one piece just perfectly went vertical in between bites, you know? And so it like stabbed up into the roof of my mouth and I, uh, you know, I didn't break down weeping but I went, oh, oh, and I was like, I had a restaurant. And so I was like, man, that was, I, don't, I taste iron. And then like, <laughs> like, I, I like the next morning I woke up and I'm like, I didn't even eat hot pizza last night. Oh, the fucking chip. It, it just cut a big, I, I could feel it in the top. It was, you know, I was, I was just too excited for the queso. I think. Queso's too great. excited. I, I can relate to that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love, like I'm, I get so much more eager when the, the lady at the Mexican place brings out the queso dip. Then when she brings up my entree, like if they could just bring me like a, a salad bowl of that and <laughs> salad bowl, <laughs> infinite <laughs> chips, that would be, that would be great. What's a uh, Cecil, what's your I, like uh go-to food when you're being, when you're being naughty. Right. I can't, speak oh, uh, tell if you're a very naughty guy or someone who loves their food. No, um, I, I, I use, well, I used to really love hot wings like that was kind of my like oh my god i need hot wings but um i kind of slowed down on them uh because they're not exactly the best thing for you so um i really ha- I can't even remember the last time i had them i actually recently um uh went vegetarian which uh i just decided for my health and uh just well-being uh i really needed to go there i didn't necessarily want to but uh there was too many health benefits and i was having a lot of um 
just gastro problems mm. uh, that seemingly uh, that made really made a lot more sense to go that direction. Like I'm not one of those people that you know, God, I'd never go vegan. But um, I'm not one of those people that would begrudge people. Oh, you need to eat this because no, it's just this mm-hmm. is what I'm eating, and I you know it's really what's good what's good for me. Um, but uh, I'm kind of learning new things to enjoy, and it's going to be interesting. It's it's not going to be uh, it's not going to be easy. But because um, I I do love ribs and uh, <laughs> a lot of that stuff. But uh, this this past year, um, everybody's kind of been cooped up. And uh, I think maybe I wasn't as like, I'm not uh, if I, I, this isn't a matter of not me being on camera. I just don't have a webcam. (laughs) But uh, I was I was in uh, two documentaries. So I have a lot of fans who they're like, oh, I always wanted to know what you look like. And I got your documentary and now I know what you look like. So if anybody's seen my documentary, you know that I'm not a big dude. I just, uh, you know, I I don't really go on camera because I have a background in radio and I'm more comfortable being behind a microphone than in front of a camera. So, um, but so anyway, so just basically saying that, uh, I, I'm not, I don't know what am I, I don't know what I'm getting at. (laughs) I like all kinds of, I like all kinds of food and, uh, but I recently went vegetarian and I'm pretty happy with it so far. And, uh, you're going to treat yourself to some meat occasionally. Oh yeah. Well, I'm kind of most likely going to do like the, cause Arnold Schwarzenegger right now is a vegetarian. Yeah. And he's doing like the 90-10. So he's doing 90% vegetarian, 10% uh, meat eater. So uh, I'm looking into doing something along those lines where every now and then eh, I might have a hamburger. Eh, I'll have a, a steak or something. And I, I know that there might be uh, a little bit of pushback. You know, my stomach will be like, what are you doing? But mm. uh, I guess it all comes down to how like if i eat it and it really makes me feel like shit then mm-hmm. that will remind me okay you know what do you really want this and yeah. uh i had a girlfriend that, that was a, a vegetarian for gastrointestinal reasons she just couldn't process meats it was just a problem it, it would make her really violently ill and uh but like maybe once every two months or so she'd be like let's get some zaxby's chicken fingers like, like <laughs> she, she'd get like three chicken fingers and she'd just be like, oh, God, <laughs> this is so much better than quinoa and furky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that bullshit. Yeah, like like faux turkey or faux chicken, like like all those like uh, uh. all those like fake meat patties, black bean burgers. And like, mm-hmm. you know, when she would cook, that's what we would eat. So I don't I can't tell you how much like fake meat and quinoa i had to choke down over the over the years it was it was not awful but it was still like man some meat would be good oh for sure so are yeah. you uh Cecil, are you are you finding because i know a lot of people who go vegetarian they're just they fall into a rut of like eating like well i I'm, i eat broccoli and i eat asparagus and i eat a salad and then cheese and eggs and it's like and that's what i eat I, have you like experimented cooking a lot more stuff, expanding your horizons? Like how long I should ask, how long have you been doing it first? Um, it's been about a month, so oh. it, it hasn't really been too long. Like I'm not sick of anything yet, which is good. Uh, I'd be really upset if after a month I'm like, ugh. but um, I'm, I'm also a pretty good cook. 
So experimenting with like new ideas and new recipes and stuff, uh, it hasn't been too terrible. Um, I'm at the point now where I'm not really disgusted with things. Um, I, I hope that I could kind of keep that going because there's a lot of recipes and things that I've never tried before. Um, mm. Some things, though, I, I try and I'm just like, no, I don't like this at all. Um, there's been a couple of recipes where like tonight we had um, uh, like a instead of a, a basil pesto, it was an arugula pesto. And I'm like, OK, yeah, this kind of sucks. But uh, <laughs> it's so much more bitter than basil. But uh, yeah. things like that, it's just a matter of trying to find uh, something that uh, that is good. But the thing is, my gastro had gotten to the point where it was like physically making me incredibly sick. And I was just miserable for days. And the thing, too, is largely my job consists of my voice. And it was messing up my voice. Um, I also stream on Twitch. And there were a lot of my fans that were listening. And my voice was cracking like numerous times a night. And at the time, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was going to different specialists and doctors and everything. And uh, they were you know, trying to figure out what the hell was going on. And they finally you know, nailed it down to it was gastro problems. And uh, if I have to go vegetarian and if that's going to... Uh, make me not feel like complete garbage and not ruin my voice. Well, I'll suffer, you know, whatever. And honestly, the the food isn't so bad versus how bad I felt. So even though it's only been a month, I already feel better. So that to me, is like, all right, I'm definitely going in a good direction here. If I can sleep at night, if I can go through a day without constantly burping and uh, having my voice crack, and uh, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, makes sure. sense. I, I could do that. I could I could do the vegetarian thing. I wouldn't want to do it long term. I really like beef and chicken. Yeah, meat tastes so good. Yeah, meat's so oh, good. Oh, I do too. But, but like I, I could I could definitely do it for like I could do the 90-10 thing, I think. Like especially if I can still eat eggs and uh, I, I want to say fish and seafood, but that's a pescatarian, so that's not not exactly. That's a little. That's kind of cheating. If I can have and fish, like, I could really make the switch. Mm, if you're doing a ninety ten and a bunch of fish, isn't that just like eating healthy? Yeah, essentially at that point, right? <laughs> like, 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 because because like if I can have that's like kind of you're like supposed to eighty twenty with some fish. If I can have some salmon and some tilapia and some shrimp. It's like, mm -hmm. the fuck, it's we're, we're a meat eater still. You know, it's it's fine. But, but if, even if it was just eggs and dairy, like that's the point where like it, it just seems impossible. It's it's like, how do you even go somewhere and order something if you can't have anything dairy or anything with uh, eggs in there? Because the, like the, those are like the bases of so many foods. Yeah, you, don't, you can't. Oh. oh, well, first of all, anything with sauce, I need it without the sauce because that's got eggs in it or whatever. Like going to any restaurant would be a pain in the fucking ass. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to go oh, to a special restaurant. Vegetarian, um, unless I'm completely wrong on this, but vegetarian will allow you um, eggs mm -hmm. and milk um, yeah. because you're not killing the animal to get them. It's yeah, that exactly. Any I, I'm really talking about being vegan and yeah. how like a vegan is when be. it's just yeah, vegan is no way, especially because I I briefly dated a vegan. And uh, I was hanging out with her one day and she's like, here, have a not dog. And she's like shoving it into my mouth. And I'm like, oh, God, like this is the worst. I'd rather just eat dirt. 
You know, this is terrible for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, no, there are microorganisms in the dirt. You can't eat that. <laughs> Do you know how many how many little bunnies are killed by threshers in those fields every time they're harvesting? We should eat the bunnies out of respect. Yes, <laughs> respect for their life force. But so, have you uh, tried any of the like tofurkey fake meats? Like, found anything good there yet, or not? Not really venturing out. Uh, uh, the only thing, like, I've had black bean burgers, but I had that before I even went vegetarian. Okay. They were actually they're really good. You know, I mean, they're not a burger, but they're they're pretty good. Yeah. Um, I've had uh the 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 Beyond Meat burgers. Yep. And they're they're pretty good. I mean, again, not as good as a hamburger, but, uh, you know, not something I would have all the time. But sometime if I really wanted a hamburger and for whatever reason I, I couldn't have meat, uh, I would probably go there. Um, but then I've had some wacky stuff. Uh, I had a General Tso's cauliflower. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And I'm like, eh, it just tastes like cauliflower with hot sauce on it. Yeah. Um, uh, I've had uh, Satan. Uh, I had a, a Reuben that was made out of Satan uh, instead of uh, uh, the, whatever the, the meat that they put in Reubens. And that I was surprised at how good that was. What is Satan? Um, yeah, I don't know. Satan is some kind of soybean. Um, not a big soy eater, but that was one of those things where I'm like, okay, you know what? That looks pretty good. Let me try it. And it was like legit good. Um, I think that's probably the best thing that I had as far as, and that was actually a vegan thing that wasn't a vegetarian thing. Hmm. But again, I, I wouldn't be able to go like full on vegan. Most of the, stuff gluten, is, the main protein found in wheat. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just wheat gluten. Yeah. Oh, okay. Weird. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, whatever they did, whatever they did to it, they marinated the hell of it. They put Russian dressing on it and, and I thought it was delicious. I'm but, looking uh, at like some dishes with it and like, it appears that they can create the consistency of like various meats with it. And it looks like meat. Um, I'll say that for it. That's cool. It does. Okay. It does fool it. you. I mean, I would mm. think it's, it, that is one of those things where if somebody gave you a Reuben made with Satan, uh, you, most people would not be able to tell uh, if yeah. it was done well enough. Um, but there's a lot of things where they're like, Oh, this tastes just like it. And you're like, nah, it totally doesn't. Right. Cauliflower, yeah. or anything. It's like, look, I get it. You've managed to make cauliflower into the shape of rice or something else, but it tastes just like cauliflower. Yeah, <laughs> and it, like, and you the, put a pile of cauliflower rice on your plate. It wants to return to its original form. So like, <laughs> like, you put a bunch of rice on a plate. What? Leave for an hour. Come back. Yeah. Oh, that's rice. Yeah. This like, it's just a, a cake now. It's just a pad. It's, it's like you're you buying some sort of Voltron cauliflower over there, where they assemble. Let me send you my mashed potato <laughs> recipe because you're it's gonna like be blown the, away. It's like uh, the dots of cauliflower. When I made Valentine's Day dinner for uh, my lady friend, uh, I, I was I was like, let me know what you think about these mashed potatoes, and she was like, they're the best mashed potatoes I've ever had, and she wasn't bullshitting me. Like like. Oh, of course I, not. Like no, <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. Like like since then, she's like been bugging me. She's like, oh, the what's Yankees. The I love the Yankees too. We share all the <laughs> same interests. I, tell me more about Tiger Woods. He's their I best player. The, this is the exception <laughs> to that rule. Like like like, <laughs> like 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 when I cooked Wings Redemption food, I was like I was like, what do you think about these stuffed bell peppers? It's the best food I've ever had. This was a rare instance of him being polite, clearly, he and he was very hungry. Um, but, but in, in, in this situation, it's like, she's been bugging me for the recipe since then, like, like okay. two or three times. She's like, she's like, how does this work? Um, but I took, uh, I took 
riced cauliflower and I, uh, I sauteed it, uh, with, uh, chicken stock and, uh, and I cooked out most of that cauliflower fucking taste right there. <laughs> like, 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 let's get, let's make taste. this not taste like what it is. And mm-hmm. then, um, I added Greek yogurt and I've got a, um, a, uh, a, a version blender. Yes. You nailed it. Immersion blender. Yeah. You, you got that from this. I love that you got that. Yeah. I used an immersion blender uh, with Greek yogurt. I blended it and to, to try to give it the consistency of mashed potatoes, I cheated and I took half a potato uh-huh. and I, I boiled it and I threw that. Now, just stick with me. Taylor's like, Wolf, you cheated. You made mashed potatoes. No. Don't I have like a point because you know it's right. There's half a potato in like a big bag of cauliflower like like there's just a little bit just a little bit of potato part of you knew that it couldn't compete on the level playing field so you had to, you had to, you had to dice a little bit of peds in there i put some i put some peds in there dancing the dish you the cauliflower to... needed to need a little juice all right and, and and when i was done though it was greek yogurt and like a 70 30 cauliflower to potato mixture and it was Fucking delicious! This it tasted like, just like, like mashed potatoes. Good as regular mashed potatoes. <laughs> it, wa- it was it was ninety five percent as good as mashed potatoes. Sometimes these things. Fu- did you remember during the hangout? Jackie brought me carrot sticks and onion dip. And the onion dip looked just like onion dip. It was like mm-hmm. yogurt with or not yogurt. What is it? Would you just say Greek something? Yeah, is Greek, it Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt. Okay. It is yogurt. Yeah, yeah. Greek yogurt with onion powder in it or something. Mm-hmm. I, I had a couple dips, and I'm like, this is not onion dip at all. It, I mean, it, <laughs> it's the same color and shape as onion dip, but... <laughs> yeah. I'll just eat the carrots. <laughs> <laughs> totally what I did. Yeah. A lot of those, like, faux foods, like you've said before. Yeah. Kyle said, like, you know, it's 80% is good, only 20% as many calories. But there's some of them where it's like, like rice cakes, where it's like, what am I doing? Like this rice is cakes aren't even that good like, for you. They're 35 calories. That just, just, bread that I sent you is the same amount of calories and it's bread and it has four grams of protein in it. I, I, I do eat rice cakes sometimes. They're minor 50 calories. They're rice rollers. They're on Yikes. Amazon. Yeah. And uh, they kind of satisfy a sweet tooth. Like they're, it's like apple. PB2 on there. No, it's coated with like apple caramel, probably fake sugar. Okay. And, uh, it's a snack. It's 50 calories. If you have it, you can have a sweet thing if you want it. They're and, terrible. Uh, Awful. Like, I'm a big them, fan. You of... have not had them. No, no, no. I'm talking about ri- the rice cakes I've had. The, oh, the, just, the rice cakes I they're have. They're just like lightly salted rice cakes. Lightly, like, like, that's what they'll be serving at the Whole Foods run gulag. I, it took me a long time to put together <laughs> that rice cakes are just rice. Like, like mm-hmm. I know it seems obvious mm-hmm. to everybody else, but I was like, rice cakes are like totally healthy. They're like super over the top. What you eat if you're on a crash diet, rice cakes, it's carbs. It's literally fucking rice. It's, it's not a lot of it. It's all puffed up, but it's, yeah, you're having rice in cake form. That- Usually every time I've seen it like promoted as a diet food, it's been more not what I, from what I've seen. I, I've never seen it like, this is really good for you. I've seen like, if you need a, a full stomach feeling, you you pile like three of those you know you know twice as large as a hockey puck things in your stomach like I don't even think it's good at that it, no it I'm still is Kyle you know what it is yeah good I, like like, okay. like all right so you, let's say you take three of them it's 150 calories right yeah that's a serving of oatmeal like you could make a bowl of fucking oatmeal for the same thing and it's be it oatmeal's so filling it's like putting fucking cement in your stomach it's just like well that ain't going nowhere. 
Mm-hmm. I would yeah, much oatmeal hit your oatmeal. stomach like flame retardant foam, and you're like, "All right, I'm good for the day." Yeah, yeah. That, that I, I there's no more filling meal than like a thick bowl of oatmeal. Hmm. I hate rice cakes. Um, I haven't eaten a rice cake since I was a kid, and they were just happened to be some of the cupboard, and I was like, "Ooh, a snack!" And it's like, <laughs> "Nope, <laughs> false." Like you can't put enough frosting on this thing to make it good. Mom, you bought one of the bag. They forgot some of the ingredients. <laughs> they must have. <laughs> steak. You could put cake frosting on that thing, and it still wouldn't be very good. No, you but- would have to put it under a, a ribeye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not even the last cakes. time I tried rice cakes, I got one and it was like, it was like cheddar cheese rice cakes. I opened the bag. They smelled like feet. I immediately <laughs> threw it in the garbage. I'm like, I'm not even, no, just this sucks. Not even going to give it a go. Yeah. I've, yeah I'm not going to try this. Yeah. I mean, if that like, like one of my favorite snacks, like always has been peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like, that's what I'm vaping right now. This is peanut butter and jelly. Like it's it's one of my favorite flavors. And uh, shit, you can get like PB2 or or, uh, or one of those powdered peanut butters. To me, it's just as good as peanut butter. It's not eighty percent as good. It's like ninety nine percent as good if you mix it just right. And uh, and sugar free jam and preserves. That shit tastes just as good to me too. Like like you can have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that's got one hundred and fifty calories total. You know, like, like I'd much rather have that than three naked rice cakes. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But PB fit or PB two, whichever one, it's just not, I don't, I don't think it's, it's, I think it's closer to 50% is good. As when you mix it, is it the consistency of peanut butter when you're done or is it watery? It's like, it's like peanut butter. Is that not right? Yeah, it should be like, like, like I use, I use milk to, to, to mix it instead of water. Or syrup. I, I think I'm just going to go back to regular peanut butter. Is that even less calories with milk? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's cashew milk. It's 25 calories for eight oh, ounces. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, I, I hadn't even heard of cashew milk. I thought I was doing well with my is it almond milk, I think. is it weird. Yeah, that's 40 calories or 35 calories. He found um, for- waterier milk. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it comes with vanilla flavored. You can get uh-huh. vanilla cashew milk. It's 25 calories for eight ounces. Cashews I are just nuts that heard a rumor it. about milk. They're not oh. milk. <laughs> I don't even want like 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 I'll make, I'll pour a full glass of it and I'll drink it and I'll be like, "God, that was good." You know what? <laughs> Two glasses. Can I scare it? It's so fucking good. Like, like I would if I had the choice right now between this whole is hard milk, to believe. I swear to God, like it's so tasty to me. Like, like the vanilla kind, not, not the plain. Like the vanilla cashew. Is milk. it twenty at Whole Foods? I go to either Publix or Sprouts or Ingles or Kroger. Those are my options in, in Atlanta. The same as it as a. Almond as vanilla almond milk to me, it tastes better because I like vanilla almond milk. That's pretty good stuff to me. It tastes better than any milk that I've ever had in my life. Like I would rather have that cashew vanilla cashew milk than like the fanciest of whole cow milk. That's like 120 calories for eight ounces. I don't know about that, but it does make sense what you're saying because like cashews are like the premium nut. The macadamia nut is the premium. They're so nice. No, I, they're not nearly as. It's the as king of the nuts. No, cashews blow the blow the pants off a of macadamia nut. Then why are they so much more expensive? Because of a lack of demand. 
<laughs> there you go. Touché. Fair enough. Man. Touché. That's how that works, I guess. No, that's just delicious to me. I use that to to like mix my uh my peanut butter powder, and uh, and I'm licking the spoon. Like it's it's so fucking delicious to me. I also add salt to it. Like I add like a sprinkle of salt to the PB uh, powder, and uh, and maybe a little bit of sweetener too. By the time you're done, it tastes like Jiffy or something. It tastes like one of the like least healthy peanut butters, like the best peanut butter you've ever had. It's I need to try the delicious. additions you're doing because I bet that that takes it to the next level. A little bit of salt, a little, a little bit of salt. I'm searching bit for of artificial Kyle's milk. There are so it. many things that milk comes from. Like <sighs> I do oat milk. Oh, I've done that too. You can get yeah, milk from I like, oats. Yeah, I, I've yeah, done you can oat get milk. oat milk. It's, That's it's really my tasty. personal favorite. Our Lord and Savior and, uh, put so many things on this planet to milk, and you're getting it from <laughs> oats. Can you milk a cat? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can milk anything with teeth. Anything with nipples. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the exact stuff right there. I fucking love it. Like, it's one of my, like, like I'll, I'll just be, I really want to go in the kitchen right now and, like, get a glass of it. It's, it's so, I'm thinking about it now. It's so fucking tasty. About, like, creamy cashew milk. <laughs> it's so fucking good. What does that say? Made with creamy cashews. <laughs> Made with creamy cashews. Yeah. Fucking delicious, man. Creamy cashews milk. Made with creamy cashews. Checks out. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the FDA insured that. And it was made of indeed creamy cashews. Oh, yeah, they tried, sell it at Amazon. Cashews, I bet. Although yeah, it's enough to make it into the planner's container, they, they go to the Silk Corporation. Probably. That's 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 how baby carrots become baby carrots. They're it's cheaper at Amazon. Mm -hmm. They're whole carrots that were an abomination and nobody would have bought them, so they just shave them down into those little baby nubs and uh, put them in a bag. No, that shit's delicious. I've had I've had the oat milk, I've had the cashew or the uh, almond milk, and uh, obviously I've had cow milk. But uh that's my favorite, the cashew milk. It's fucking delicious. I put it in the Amazon card. I will at some point have it. Yeah, let me know what you think. I, I, I really dig it. You can get hazelnut milk. <laughs> Will they deliver it or you have to do the thing where you reach like a certain threshold and then they mail it all from uh, like Trader Joe's or whatever? This is Amazon, you're asking me? They, uh, yeah. I think free delivery. Okay, Amazon's really confusing for food. There's Amazon Prime yeah. where you can sometimes buy like potato chips and things that hold up. There's Whole Foods and Amazon Fresh. Oh, that's it, Whole Foods. And they're different. I think one mm -hmm. of them has a $100 threshold for free delivery, and the other is 35 I think. And uh, I think this is the $35 one. I don't know why Amazon is three stores. It should be seamless to me. I shouldn't have to know or care where it comes from. Work it out, Amazon. I want to get that. I'm going to see about that Amazon pharmacy stuff because they're doing drugs now. Really? Oh, I remember yeah. reading about that, and then I hadn't heard about it since. Yeah, I, I got a little like pop up from Amazon uh, today or yesterday. It was either in in an email or even on the Amazon app. But I I, I kind of glanced over it and I was like, oh shit, get all my drugs from there. Huh. Amazon is going to take over everything. I got no problem with that. They're Everybody's really, like, yeah, really Bezos are. is a slave master, and like fucking whip them good, Jeff. Keep it coming. Yes. <laughs> Prime means two days. I should be able to wake up confused about what day it is, have my package arrive, and figure it out. That's what I, that's what needs to happen. I missed the two day delivery. It, it, it's it's true. It's true. 
but you know they're making don't some good original programming COVID to make up for bullshit. it. I suppose. I don't need you your know, excuses. I need your performance. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I you know like like at this point I just like keep a steady stream of impulse purchases coming and uh, they, <laughs> you're not uh, alone. you know they're arriving every day. It's it's like oh I could use a I could use five new blazers. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm a businessman. <laughs> well, how many times have I gone out in the last year? Well, that's COVID related. How many times have I gone out in the last two years? Well, that's prison. Yeah, you guys are about to see. Uh, <laughs> you guys are about to see me wearing a few blazers over the next couple of weeks because yeah. Kyle got a little ridiculous on Amazon the other day and ordered a, <laughs> a cool half dozen uh, blazers. <laughs> they are like, uh, an archer, and you wanted to have your own closet like that. I, I don't know what, what what I watched, but I was just like, oh, that blazer looks nice. Oh, can you wear a graphic tee under that? That looks that looks slick. All right, yeah, give me half a dozen of them. And uh, so, so yeah, I, they they arrived uh, to yesterday and today, and I, I went to the tailor today to have them all uh, tailored up real nice, and uh, I'll have them next Thursday. I nice. have been shopping <laughs> nonstop for this motorcycle trip I have coming up. All I do is lift weights and research motorcycle. It's called Farkle. If you guys haven't heard of this term, functional sparkle, and. Uh, I am farkling the fuck out of this motorcycle. We got to get some luggage attached on this thing. We need USB charging for the GPS. We need GPS mounts, bigger foot pegs. I bought a sheepskin for my seat so I can look like Mad Max would look like. It's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, and I'm and, looking at my Amazon cart. Okay. There's trouble in there. Oh, God. I ordered... So some of this I needed, right? I got my nasal spray. I got some like Zygam, Zycam anti-congestant uh, spray. Sometimes yeah. at night I have a hard time sleeping just because my nose is a little stuffy. This stuff makes it so easy to sleep. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. I got my uh, my face wash. I got three different weird pairs of underwear I found that I thought looked cool. A mm-hmm. t-shirt. I got some wood glue so I could fix my one of my kitchen drawers that uh, broke the other day. Um I got a memory stick so I can take all the videos off my phone and stick them on there because I, I got a bunch of old you got a plan for clamping that wood glue? It needs clamping pressure. I'm going to go to Home De- I was going to buy the clamp on here, but you have to buy a pair. And so okay. I'm going to get just go to Home Depot and get one clamp. You're absolutely you right. Through. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I got a new leather jacket. Um, that came with the blazers. <laughs> I may have spent an ungodly amount on this leather jacket. I hope you all like it. Um, <laughs> How much was it? Let us know. Come on. Uh, you're dodging it. Tell the truth. I mean, you know, it's less than a thousand. Less than a thousand. It's like the Seinfeld. (laughs) You say nothing, I think it's more than a thousand. You spend more than a thousand dollars on this jacket. (laughs) It's cashmere. (laughs) Uh, I got a a fancy belt, uh, t-shirt, then all my blazers. Uh, I I, I got a couple of button-ups, some pizza crusts. With the blazers. Uh, Yeah, yeah. More underwear. I have so much underwear now. Good God. Um... Let's see. I got some hot cocoa. I got some, uh, I had a pair of shoes that weren't fitting. So I got these little slip in things that go in the back of the heel. So they fit a little better. Socks, t-shirt, t-shirt, uh, Epsom salts, more. How much underwear have I bought this month? This is like $80 <laughs> worth of underwear. Four more t-shirts, uh, five, uh, a polo, a hair dryer, <laughs> some ginger garlic paste, some swad fenugreek, which is this Indian fucking spice some indian red chili powder double-sided tape you use a hair dryer 
Yeah. Yeah. A lot of clothes. A lot of clothes. Cereal, uh, shampoo, um, yeah. my drinking straw in my and my and my water bottle was gross, I saw. So I got these like little dr- straw cleaning brushes. Do they have to any louder under. ones? <laughs> I, I think it's you know, I, I do the best I can. There's barely any ice in there. I gotta keep it cold. <laughs> uh, I got an air fryer, I got some cereal, um, I got some lingerie, that's not for me. Um, okay. you know, some more face wash. Three more pairs. I have so much underwear. Where is it? Where even is it at this point? What brands of underwear are you buying? What what special brands? All sorts of stuff, man. All sorts of stuff. Like 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 all sorts of like different stuff. Like like longer boxer briefs, shorter boxer briefs, different styles, different like materials. I never cared about underwear at all, right? Like not even, like just same kind, old whatever. Uh, Cecil doesn't know. I recently started getting in shape. Lost twenty. Three pounds, something like that. Now that I look good for you, underwear, man. I, I have a whole new vibe. Like, you know what? I need some smaller underwear. I didn't know this underwear is like boxers, right? Like down to my knees. Can't have that. I'm not skipping leg day. <laughs> you know, can we get something <laughs> smaller? Uh, underwear is more fun for me now. <laughs> got a lot of underwear yeah. here. What are these? I got, uh, <laughs> these are called dream catchers. These are, uh, they're waterproof. Men's underwear, boxer briefs, cotton boxer briefs, underwear, open fly, pack of five. They're called Dream Catcher. Does that not just spark thoughts of wet dream? Is sure. sure. Catch it. <laughs> okay. That's, they look nice. They're, they're actually diapers, yeah. but okay. You know. Yeah, pretty yeah. basic. I mean, I thought there was going to be a fun pattern. I thought they'd be I, an elephant I, trunk. I, I just got the multi-pack, you know, just... I must have spent two hundred dollars on underwear this month. Good God! Well, now next month you don't have to spend any. <sighs> Fuck! Next month I need to have to. Oh, None of these to were have to purchases, Taylor. You need, you need to uninstall Amazon on your phone. <laughs> I need to uninstall it. Every now and then I do that. I'm like, this app is just not healthy. I don't need this app in my life. It's got to go. I feel like go. have to had nothing to do with most of these purchases. None of those purchases were really necessary. No, no, they were. It was just like, ah, I want that, and all of that. And who, you know what would go with that other stuff I didn't need? Yes. <laughs> oh, more underwear. <laughs> more underwear. <laughs> you like ordered some and then you pick a different brand. Like, well, that's like, it's not stupid. I'll like A-B test them and then see which one I'm going to go with in the future. Yeah, I went, I went to the tailor and she, she, she's like, oh, you got so many soap. <laughs> like, what, yeah. you a fucking idiot? <laughs> Did you order all six of these off Amazon? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a businessman. I need eight suits. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> me in six suits. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've owned eight suits in my life, and I'm really old. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is one of the nice things about being off camera. I just sit here in my pajamas all day long. Pajamas. <laughs> I think I have one suit, and that's for weddings and funerals. Yeah, oh. that's the way I would prefer. To well, like, I'm like wearing suits. Yeah. I got one for every day of the week. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I don't know why. Cecil, when obviously movies are a huge, huge passion of yours, uh, what are some, or like, what are your kind of go to hobbies when you're, I mean, I guess for you, because anything you turn into a job is a job. And so, like, when you're trying to get a break from all that, are you a video game guy, fitness guy? What do you kind of you know, spend your time doing when you have your druthers? Um, my two things that I do is, uh, video games are probably my, my number one go-to. 
uh, when I just need to like zone out and mm-hmm. just not think about work and whatnot. Uh, you know, I got hit with like three copyright claims in a day and I'm just like, I need to, you know, blow stuff up. So I'll go and do that. Um, and my other one, uh, I play the guitar, uh, very poorly and, but I'm trying to get better. Um, I've been playing on and off for years and I finally really, uh, said, all right, you know what? I am really going to learn how to play this year. So I've been uh, doing that uh, a lot more. And it's getting to the point of where it's starting to be fun again. Like I'm starting to remember all the things that I had since forgotten because I hadn't played mm-hmm. in a few years. So uh, yeah, between video games and playing the guitar, because um, I, I long, long, long time ago, uh, I was in a band and uh, I sang. Oh, so um, I, but I always wanted to learn how to play. I always wanted to learn how to play the guitar and I have a bunch of them. And I mean, I can kind of play, but I'm not like really good. Yeah, I can play like, you know, I can play Pearl Jam and stuff. And like, but that's, you know, I want to play like Megadeth. I want to play yeah. Opeth. I want to play stuff like that. So that's the stuff that you really have to like learn how to play and not just learn how to play uh, power chords. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, between those two things. Yeah, you can see I dabble with the guitar as well. It's oh, on nice. camera. Yes. Oh, well, no, that's his. That's his. Yeah, it's off camera. <laughs> yeah I'll fix it. I forgot. It. I see that. I see his shoulder back there. I keep thinking it's a beanbag. <laughs> oh no, that, that's him. That's him. I know. But, oh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can see the Woody's old but, guitar. Yeah, I haven't gotten the new systems yet because why? Like there, there's nothing good on them, and why are you going to rush out and buy the? first xbox first playstation 5 when you'll have like one game to play on it you'll end up just going back to the old systems anyway so Mm -hmm. uh yeah so right now um pretty much i'm just playing stuff on the pc uh or i'm playing stuff on uh, the ps4 what games are you Um, playing um on uh the pc i (laughs) uh i just finished uh honey pop 2 which um never heard of that was yeah oh god it is uh, it is a, a hentai dating game. I guess it's it's really a piss. It's just it's just wrong. And it's called what? Um, I'm sorry. Honey pop honey, two double honey date. pop. Yeah, double yeah. <laughs> um. Good God, man! What is this? <laughs> Can adults play this game? Yeah. Oh, oh it's. So I'm yeah, looking at the cover art. This appears to be a 12-year-old girl making the cunglingness. I can't say the word. Cunglingness. Cunglingness. Yeah, thing with yeah. Her, her fingers and tongue. Uh, clearly a lesbian porn scene about to take place. At the- well, the whole the whole game, you get to choose, like, do you want to be a girl? Do you want to be a boy? And you basically go to this island named uh, Isle de Inadipuna. And <laughs> you have to, like, you have to get into... In a Dapuna, in a Dapuna, <laughs> you have to get into. Uh, I think you need twenty threesomes in order to get. Like every time you have a threesome, um, an angel gets its wings, and so you have to have twenty threesomes in order to have enough angel wings to sacrifice them. Because there are two demons that are waking up uh, after their thousand-year slumber, and they're going to destroy the earth if you don't present them with the 20 uh wings and then have a threesome with them and it's uh i mean it's it's just stupid and fun and wrong uh, you live but, stream it 
I, I had fun with it. But then to play something serious, uh, I've Can been you play playing. This on Twitch? Uh, no, you can't. Actually, it's banned. You can't ah. play that on Twitch. Okay. Um, because there's because there's new like hardcore nudity in it. Um, I've been playing uh, Surviving the Aftermath, which is a uh, a post apocalyptic city builder. Um, that is uh, that's a lot of fun. Um, it's very depressing, but uh, in a in a good way. And then on um, PlayStation Four, my go to is usually I just played the uh, uh, the Surge one and two. They're kind of like Dark Souls, um, but in like a sci fi universe. Um, they're uh, they're really fun. And but yeah, they're kind of my go. I'm I'm looking. I'm not sure what I'm gonna play next. Um, because right now there's not really a whole lot out that's interesting to me. Like, you know. I'm teasing you a lot about of the this game. game, but really, my attention is still stuck on it. And I, look- <laughs> I, I just, I'm, I'm watching. I wanted to see like what this, what it's like the nudity and everything. So I went on YouTube and put in Honey Pop Two nudity, and there was one. It says double date ending. It's like nine minutes. So I just clicked through, and it's like three alien women were like you can see like pussy underneath their little thing, and like the little frozen bit of dialogue on the bottom. I don't know what the context is, but the middle woman of the three is saying, "Think of all the pussy you've crushed to get here." Do it for them. Do it for the pussy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's shit we'll funny. Like the uh, the writing behind it is largely why it's so good because it's so like they know the kind of game that they're making and they just kind of went all in on it. It's just really silly and, and oh wow, dumb. yeah. It's, I'm uh, looking it's, at this thing that you do. <laughs> it, it on steam it has very good reviews i'll bet yeah and uh it's uh, like right now uh they're kind of i'm waiting for them to announce like a dlc or something for it because uh there were a lot of um there were a lot of women that were in the first game that didn't make it into the second game and so oh, a lot no. of people are like hey they're gonna make it into the second one and uh yeah, it's it's a piss. Like it's it's just really stupid and fun. And uh, I mean, it, it's a match. Th- if you boil it down, it is a match three game, and your reward is anime titties. <laughs> and it's that's really all it is. It's just funny. My my wife thinks it's hysterical because she's like, she's like, I hear this like <laughs> laughing, and she's like, and I come in and it's you. <laughs> it's not even the game. <laughs> and I look and like, man, that you must need to use your right arm a lot in that game because <laughs> you were using your left hand to click around. <laughs> well, there, there are uh, not uh, not that. Oh God, what was the one? There was some anime game on Steam where they had like a, a one armed mode, and I'm like, oh come on, like <laughs> they're, they're not even you're not even being subtle about it. It's going to be funny. They're like, oh, man, we made this great game. And then it's like, everybody's buying this game and playing, but nine minutes in, they're logging off. <laughs> they're, never, they're getting halfway through the intro scene. We're setting the, the world, and, you know, we were, we were too aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that one, uh, what else have I? Oh, and I've been playing, um, getting back to the guitar, uh, I've been playing uh, Rocksmith, which uh, oh. is like, uh, which is like Guitar Hero, except you're actually playing the songs. Yeah, 
I know that they um I think you could use a regular guitar too like your mm -hmm. guitar like you they sell guitars that are actual guitars and you can also put a device on your own guitar and you learn neat. to play no, all you have to do is um it, if you buy like you can buy it on Steam but you need to get this uh like cable and it's basically a, a guitar cable on one end and a USB plug on the other and you just plug it into your computer you set the delay on it to make sure that it's synced up right and then um notes come up on screen and you just kind of play along okay what's and, the game um, called? rocksmith i'm buying that i've got a guitar sitting right next to me that i haven't played in a while Ooh. um i like i gotta get you on uh get your email or something and i will send you a site to go where uh you can get a bazillion other songs Nice. That uh, they they don't have, so yeah. There's people that do uh, charts, and uh, it's just it's really awesome. So it's like kind of like they have over a thousand songs that you can buy, but then there's other ones where you can get a lot of songs that they would never carry. So YouTube okay. left me unsatisfied. I went to Pornhub and I found the nudity on Honeypot too. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, there. Oh, well, because YouTube is. <laughs> My IQ maneuver. Go to the porn site. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube has gotten ridiculous. Um, they, I did a video a little while ago uh, on a movie called uh, "Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity," and uh, I, you know, I try to follow YouTube's <laughs> laws as best I can. Mm -hmm. And um, I, there, there's a scene in the movie where there's a girl and she's wearing lingerie. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever, wearing lingerie. Right. Uh, they flagged it as 18 plus, and they said that YouTube does not allow uh, women in lingerie. And I'm like, well, you better tell the Victoria's Secret channel about that yeah. because uh, <laughs> they don't seem to be behind an 18 plus age gate. And uh, that really kind of irritated me. So YouTube uh, is getting more and more ridiculous every day. So I knew you weren't going to find the uncensored version there uh more than likely they would uh they probably wouldn't even put it behind an age gate they would just block it outright hmm. this is a really dirty game <laughs> well yes uh, it really it really is keeping with that tone with your your game with the underaged child well no uh the, the girl who's there she's actually a thousand year old fairy so. i knew it i was gonna say that as a joke uh, actually she looks mean. 11 <laughs> so so we were talking about this uh i've been fascinated by this all week the issue with the uh the reddit admin um and the and the ridiculous drama that went on this week for those of you who don't know uh i'm gonna go over some of the highlights here um, I, I posted a little link there to a, a, an article The Verge did on it, uh, and I'm going to try to find um, right when it kicks off here and just read it straight to you verbatim. Okay, so essentially, um, I, I can't find the right part of the article, but the, the issue is that uh, this transsexual woman was hired as a Reddit admin and her background is that uh, she witnessed her father rape and torture a 10-year-old child uh, when she was growing up. Um, as a member of the Green Party, if I remember correctly, she was running for some candidacy not so long ago. She made her father part of the campaign um, with that as his background. Her current husband, um, he had some interesting tweets recently 
I'm going to read one of those verbatim. Let's see. Um, She's British. I don't think you mentioned that. She is, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. <clears throat> Here's a tweet from her husband. Um, I want to find the right one. The one that's absolutely absurd. Did, did the guy who raped and tortured the kid go to jail? I, I can't. Um, Good question. I, that I don't know. She says, um, I fantasize. This is her husband. I fantasize about children having sex, sometimes with adults, sometimes with each other, uh, sometimes kidnapped and forced into bad situations, sometimes coerced through fantasy mind control. That's uh, that's straight from his Twitter. And there's a there's about eight others that are, you know. Good guy. So he's into pedophile stuff. Her father Very was a pedophile. She watched her father do pedophile things, but we don't hold her responsible for that, I guess, because she was super young. Yeah, she was a kid. I, I'm assuming. But, I don't. This is the first I'm learning. Well, she that. also made him part of her part. Made him part of her uh, cabinet when she was running. I recently. was headed to that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we do hold her that. responsible for her more recent actions, where she put <laughs> her father in her professional life. I assume is running schools. I don't know. Convicted um, that year of raping and torturing a 10 year old child. Damn it. It doesn't say if there was prison time or something. It just says convicted. Yeah. How year. long ago was this? I mean, not that it makes it any better, but just out of curiosity. I mean, this yeah, is I'm horrible, but like when, when was this? Cause he could be out. Like, I mean, when he, when he was uh, it's just, ugh. yeah, if she's an adult, it's been a long time. So maybe he's out of prison by now, but like, he yeah. must be if he's like getting offered a job at for the whatever Green Party. Her name is uh, Amy Knight, by the way. If anybody wants to like do a little research on her, it's A I M E E, and then Knight, like Knights of the Round Table. So it it seems though that she no longer works at Reddit. It seems like Reddit's real crime was hiring someone without a very good background check. They knew all of this uh, going in. And um, they only fired her after many subreddits uh, pr privated um, out of protest because um, there were people who were saying, hey, wait a minute, um, this person is pro-pedophilia. Her husband is pro-pedophilia. Her father is a literal pro uh, pedophile. Um, and you've, you've got her on here. And they were saying, how, how dare you dox this woman and, and be transphobic? Yeah, Kyle, you're coming off as a little transphobic right now. I, I've, I've, I've called. <laughs> listen, here's an image of Amy. Um, I have referred to Amy as a woman every step of the way. Ah, uh. she's got those same glasses Dirty has. Does she? <laughs> Do they <laughs> share the same glasses? So much magnification. Oh yes. Hey, we're not. Let's no. You're coming Some off as transphobic again. You're you're coming <laughs> off as sightest right now. <laughs> I have nothing against the ocularly impaired. Okay, no, certainly not. We're proud people. I, anyway, this is ridiculous. I don't know why Reddit hired someone with that background. That as an admin. And, and well, so I, how does, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say I saw that they posted uh, a thing saying that uh, they didn't vet the person properly. So oh. they were kind of trying to, oh, to yeah. say that. So I, I don't know. I, I kind of came in on this, I think, yesterday. Uh, I saw that there were a bunch of subreddits that uh, had gone private. And that was, you know, Streisand effect. 
or was like, okay, well, what's going on here? And then I looked into it and then I was like, oh God, I kind of wish I didn't look into this. So, so they uh, wrote, as of today, the employee in question is no longer employed by Reddit. We built a relationship with her first as a mod, then through her contractor work on Reddit public access network. We did not adequately vet her background before formally hiring, I'm sorry, hiring her. Debate and criticism have always been and always will be central to the conversation on Reddit, including discussion about public figures and Reddit itself, as long as they're not used for vehicles of harassment. Mentioning a public figure's name should not get you banned. So I don't know. It sounds like they thought they knew her, didn't run a background check because they thought they knew her, and then once they learned uh, who she really was, they fired her. Well, it's good. I mean, that's good. They fired her, but like, like I, maybe I'm not getting it. So admin, obviously, like that's actually working for it, not a mod. Right. Couldn't they have just forced <clears throat> opened up all of those su- those subreddits if they wanted to? Like, nope, you you can't lock down. Or I I'm guess that, sure would, that they, would draw even more attention to it, really. Yeah, I'm not sure that was the right move. Yeah, I mean, that's it, true. And it, it wasn't like, all right, so like, it wasn't like, I don't know, name a small subreddit. It was like pictures and yes, like, that oh, like videos. Like, Video, like videos. <laughs> it, yeah, it was like major subreddits like were privating themselves. Like, like I don't know, the, out of the top 25 subreddits, like like several of those. You know, and and the people who are um, moderators and admins for those are like they're part of the team. You know, like 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 they're. I guess so. They really, really caused a stink to part. like start yeah. be like, all right, well, you don't want to open picks, then uh, we'll just clear clean house here. That is that that's not going to happen. Is there mm-hmm. money in being a mod on a big subreddit? I, I wouldn't think so. Like, like, like forever. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like. <laughs> A side hustle to be had like, like i feel like there's know. money in being the our videos mod in the same way that there's money being in politics oh no 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 the money's not from the politics exactly you know the money comes in a more circuitous route or i might misuse that word but yeah. yeah um i could see that by the way can i can i write this off if i as wardrobe if i wear it on the show that's how it works right <laughs> i think it has to do with uh whether or not you can wear it anywhere else that would be a gray one. Kyle, I don't think you can wear that anywhere else. I don't think so either. Yeah. If it was um <laughs> it was like overalls that said Jiffy Lube on them, then you could clearly write that off. If it was a costume used in a performance like cats or something, you could clearly write that off. On the other hand, if you bought um I don't know anything about men's pants, Dickies or chinos or something you would wear to like a business conference because you didn't have them already. You can't write that off because those are normal clothes that you're going to make as part of your wardrobe. Mm. Fair so enough. That, that's how the I don't cut work. any corners with my taxes. Yeah, I don't think I've ever written off clothes. Never thought about that before. But I've also. Oh, no, wait. I have. I've, I've done that with uh, with costumes for the show. I was show. totally going to say those owl costumes. Yeah. Now, unless because you're trying to convince me you wear them on weekends with the with the wife or the ex girlfriend, no, uh, as we call her. Those all hang Ooh. out in that closet right there. A big <laughs> bunch of costumes. <laughs> There's no closet there. I know that room like the back of my hand. That's oh, a window. Yeah, you're, right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You caught me. That closet right there? Yes, there's a closet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah that's the closet because it's my house, obviously. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so that whole thing was ridiculous. I saw that uh, earlier this week. <clears throat> what a disgusting background. Um, yeah, my God. 
I, uh, I, I, I don't get the, the, um, I'm really worried that like pedophiles are, are, are going to do their best to become part of the LGBTQ plus, plus, plus crowd. I mean, they're already attempting that, but I'm worried that at some point they're going to be allowed in. You think so? Well, every time I see it come up, you know, there's a, they're quickly rebuffed. I take, but I wonder how long the, that'll last. In the fact that lesbians don't give respect to bi chicks, right? If they won't let bi chicks in fully, then they're not going to let pedos in. Do they not let bi chicks in? They have the B in there. They, I mean, in the broader group, but in the cool kids club, no sir. There's a high. There's a hierarchy. There in is there. a hierarchy. Part of the acronym, though. But they're yeah, the B. down the road a little bit. It starts with L, bitch. Don't you it forget it. It does start it. with L. <laughs> yeah, it starts with L. <laughs> like that was an important thing when they're starting to like G, T, L, no, B, L, T, no, that's taken. Uh, <laughs> B, L, T is taken. Yeah. <laughs> Buys lesbians and trannies. <laughs> yeah, that's what it would be. Yeah, well, it, that would, they would ruin the B, L, T because they'd have to add additional letters pickles yeah maybe i don't know is there any piece i guess guess we'll have to keep an eye on it kyle Mm. you'll have to keep your eagle eye on the situation and keep us surprised if anybody sneaks past the goalie if anybody gets in like hey i'm just a normal gay guy like hey (laughs) your boyfriend's 11 you can't fool me (laughs) no i always shop at oshkosh (laughs) bigosh Hidden uh, in the center of the close racks. Like, I just, I can't believe there's like safe havens for these people on the internet. Like, like it's for pedophiles. So f- Essentially, yeah. Like, like I, I really don't like the whole like, oh no, she's nine thousand years old thing. Um, I, I'm, I'm not a big right fan here. of that. Um, I'd be fine if she was nine thousand and she looked like an eighteen year old woman. Yeah, but you I know? think that defeats the purpose of what they're going for. It absolutely defeats the purpose of what they're going for because, like, they want a child-looking avatar, and then also to be able to be like, "No, it's what I'm doing isn't isn't ridiculous. It's science. It's it's magic. It's magic." <laughs> I'm also into Harry Potter, you know. <laughs> like, but but all the, and I think it's so much worse than just liking eighteen-year-old women who look young. Like 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 that to me is fine. Like 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 the faux bait. Uh, subreddit that okay. I was I was joking around about a few months ago. It's like these are eighteen year old girls who just look very young. Mm-hmm. They're eighteen year old mm-hmm. women though. Like, yeah, like they're adults. But this guy is like, no, no, no. I fantasize about. And, well, I, I wish I still had. I, I closed yeah, the fucking like window because I don't want to look at it anymore. And, at it anymore. But it was just like his tweet was just like. It wasn't even that he liked underage girls. It was it was that he liked children being forced to do things with adults forced to do things with other children yeah he said didn't he say like and some and the children being forced to do sexual things with magical mind control or wizardry and it's hypnotism like, there was a whole thing about hypnotism and like, like like brainwashing and like there was something in there about dragons and animals and like it's just so fucked it's like dude you gotta go outside man you, you know, gotta you go know, outside and play some yeah. softball or something and get this weird fuckery out of your head. You yeah. you've been inside too long. You know it's bullshit too. Like they're just trying to get around not being pedos because like 
if you were to tell them like, hey, write a whole, write a, a five-page story about your this world with little, you know, you know, fantasy girl that's eleven thousand years old. What does she do? How does she get to the castle? It would be like she arrived at the castle and saw a well-hung goblin. And then, and then it would be like five straight pages of just the sex stuff. They wouldn't talk about the magic in the world. There'd be no world building. It would just be basically writing fantasy child pornography, you know? Yeah. So and I don't even, I don't even mind like the fantasy non-consensual stuff. Cause it's like, all right, you know, whatever you're into, it's a fantasy. It's, it's, it's a little fucked, but God damn it. At least there's no children. Fuck. Yeah. And uh, although I still yeah. think that that stuff shouldn't be illegal. Like we've talked about this before, how like, I think you should be able to draw whatever the fuck you want. Like, okay. like, well, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, like, like this goes Free back to like, doesn't just protect the stuff that you like. Yeah. It, it's not that you don't need free speech laws to protect the stuff you like. It's not what free speech laws are for. It's to protect the shit. Not everybody likes. And, and sometimes that's the majority of people likes like this. <laughs> it really is. It really is. But, but that being said, it, it, it's perfectly within your rights to say, Hey, I don't think I want to be associated with a company that hires people who are pedophile adjacent. Yeah. Like, and, and, and that is what she is. Um, she is pedophile adjacent clearly. But uh, uh, that being said, I feel like you should be to draw any fucking thing you want to draw I feel like drawing is no holds barred. I, I I feel like I could do anything I could want. I want with a pencil and a piece of paper. And I can't, I just don't understand how anything I can do with a pencil and a piece of paper could ever be illegal. Yeah. I agree with you there. Immoral, disgusting, wrong. Yeah. But mm-hmm. illegal, <laughs> immoral, disgusting, reprehensible, vile, you know, yeah. Terrible, but not illegal. Mm hmm. Yeah. Taylor. Well, I didn't know anything about this yeah. story, but it looks like they got it handled pretty quick. Good. Seems like a dumb question coming from me right now, but glasses. People think I wear glasses. These are reading glasses. I only wear them here at the computer. When you wear normal glasses, do they work up close? Do they work at all distances? Can you read better? I was like, mm-hmm. I was working on my motorcycle today with one of these sort of like one eye proper distance things like, all right, here's my maximum vision. If you had glasses on, would you just have like, would you just been fine? Uh, I mean, I can see like, if I'm wearing my glasses, I can, I can read everything on this table or my current glasses. I might have to like go like that or mess around. Cause it's start, I'm starting to lose it uh-huh. uh, with that uh, particular prescription, but like real close, I, I can't read that uh, on my glasses real far away. Obviously, like so you just have one pair. Or do you have a reading pair and a no, driving you, pair? For example, no, uh, I just have one pair. Like reading glasses wouldn't do anything for me. They're not uh, curved enough. Like it wouldn't help. Uh, so yeah, I, I can see everything, but like these contacts are so much fucking better. Like I, I can read everything so much crisper, so much cleaner. And this is the exact same prescription as my glasses. But because I think glasses are always like making little micro movements on your nose, and so like. The lens is, is moving little bits, and that may not seem like a big deal if you don't wear glasses and you're like, oh, whatever. But like, that's also shifting that area outside. And this is probably varying in intensity depending on how bad your vision is, but that's also shifting the area surrounding the glasses. And that that's really unpleasant, at least for me. Like, I, I hate like trying to look at something out of the corner of my eye with my glasses on. Oh, yeah, th- this is a thing. Like, if you have really bad vision like me and you try and look at something out of the corners of your eyes because the glass is so thick there, it'll be wonky. And so you'll almost have to like, 
turn your head like you have a neck brace on to to see it right. Whereas if I go like this with my contacts, I'm hunky dory. I'm yeah, good to go. There's a like, sweet spot in the lens, and you should look through yeah. there. If you like look through the corner of it, that can be mm-hmm. wrong sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm sure yours are like a lot less noticeable with that, or maybe not. Like minor minor kind of complicated too. I have double vision. So now oh, I can, I I can focus and pull it together, but yeah, it becomes a strain over time and it gives you a headache and stuff. So these I can just freaking chill and everything is always good. What causes double vision? Uh, I don't I don't know. What causes it? Like birth yeah. defect maybe? Uh, like I was curious cuz like causes I like all the rest of shitty vision. Oh. Astigmatism is like that eye isn't the right shape like my left eye has astigmatism so i have a toric lens in that one that rotates slightly every time i blink to keep it centered so it doesn't float off so like i was wondering just if they ever told you like oh you have double vision that's because your corneas are swapped or i think that um like uh, you can't see it like no one is ever in my life and i can't see it myself like cross-eyed but i think that's what it is one's just a millimeter off or something like that oh okay um, Do you have uh, good eyes, Cecil, for watching all those films? Yeah, surprisingly. Uh, I'm the only person in my family, my mom, my dad, my sister, like they all have horrible vision. And I somehow, I, I guess I ate a lot of carrots when I was young because my vision's fine. So I don't out. know. Even my, yeah, yeah, I, I lucked out. Uh, so, but but yeah, my my sister is like one step before legally blind. So uh, her glasses are like ridiculously thick. And yeah. I was just like, nope, not getting to that point. So I don't know. I mean, I might get to a point sometime in my life when I might need glasses. But as of currently, I'm fine, which is funny because I stare at, you know, monitors and TV screens all day long and uh, haven't destroyed my vision yet. I learned this year how the carrot vision myth started. Do you know this already? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. So apparently the British during World War II had invented radar and the Germans didn't know how they were seeing them at night. So the British started a rumor that their heavy carrot diet allowed them to see planes at night so they wouldn't suspect radar. Yeah. It's really interesting. Ah. But like, I wonder... But also, like, like the German scientists were, like, making rockets and stuff. So I imagine, like, whatever, like, non-scientific general was like, we have to have carrots for every single soldier. So be like, you know, he was fucking with you, right? It's like, that's not true. <laughs> like, like, I know you, like, totally, like, oh, my God, he, you outrank me. I mean, like, in five years, I'm going to have a cush job at NASA and you'll be fucking dead. But who cares? But anyway, like, idiot, let me get back to the rockets. <laughs> I oh, wow, we must give them all the care. Did you hear that retard? Dude, we are fucked. Do we have the dopest launches in all the planet and we're going to fucking lose? This is trash. <laughs> I, I have an even stupider thing. I always okay. thought that uh I thought it was because of rabbits, like rabbits eat carrots and they have really good vision to be able to you know see predators and so that's kind of where i thought it came from like it's like oh well rabbits eat them they have good vision then if humans eat carrots then they must you know must be good for their vision i didn't know rabbits had good vision yeah Uh, i don't know i honestly don't know if they do or not (laughs) 
<laughs> I always just kind of took carrots. it that <laughs> <It's right>. circular. <laughs> yeah, we're all about those carrots. No, Bugs Bunny, he ate the carrots and you he know did. He's... never got never got killed. He was yeah, too he never got to be getting the best of Elmer Fudd. Did Elmer Fudd have glasses? Mm, no. he, I think he needed glasses, but no, I yeah, think he, ever <laughs> he did probably that. needed them. He was too proud. Kyle, him. What, <laughs> what kind of gun did Elmer Fudd have with that big funnel on the end? Yeah, it was a shotgun. It was just you know cartoon shotgun. That was disappointing. It's a blunderbuss, <laughs> isn't it? That's what the pirates would use. Oh, is that? What I mean, those had that barrel. You know, that's so you can load them faster. It's you got a funnel at the end, so you can just pour the powder mm-hmm. and the shot in. Yeah, but you always think of pirates when you see those, or at least I do. Because, and I imagine it's because it's like, oh, you're out on the high seas, and you gotta, you can't, you know, be you're swaying. You need to be able to pour it in. Is that right? That does seem right. I bet it is. He always seems to have a regular shotgun in these pictures. I remember it being a blunderbuss. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm... it's because when he would shove a carrot in there, and it would it would kind of banana peel banana up, peel back. Oh, right. Yeah. That, might be, that might be what we're thinking about. Yeah, I've uh, I've been looking at cars a lot lately, and uh, I'm not interested in, in this deal, but this is one of the best deals I've ever seen on a car. So I, I'm pretty sure it's still active, at least through the month, I think. But you can get a 2021 Camaro LT1. Um, that's one step down from the Super Sport, but you get the V8, the touchscreen navigation. Mm-hmm. I think you can get leather seats, just not heated leather seats. Um the like 10 speed paddle shift transmission. Um, it looks like there's a $1,500 bonus here that won't be applied unless you're already coming out of a Chevrolet lease. So just ignore that. So $1,500 down, uh, almost $2,000 down. And uh, I think it's $274 a month for a 39 month lease for with 10,000 miles a year. You're getting a $35,000 car for $274 a month with 2K down. And it's 455 horsepower. It's it's a V8 brand new Camaro. That's pretty cool. But it's ridiculously no, cheap. No consideration there cuz you need a little change of pace. I would and I think you're you're pretty you're pretty stuck on the Corvette now that was C8 8C. I, I am interested in the Corvette. Um that that is almost certainly what I'm going to go with. But um I could I could do it's another cool. Camaro, but I would want a Super Sport at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should. You should. But yeah, I want the Corvette. Camaro. Yeah, Corvette for sure. I sort of have an "Am I the asshole?" Yes. All right. Super quick before I get into the the layout, I am telling what I think is the truth. It is possible if you heard the other side, I get something wrong. But this, uh, I'm not intentionally lying. All right, so I'm going to get my motorcycle fixed. They tell me it'll take three days, something like that. It ends up taking 14 days. And I am head over heels enthusiastic about getting it back, practicing. I'm buying equipment for it. I really wish I could like see it up close and make sure things fit. And it is the way I remember. So I anxiously want it back. Uh, at first, I wasn't really nagging them too hard because, you know, they said it would take three days. You don't call on day two and no, is it done yet? Like, Fucking chill. So uh, I call on like day four, like, hey, you know, can I come get it? And they're like, no, trouble so far. I uh, we need to buy a new computer. 
and it's like, and we need you to approve the purchase of the computer. It's more expensive than original. So, okay, misdiagnosed out of the gate. That's cool. I'm a not a good mechanic, but I, I enough that I know you don't always get it right on the first try. Like, cool, cool, cool. But why didn't you call me instead of me calling you? Yeah. How long was it going to sit there unordered before you called me? That would be my first question. Right. So I approve it and they order it. And then uh, I call two days later and I'm like, hey, status update. And they're like, uh, oh, it didn't come in because we ordered it the wrong way. We have to order it a different way. Oh, Woody, you don't understand. BMW is so hard to work with. They're such a pain. They're this, they're that. Are you the BMW parts guy? You yeah. should be an <laughs> expert at working with BMW at getting parts. This is literally what you do for a living. Uh, but they're like, don't worry. We'll order it the correct way now. And uh, I'm like, all right. So then I call. Has it come in? And they're like, no, it turns out it hasn't come in. I'll open a case. Every time, it's like Kyle mentioned, like progress hadn't been being made until I called. And I'm like, I should have called two days ago. You know, like this set unfollowed up because I didn't follow up. And if I don't follow up, like it, when I follow up, progress gets made right on yeah. the spot. They, really get the like while I'm the on the phone there they open the case and something you know that makes them like kick it into gear it gets shipped while i'm on the phone they're like oh turns out this was never going to come because we ordered it incorrectly like it's me calling that's making this progress well i put two and two together and realize i need to call all the fucking time right a couple times a day if i need to they don't pick up the phone hardly ever they're picking up the phone so i'll call three times in a row just ring 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 and like you know, up, up, okay. The other service isn't picking up parts because there's like this voice tree thing. Parts isn't picking up sales. Sales always picks up. Hey, mm -hmm. can you walk over to service? They don't answer their phone, and uh, and they do. And I'm hoping perhaps this is embarrassing, right? Perhaps when the rest of the store is always saying, <laughs> you know, half my job is uh, getting you to pick up your phone. You know, there's something wrong, right? Like I should be able to call a business and get a person to pick up the phone. Most of the time, they pick up like 10%. So uh, anyway, this happens. Things are pushing along and, and uh, they needed a, an answer for me, whatever. I called. They didn't pick up. I go to parts. They didn't pick up. I go to sales. Eventually, the guy talks to me and he's like, Woody, Woody. We need you to leave a voicemail when we can't pick up the phone. I was on the phone with another customer and I'm like, Jeff, I'm not sure you've ever called me back. I've tried that way and things don't get moving along. I need to talk to someone. I was like, I hear you, but that hasn't been working. And he's like, I hear you, but I have 3,500 customers to which I'm thinking at once, right? Like right now you have like, really? <laughs> and uh, it just created this sort of awkward moment for me. They eventually finished the bike. I think they were happy to get rid of me and I was happy to get rid of them, but mm -hmm. it had me. And, and by the way, I, I, by the end, I'm calling a lot, you know, twice a day. Fuck it. You're two weeks late. I'll yeah. call twice a day. I need a person. You know, like I need to talk to a human and know that's it. And, and like Kyle mentioned earlier, things don't move along unless I nag. So yeah. uh, at the end, like picking up the bike, I'm like, I shouldn't feel awkward. 
I'm the customer, right? You know, he's the one who told me to leave a message. But you're the one not picking up the phone, right? Mm-hmm. In my weird head, I'm like, I don't want to get fired as a customer. There's not that many <laughs> BMW motorcycle dealerships around here, right? Like, I do need a guy who wants to fix my bike. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, anyway, am I the asshole? For calling no, I would have gone. I would have taken that. I would have gone so insane. Um, I would have wanted. I I would have talked to the general manager of the store. I'd have went and saw him in person because that 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 would have caused a real stink. He's everybody's boss. Um, I'd have called like someone at like I'd have been tweeting at BMW. <laughs> I'd have been looking for a BMW representative, like um, someone who does with customer service, like nationwide. I'd be t- I'd be finding out if there's some way you can report these people. If there's some way, if there's some sort of like customer satisfaction rating, some way you can damage their business. Um, if if they don't do X, Y, and Z, I'd have been looking for alternative places to take the bike, and I'd have been like considering calling a lawyer. Like like I and and it, 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 like I, I, yeah yeah absolutely. I, I would I would try to find damages. Like 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 you know what I was using the bike. I was going to use that bike to make these vlogs. These vlogs would have earned this much income. You've damaged my income because I've missed X amount of the riding season. You've cut. Co- I'm seeking damages in the in, in the area of ten to twenty five thousand dollars. That'd be fun. Yeah, I, I mean, you're like, well, I guess I got to make double daily videos again. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to make those videos. You just have to prove that you intended to make those videos, which is pretty easy to do. You were uh, intending to make those videos. Indeed. I. Uh, yeah. I. <laughs> I don't know. He's he's he scolded me and uh it's like well yeah i am totally like getting salesmen to walk around. Yeah, the guy's like i'm in the indian portion and i know it that's the far side of the shop uh but i i was fine with that i was like yeah i'll wait and yeah, uh, yeah you had to do your job today huh right I, oh, well, I have a you've B- got 3500 customers where am i in that line uh, am i the most annoying You'd think you'd want to get rid of me as soon as possible. I wanted them to think that. I, I, I was yeah. like, if I'm them and I have four bikes back there, I'm like, fucking work on the black one. You know, he's calling at lunch today to find out yeah. if we worked on it. You know, it, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you didn't do anything wrong. Like, yeah, Jeff, I am calling. And just so you know, so you, maybe you can free up a little time. I'm calling tomorrow at 1130 a.m. and again at 430 p.m. I like they ever when, do you, when do you take your lunch and what's your cell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did they ever explain what the delay was? Like why they kept like where they just kept saying they didn't have the parts and that was what the delay was or dude, the explanations were not satisfactory. It was stuff like BMW so hard to work with with COVID shipping is unreliable now. Although that turned out not to be the thing. Once yeah. they shipped it, it came right away, but they said that they said that, um, they when they ordered it like any normal part, but it turns out it was I needed a computer, an ECU maybe. Um, with that part, you have to order it through a different place, like you order order a key. And I'm thinking this is really a lot more information. Oh, like you order a key, all cleared up for me now. Like like that means fucking anything to me. And then but when you order the key, it tends to come overnight. So we hope we have it tomorrow. Call tomorrow. Nope. Call the next day. Nope. Oh look. I'll open a case to find out why it hasn't even shipped yet. Uh, this no, is the meltdowns. kind of explanations they were giving me. And it all resolved in my head to, you're not very good at ordering parts. First, you went to the, you did it the wrong way. Next, 
you didn't notice it wasn't coming until Squeaky Wheel over here picked up the phone. Like, how long would you have waited if I wasn't calling? Yeah, I, like, look, it's a completely different scenario. I dropped my watch off to, at, at, a, at a watch repair place today. It was early in the day. He said, oh, you need a new clasp. I said, yeah, yeah, I know. We don't have to replace the band, dude, because the band is $800. He's like, no, no, no. We can get the clasp. That's $40. I can overnight one if you want, or there'll be one in here in three days. It's four, It's uh, it's a $40 clasp, $10 to overnight it, two, $3 if you can wait three days. I'm like, overnight it. It'll be here tomorrow, right? Yes. I'll have it ready for you by noon tomorrow. And I'm like, awesome. If that thing ain't ready by noon tomorrow, there's going to be a problem. It'll <laughs> be a problem, Woody. You owe me. I'm gonna $7. raise a lot more stink than you just raised. Yeah. Like, 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 and this is a class one to watch that I don't plan on wearing this week. <laughs> I, uh, I'll yeah. see damages. I think I was in the <laughs> right on this thing. It, I like, didn't know what time it was. I was late to a very important <laughs> meeting. <laughs> I was gonna vlog. I was gonna start doing watch vlogs. I so was gonna buy a lottery <laughs> ticket. <laughs> you owe me six I billion. It. Welcome to FPS Russian Watch Review. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> everybody's like, what the fuck? <laughs> this, this content sucks. <laughs> My watch better be ready tomorrow. No. Six years and he comes back with four he has years. an intermediate <laughs> level knowledge of watches at best. <laughs> this one's very, very gold. Now, now he's Borat. <laughs> <laughs> this one is blue and this one is black. I'm looking forward to getting my watch back. That class has been broken for a long time. Yeah, you've been enjoying looking at watches recently. I bought a silicone wedding ring. I don't know. I don't even know how I feel about it, how I wear it. I'm not sure I know how to measure my finger. But uh, I was like, why aren't I wearing it? The reason I stopped wearing it five years ago or something is because we mow with farm equipment and I was working on mm -hmm. the stable and it just it was like, I'm going to get degloved. And... Uh, but then the silicone thing came along around that time, and I never. Anyway, I bought a black ring. We'll see. It seems the nice. way to go. The silicone thing. That, that seems like the smart move. That's what I'm going to do. I'm sure. Yeah. I used to wear one a little bit. Um, my my girlfriend didn't like me appearing to be single. Um, you know, <laughs> okay. What? So I, I was like, "How would you? Would it make you feel better if I wore a wedding ring?" And so he said, "Yeah, yeah." So you know, what's going on? Huh? Wow. We'll see. I don't I like you appear single. Put on the ring. I like the, the ring. gold one. I used to tap it, and uh, I remember it a long time, and it looked like it. Like it was shiny, and now it's almost like a machine roughed it up or something. Like mm. every, I don't know, micrometer of it was scratched, and it was yeah. almost like a, like it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, that I don't. Know, I like things that have a little wear to them. Things that have been Agreed. through life with me. But uh, but the deglove thing, yeah, Ooh, yeah don't want that. It. Yeah, that's don't it. want that. I don't, does lifting ever deglove people? It seems like it's a nah. It wouldn't deglove you, but it would. It, it would probably cut you if you caught it wrong on like any hard ah, pull. You'd movement. have a hard time catching it wrong though. Like you, like like how? Like even if you're you'd doing power, have to try. You, I could I see smushing even... it and having something on your finger that's not round anymore. <sighs> I guess like, like, but that might even be better than just breaking this, destroying your finger. Like, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, like, I, I wouldn't worry about it. 
Well, with the silicone one, that definitely with the won't silicone hurt. one, yeah. Not, you know, we're talking about a gold one, not a silicone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No yeah. harm, no foul with the silicone one. Nothing, nothing bad can. I mean, I guess it could melt to your hand. Maybe <laughs> yeah. the silicone one will be so good at improving grip that you just. I look like Michael Jordan on his fifth championship. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like oh, we'll work out tip. You know, give yourself rings. Yeah, you're gonna look ridiculous. Your hands aren't gonna go together all the way. They're gonna go like that. Twenty-seven of them down your fingers. <laughs> Called a straight finger deadlift. You gotta uh, hook your hand. I you want to talk about going somewhere and like seeing a lot of shiny things that that are tempting at watch store today yeah reignited a uh an impulse i mean i always like things that are shiny but sometimes like, it burns you know, brighter than others always always okay, i okay. like shiny things you know and and he had like lots of nice watches and then lots of nice like golden fucking jewels and shit i'm like oh, i mean i could use a diamond ring i mean why not i mean <laughs> got like this big like men's ring that looks like a fucking super bowl ring or something like that it's got bunches of gold chains and shit it's just, i don't know i like shiny shit it looked it looked like fucking smaug ought to be sitting on top of his countertop in that place it's ridiculous he had a lot of nice watches too huh that that's not my jam i don't relate. i like them yeah I like them a watches i relate to a little bit but uh Dude, Dude, you have like, the uh, the Fitbit bling. That's, that's, oh. that's about as far as I go. Does Fitbit still make nice stuff? I feel like they disappeared with Apple Watch. Are they still kicking? Uh, I don't. Well, you know, it's funny. I call it Fitbit, but um, it's like a knockoff Fitbit. So I don't even know if they're. I'm assuming they're still going. I mean, they were uh, kind of the thing. Uh, I don't even know what brand this is, but. Uh, it, it essentially does the same thing and it was a lot cheaper. So, cause the yeah. last one I wore, I was on the subway and somebody bumped into me and it like hooked onto like the side of the subway door and it tore right off. And I was like, Oh great. You know, now I'm at 150 bucks. So I had to go uh, get a new one and I got like a knockoff Fitbit and it, it's been doing the, essentially the same thing. I've got the Samsung S three and I really like it. It's got lots of, I don't know. It, it, it does a lot of shit. Like, like it just all sorts of health stuff and it pairs with my phone and it lets me control my phone. Like I can control the camera on my phone from my watch and I can control like all sorts of music stuff. And I How dig do you it get a your lot. pulse. Do you wear a chest thing or does it come from your wrist? Right from your wrist. And it'll do, um, uh, it, it'll do like, it, it keeps your pulse all day. So it'll like give you like your, your high and your low and your average, but it'll also do like instantaneous pulse readings. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I think it does blood oxygen content t- somehow as well. I don't even know how the fuck that works. Well, it, it seems reasonable, right? Normally they just put a light through your a finger thing on your or finger. something. So I don't know how that works either. Well, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, like, I, 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 I don't know how any of that works, I'm, but I'm uh, well aware that it's red. There's it's a got red all that functionality. <laughs> it was a little bit expensive. I think it was two eighty. Or something like that. Uh, I probably should have spent another like, I think thirty more dollars, and I could have gotten the LTE version. And it's got its own fucking like phone number or whatever. Like, like I I don't even need my phone to like have a communicator on my wrist all the time. Would it be ten bucks a month? That I didn't look into. Um, I think maybe if I've already got a Samsung, it like pairs for free. I, I don't know how it works exactly, mm-hmm. but it's way I've easier to get four hundred out of me than ten bucks a month. 
Like it, agreed. I agreed on that. that. Yeah. Um, but I've always got my phone in my pocket, so it's so easy just to like Bluetooth them and they're both connected. And anytime like I keep my phone on silent, but if uh I get a message or something, it my my wrist will go vibrate a little bit and I can like swipe to the right and I've got my messages and you know, I can I can do everything from it. I like it a lot. You know what I like about the iPhone? It has facial recognition to log in. And yeah. when I first saw that, I was like, oh, that sucks. I'd rather have the thumb. You know, like, why is that even good? Here's why it's good. Your phone goes, right? Like, it's vibrated. You look at it. And by the time I've, like, observed it, it's recognized that I am me. And now it's unlocked. And instead of just saying, like, uh, WhatsApp notification, it says, Kyle wrote this. Because it's unlocked, it's not private. Yeah, yeah, it, you, that's that's probably great for you, um, <clears throat> as someone who has had their phone become federal evidence before. Um, I don't like the idea of a cop being on. Huh? What do we have here? Let me just. Uh, all right, let's see what we got. Right, they just point it at you and. And they'll do that. Yeah. <gasps> I wouldn't doubt that. No. Yeah. Right. I don't have any evidence on my phone anymore. What do you have to do? Just be like, sunglasses. <laughs> 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 You're sitting there making a ridiculous face. They're like, what's wrong with him? He doesn't want us to get into his phone. <laughs> I need my ND, my attorney. Fuck yeah, smart at us. It doesn't work with sunglasses and it didn't work with a mask like for COVID. Makes sense. But Apple said. I don't know if they updated it or if they're about to, but it will work with a mask. Mm-hmm. That seems like code in. I just, um, I've got like a 10 digit code and at this point I can type it so goddamn fast. I'm in in a second and a half. It's fine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's the same combination on my luggage. Exactly. Yeah. I saw that was the most secure to just have like the number number pad thing. Um, but, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't like the idea of biometrics, not because I'm like paranoid. I don't think Bill Gates is going to inject me with any microchips and uh, I don't, I don't care about my biometric data. I just don't think it's very secure. Yeah, that's definitely what it jumps out. And, you know, I've got, like, financial stuff on here. i got, like, you know, PayPal and bank information and stuff. So, yeah, might as well keep it secure. Better safe than sorry. I get it. I get it. Uh, I want to eat so bad. I'm so hungry. Oh, hold on. I actually have... So, we were talking about motorcycles. Woody, what do you think of this Japanese lady going around... (laughs) What is going to happen? ...on her, her motorcycle... Everybody, Kyle, you should look as well. I'm looking. Oh, I had her as a topic too. Did you? I okay. did. So, what do you think, Kyle? What am I missing? Do you think she's pose? Do you, do you think she's a real biker, a poser? There, I'll tell you, there's something Scroll off. Scroll down this. and look at yeah. the top, uh, you know, four way picture. Are you seeing? Uh, you it? know, as I look at her here, I think that maybe. And okay, Yamaha. Yeah, I'm positive. That's like a 45 year old man. You knew. You didn't know. You knew. Fifty <laughs> <laughs> year old man with great hair. <laughs> yeah. So I I have this linked. I'll share my link with you guys. <laughs> so it's oh, pretty the ads on Daily Mail are outrageous. Um. Here's the picture, chat, if you're looking at this. 
Her arm is like a 45-year-old man's arm. I can't even notice on this top picture. She's making like a peace sign. And, uh, but the, the internet did because nothing gets past the internet. And it turns out she's been filtering herself. And this is what she really looks like. Hilarious. That it's is so funny. Ultimate catfish. Wow. Yeah, that forearm, that is so true. That's not a good woman's forearm. I can't, I would just assume it was weird lighting or something. That is like yeah. loose skin. Mm. Yeah, it's a 50 year old man. Hey, that is a good filter. Yes. She's hot. Yeah, he's cute. I bet he's got a great body. Well, that's why, like, things like that and all the deep fakes are going to be just, I mean, this is just the beginning of yeah. this. Like, imagine what they're going to be able to do in a couple years. It's like, did you see the, the Tom Cruise video? Yeah. Yes. Like, that was insane. Uh, and yeah, yeah this, this be, is like scary. It used to be sure. you couldn't trust still photos, but videos were very hard to fake. Now, like, you know, it's idiots it's on all Instagram hard. are faking even video now. Yeah. It's a matter of time until some politician or like billionaire gets caught like, we have you on camera on Epstein's Island raping someone. It's like, that's a deep fake. Everything's deep fake and you can't prove it's not because it's 2030 and it's completely indifferentiable from reality. Like, yeah. And, and it is. Yeah. You know, like Kyle was saying how they're very good at CGI water now at the top of the show. Yeah. Dude. Random people on Reddit make amazing water simulations. Like, this mm -hmm. is a hobbyist-level thing today. That back in the Titanic, it was groundbreaking. Now, it's yep. anyone can do it. Uh, this deepfake stuff, like, it, teenagers with their phones are going to be faking politicians and sex scandals. Yeah, 50-year-old Japanese men are going to pretend to be hot women. That's it's the real a, crime. It is. I think it's... I think honestly, what's going to happen, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened yet, is some high school kid will deep fake, like let's say he has an ex-girlfriend, uh, and he he'll do a deep fake and send it to like her new boyfriend, and it just kind of escalates from there. Uh or or like a husband wife oh, thing where they'll deep fake. Oh, did it? <laughs> so really? so essentially is a, a high school cheerleader. Um, had some sort of issues with the squad she was on, the cheerleading squad, and her mother made deep fakes of the other cheerleaders on the squad smoking cigarettes and drinking alcohol, and then tried to get them kicked off the squad, like like sent huh. to like 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 administration. You know, now you're so. the only cheerleader left, honey. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you guys might be looking down at, but that's a mom who cares. That's a mom who tries. You want to talk about a mom who cares? I saw this story today. This mom showed up to school with boxing gloves and beat the shit out of a kid who was who was causing problems for her daughter. I like it. She, wow. <laughs> she's arrested. Bring, wow. Did she bring boxing gloves for the girl? No. She showed up with her own boxing gloves and oh, beat that, the shit out of a child. It's not very sporting at all. She went full like, what, what's the uh, the uh, stepbrothers when, when John C. Riley and Will Ferrell just beat the shit out of all those kids on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> damn and she's in jail now because she beat up a child i used to daydream about that as a parent right you know like the hope having some social issue at school it's like i could beat the fuck out of all of her friends. <laughs> i don't mean to act like a badass but she's 11 at this point. 
<laughs> I mean, I could just maybe I'll get a mask. I could really scare the fuck out of an eleven-year-old. <laughs> yeah, you could. You, you, you just school. threatened to rape an eleven-year-old, and they are terrified. Believe yeah. me, you sissies. Just you just you're just going around giving like like fake punches to the kids, <laughs> just like, uh, like throwing heavy things. Like, Think fast. Just nobody's like, nobody's gonna believe you, you little cunt. <laughs> Guess what? Nobody's gonna fucking believe you because I'm a grown up and you're a little shit nosed kid. Meanwhile, I'm actually a boomer and she's recording. Yeah, What the fuck is make Facebook you... Live? So ridiculous that, that it'll sound like it's being made up. <laughs> right. You just, like notice her like <laughs> recording again. Like, you little shit nosed kid. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Is what I would say to someone who threatened you or anyone. Set your house on fire and shoot your parents while they run for cover. What? No one will believe you. <laughs> and they wouldn't. If an 11 year old went and said, "He's." Casey's dad said he was going to set our house on fire and shoot mom and dad while they were running out. I don't think that sounds like Casey's dad. If they came to you, you'd be like, what? Now, Mr. Myers, we were entirely on your side uh, for the first time this happened. This is now five separate incidents. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? You, I'm going to say something even more horrific, but I can't even say that. <laughs> so, oh, well, uh, Cecil, where can everybody find all your stuff, all your Twitch, your YouTube, everywhere you are online? Uh, you can find me uh, primarily on YouTube at Good Bad Flicks, uh, as well as Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, the under construction, but it should be back soon, uh, goodbadflix.com. So I had a very nice person was uh, redoing the site for me and uh, fixing all the SEO problems and all that stuff because uh, I had built it way, way back when. And I didn't know. I'm not a web designer. I didn't know what I was doing. So I got somebody who was a fan who wanted to do something nice for me and said, Hey, can I, you know, I've been watching you for free for years. Can I do something? I'll rebuild your website. I was like, very nice. Absolutely, dude. Thank you very much. So nice. We'll check him out all those places. Thank you so much for coming on Cecil. Yeah. I, if you're going to check out Thank one of his videos, I recommend um, exploring galaxy of terror. Thank you. Yeah, that one. Uh, I was actually really happy and also shocked at how well that one did. Um, uh, cause I had a lot of people that it's funny. The majority of people were like, Oh my God, this was an amazing episode. And then I got a lot of other people that were like, Oh, what the hell? This was all about James Cameron. And I'm like, well, yeah, that kind of was the story. That's, that's where the slug rape, right? Yes. That is the one with the, the slug rape where the, let's, uh, leave, let's just leave that just as we yeah, leave, leave it there. It was yeah, the, yes, like the that. one, the one you'll, with the slug rape, the one with the slug rape that almost killed the woman. <laughs> a woman was almost raped. She to was death almost for reels. Well, she was almost slug. crushed by a two-ton uh, animatronic slug. Oh, see, so you don't explain it. See, don't explain now. Everybody's got to go now, the video. Everybody's uh, got to go. But there's, but there's more. But there's more. <laughs> go check it no, wait, out. It's there's great. more. Um, it's it's really good content. One of my favorite YouTubers. I'm. I watch hours of your content. Uh, I have. We'll continue to. Thank you so much for coming on. Really enjoyed you. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I had a really good time. PKA 536.